Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. So we are back with Leftovers uh, talking about episode uh, 305. It's a Matt, 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 Matt world. Matt, 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 Matt world. Matt, Matt, Matt. Um, yeah, so what an episode. Um, there's so much to talk about. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, towards the end of this season, I guess there's 3 episodes left. Only 3 left. And you know, it every you know, I think you kind of mentioned this before, you know, uh with so few seasons, I'm sorry, so few episodes this season, um you know, what they decide to spend an episode dealing with is super important. So, uh um, Yeah. This marks, I believe, the last Matt epicentric episode. I'm pretty sure it will be. Yeah, it would be weird if they pulled out another one. Yeah, and it's interesting where they leave him because I don't know where he's being left. I don't know by the end of the episode what's. And I guess that's why I like the show. I mean, I like it, but why I'm drawn in, I guess, is because like weird, strange things happen, you know, and I'm just like, I don't understand, you know, what, mm-hmm. uh, I watched the episode, I don't get it, like, uh, <laughs> I read your book, Look, I came to class, I did the work, I don't understand, holy oh, yeah, out reference for you Mammoth fans, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, pretty interesting episode, I, I, you know, not to, not to, like, start the podcast off in a negative way, but, I didn't really love this episode. Um, when I watched, I've only rewatched it once. I kind of, I'm on a, my second rewatch, kind of in the middle of a second rewatch of it. Um, so please forgive us because I know you, Justin, um, only watched it once too. Yeah. Uh, so forgive us for inaccuracies and probably some extra time we'll need to like remember some things. But um, yeah, after I watched the episode the first time, I I was like, oh, I didn't really like that. I was like, I think this is the worst episode I've seen of this show. Um, you know, now granted, there's some craziness things that happen. I, you know, and that's interesting, the crazy, interesting stuff. But just on like a plot level, character level, I thought, oh, I didn't really like this. I wasn't that engaged. I wasn't like, you know, by the end of it, I'm like, nothing really happened. Um, you know, I guess it's kind of like a, you know, an incremental move, I guess, of the story. Um, you know, they kind of move forward a little bit, um, you know, or I guess really the B story, because the A story is, you know, whatever is happening with uh, with Kevin and Nora and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really I didn't really love this episode. But I, you know, there's this article we were just talking about before the podcast calling this episode, you know, the the best episode or the, you know, best strange episode or something like that. And I was like, yeah, really? Come on. Like the hotel episodes, I think, really kind of are, are more interesting than this thing. But um, yeah. So what did you what did you think? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I no, I definitely enjoyed the episode. I, I wouldn't call it like the worst ever or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't say it's the greatest either. I agree. Like. Those other episodes were on another level, Um, you know, in a way like it wasn't, I mean, it it, it was a little bit like a Matt episode, but it also wasn't exactly like the other Matt episodes, Mm -hmm. Um, which I guess is fine. I mean, you know, if you do the same formula too many times, maybe it just gets um, repetitive after a while, but... um, uh so in what way do you, are you saying it wasn't it was different 
Well, I, I guess, I guess, um, I guess, I guess, uh, in his previous episodes, it felt like there was a lot more of, uh, you know, he has some, like, it didn't, it didn't, there weren't as many stages or something. I mean, like, everything just happens on the boat, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, I guess in his other stories, there was a lot of, like, you know, I've got this problem, and mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, so I need to go here, but then this other problem arises, and then he fixes this one problem, and then there's something else that comes up, and you know what I mean? It's this, like, constant mm-hmm. back-and-forth struggle. This episode didn't really it wasn't like that. Yeah, it wasn't quite... I mean, it was kind of like, yeah, he had a problem, he had to go fly to Australia, yeah. and they go to him, but and then there's a problem on the boat, but it wasn't, like, this kind of never-ending onslaught of you know, t- conflict for Matt. Um, yeah. Exactly. Driving the whole story, you know, and he kind of shares it with the other characters on the boat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, it was less focused on Matt than the other Matt mm-hmm. episodes also. And I would say like functionally it's getting the characters to Australia. That's really, um, yep. that's really all that gets accomplished. I mean, besides all this uh, character stuff and I guess this stuff with, um, David Burden slash God, <laughs> Um, which, Jeez. I mean, to me, like, to me, that stuff was the most interesting stuff in the episode. I think, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. if you take that stuff out, um, I, I, I might be more inclined to agree with you that yeah. like the rest of it was kind of just, you know, like colorful filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I thought like the David Burden stuff, like, so one of my pet peeves in storytelling and it's just the, the personal thing is I get really anxious slash upset when I'm seeing when when I see characters when I'm kind of forced to like sit through something that I know is not what it appears to be. So like this whole David Burton is God thing, like he's not God. And if you think he's God, you have a problem. And I and so so I I'm, I was a little irked just having to kind of sit, even though it's it's interesting to finally meet this person. We've kind of heard you know sort of about in this kind of minor way here and there um definitely like interesting but i but also you know i was just dealing with like being irked of like come on matt why do you think he's got like why you know like it just I, i'm not convinced he he hasn't convinced me how has he convinced you you know uh, or anybody else you know I, I that 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 whole thing you know also it reminded me of like how i felt with um on homeland when uh when like um uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the latest season of Homeland. Um, but um, when when Carrie's kid is taken, you know, that kind of like oh. that kind of like um, I don't know, there's this weird tension that I feel that I'm because I'm just like, it's unfair. You know, I don't like that this is happening. And, you know, you know, who's behind it and, you know, all this stuff. And I, I kind of felt that way with this where it just um, I don't know, I'm not explaining myself that well, I don't think. But but like just this weird like. Uh, just being unnerved by people getting duped, I guess, is sort of a thing I don't like. Um, so it, it had that quality to it, which which kind of, I think, lessened, you know, my enjoyment of the episode. Because it was all around, kind of revolving around this guy who, from the beginning, I don't think is God. And he didn't do anything to convince me in this episode he was God. Um, so I'm like, well, what what's the, why, why are the, char- you know, <laughs> why are these people convinced? Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that was kind of where I, where I was coming from. Were they convinced? Well, there's uh, okay. The main characters 
you know, our main characters don't necessarily seem convinced, you know, and Matt doesn't necessarily seem convinced by the end of the episode, but, but I mean, the other people in the world, you know, the people on the boat think, seem to think he's God. I mean, they, you know, like, we'll get to that scene, you know, where Matt's nose is bleeding and the, one of the, the crew members on the ship says, oh, God punched you in the face, huh? You know, Yahweh, the guy. And I, I took that to mean that he thought the guy was God. Now, I guess you could say he was being facetious or something. Yeah, that's that's what I thought it was. I mean, I thought the idea was, like, everybody knows but he's, that's what he's he killing says. people, though. But that's the thing. This guy knows he's killing well, people. Well, they're going to arrest him at the end. So, I mean, they could But they have haven't been arresting him before. They're only arresting him because Matt took it to the captain. Like, but this crew guy knows that God goes around, you know, punching people, potentially, and, and throwing people overboard. And he hasn't done anything about it. He's happy and smiling about it. So, yeah. Why wouldn't? Why would he let the guy off unless he thinks he's God or ha, you know has that impunity that they mentioned? You know, he's when he's like, I'm the authority. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I took it to think, and they said it, you know, sort of offhand. You know that that other people think that he's God. You know, because of this, because of yeah, the yeah, whole, yeah. I mean, I'm sure some people do. It's just like, I mean, the people on the boat. I don't know. They have that whole like lion thing. Like it didn't. I don't know. It didn't seem to me like they were paying him that much attention. Like I, I was kind of wondering why he was even there. Well, they, yeah, that's what the crew guy said that he just likes to be on the ferry. He just likes the ferry from to Tasmania to whatever. For mm-hmm. it sounds a little contrived, but yeah. that's kind of the explanation. Get. But how I did agree. He get the, on the, the list. The, you know, the, the, did he just the tell a really good joke, or like what happened? I'm sorry, say it again. How did he get on the list? You know, I mean, they had to go through a whole thing. Well, he's God. He's a friend of the captain, sort of. Um, oh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's the only reason that he got in was because, and again, the captain doesn't seem to believe that he's got either. So, no. um, I, I don't know. I was, I guess I'm, I guess I'm just kind of confused about that angle of it. Um, but that, you know, even just talking about it and not, and not even being able to figure out what happened is confusing and, and unnerving. So that's kind of what I was feeling during this episode <laughs> of just being like exacerbated, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's hard to watch people believe something I think is, is inaccurate or wrong or they have misinformation and it's just a weird tension. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of over, uh, overshadowed, you know, the episode for me. It just, I guess it just, it didn't Definitely seem to my me. favorite Matt episode, you know, of the three, of the big three, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it didn't seem, I, I, I can agree with that. It didn't seem to me like anyone, I don't know, like, they, they weren't, like, openly worshipping him. It didn't seem like they're even paying well, him that you much. Know, yeah, but I, but again, like, but you know, he goes and he's got these cards. Apparently, people come up to him, so he's got these business yeah, cards, yeah. sort of thing that explains. I I took their lack of interest in him in this episode. The, you know, just just like he's done this, he's been around. They know he's around, so you know what I mean. But I agree. If if you think anyone walking around is God yeah. for real, you know that should that should tell you something. You I'll know, pay you, some should, you should be expecting things from that person, and and I guess we'll get into a little bit later you know about what he what he claims to know about history especially cosmological history right um mm-hmm. and stuff like that which i'm which was strange to me because i'm like why do you even know you and, and then the and then the sudden departure ma- 
made you God. You weren't you weren't God before, but somehow the sudden departure or or your death thereafter made you God. And that, is that how God is made? Like you know what I mean? It was yeah. just a, are, are you are you the Christian God? Are you a God? Are you a lowercase G God? You know what I mean? Are you a Maynad? Is this a Twin it Peaks? He seems to be the God from the Bible. I mean, he references all those Bible stories. Uh, um, true Blood uh, Maynad thing. Um, <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, okay, yeah. The Christian God. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, Disney, uh, or Jewish you know, or whatever. I mean, that whole yeah, tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll 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 dive in more when we get to when to get to his part. But um, but you know, I uh, I got spoiled a little bit on this the idea that the the the, the fearsome foursome here was coming to Australia. I saw. I think it was like a like the promo after the last episode. Uh, the promo for this episode played after the last episode, and I saw I saw them like on a plane. I'm like, oh no, turn yeah. Off, turn off. Um, so that's what I was kind of referencing, I think, last podcast when uh, I think I was a part, I was like, eh, I kind of know what's going to happen in the next episode. Um, right. Yeah. I, I was kind of expecting this. Like it felt to me like all of the, the weight of the story was in Australia and, and it just, it like going back to Jarden, it was feeling more and more like, like, a like a loose, a dead loose end that wasn't really... Mm-hmm going anywhere and so it, it just felt to me like it's not only a loose end but it's a dead loose end dead loose end <laughs> exactly they're losing dead like they you know they killed off the pillar man and kevin and nora leave and then it's just like you mm-hmm. know and and yeah and laurie's like you gotta come back you got responsibilities and it's just like there's only there's only four episodes left. Like I just well, and, and, and just in in terms of them kind of closing closing it down, I would also add, um, you know, they they got rid of the whole state park thing where there's you know yeah. you let people in the and the whole and all that, like that yeah. whole thing they got rid of, which which made the town interesting too. Yeah, I'd, I'd add that to the list of things they were kind of like wrapping up. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, and and that's the thing I think Matt doesn't necessarily know or understand is that there could be other magical, quote unquote, magical places on the earth, um, not just miracle. You know, he he was putting all his chips in that basket. Right. Yeah, yeah, and there's that. There's a, there's a little bit of dialogue later with uh, with John where it's like, you know, we're not going to get back in time for mm-hmm. the fourteenth. Like, you should just accept that whatever's going to happen is going to happen here in Australia. Which is, which is huge for Matt's character because it calls into question. I mean, it, it, you know, that that kind of thing, you know, you, you, you kind of think about a lot when there's stories involving time travel and somebody knows the future or something. And should you do this? Will that change the future? Or is that part of the plan for the future? You know, and that, you know, that, that kind of relates right. to this whole idea about what, what he thinks is going to happen on the seventh anniversary of the sudden departure. But, but yeah. Yeah, he's got. Even though he's 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 sort of plugged in and believes in these larger than life forces, he still is trying to exert this control over it to make it be the way he thinks it should be. Which you know, on one hand, in terms of you know religiosity, that makes sense because he you know he feels he's got a part to play in this thing. But like John says, like you can't control it. Like why do you think you can you like control this? You know what I mean? Like. Um, if Kevin is supposed to be in Australia on the seventh anniversary, then that's what's going to, ha- you know, theoretically yeah. is what's going to happen. And, uh, and yeah, I think there's an idea that if there is fate, then fate will make it work out right. You know, it, it seems it's, it's a little incongruous to me for Matt to think in this whole big idea of fate and what's kind of fated to happen, 
yet he thinks he can he can affect fate in a way where it won't turn out the way it's supposed to, you know, like, so Kevin doesn't get back to miracle and somehow whatever's supposed to happen doesn't happen. Well, but if it's fate, shouldn't it happen? Shouldn't a miracle happen to get them back in time? If that's what's actually supposed to happen, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So Um, yeah, I'm just going to say it at this point as a prediction, like I don't think they're going back there. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of was like, maybe they'll go, we talked about that before. Maybe I'll get there right before the seventh anniversary. But yeah, I mean, the only character missing is is Tom. Right. Uh, Tommy and Jill are missing from this part. Yeah. Um. So maybe and, and Jill's, Jill's kind of off the Jordan. show. Yeah, I think yeah, I feel, like, I feel like she'll show up before. Well, she did kind of make. She, what did she say? I guess I'll never see you again or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I is felt like that was her sort of you know yeah, but, Regina King Erica scene where it was like she's there she is that's it I I, I don't know we I guess we can talk about that too at some, some point but come back to Jill's place in this whole story it's weird to me that they would not have her back at all because I don't feel like her her story was really done at all but um compared to like Regina King it was very clear that she was in a good place and didn't sort of need any more storytelling for her conflicts or anything because he didn't really have any um and i guess jill seemed okay but i felt like jill's story was done after season one in a way like she didn't have much to do in season two yeah yeah and they kind of dropped the whole her and michael romance thing and yeah uh, that was a very minor subplot because to give i mean that gave her something to do but it was still it was very uh she was mostly just reacting to what the and, other characters uh, were doing she was mostly just babysitting let's be and, honest and that i mean you know in season one she actually got plot lines of her own you know she think? took the baby is- jesus well yeah <laughs> And no one cared. And no one cared. <laughs> that was a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's almost like a like a lost, you know, season season three episode or something. Like yeah, uh, totally. the baby's t- Jack's tattoo episode or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the it's question is, one, yeah. uh, you know, uh, not to get on too much of a ch- tangent from this episode, but um, is Jill okay? Like, can Jill be okay again? That's the big question. Can anybody be, you know, that was Jill's mm-hmm. big question. Can anyone be okay again? And, like, at a certain point, the answer was no. And she, you know, the end of the season, she joins the Guilty Remnant. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, the end of the season, they burn all that down. Which I love, I, you know, rewatching, I love that whole thing. Because it's like, oh, my gosh, she joined the Guilty Remnant. Oh, no, we're going to get all these episodes with her and the Guilty Remnant. And it's right. like, no, as soon as she joins, the house burns Instantly, down. Instantly, yeah. And, that was it for her time in the Guilty Remnant. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're right. But I, I guess I need to finish my season two rewatch to see where we leave off on Jill to, to kind of piece together what I what I feel like her the end of her character arc is. I don't think they really show it, but I I think the last step in her story, which I'm gonna now assume just happened off screen, is mm-hmm. reconciling with Lori. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think that was the I think that was the last thing that yeah that's fair hadn't really happened because i think she and you know kevin were pretty much okay and she and nora were pretty much okay after they hashed it out Mm -hmm. um uh so yeah i feel like it's um that's kind of at the beginning of season two um uh yeah so i feel like that was the big thing and it's i guess i feel like it's implied that that happens um by what we saw in the first episode and you know the ending of season two where they're all together um 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, family. yeah, I just, I don't know. It's It sort of seems like, you know, just like with Tommy, it just seems like once they, once they reconcile with the parents, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there wasn't another step to their story. And it just, yeah, it seems like they've both gotten <laughs> left behind. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Jill at all, except for briefly in the first episode. So mm-hmm. it just seems to me like, much like the Guilty Remnant, who I guess could always surprise us, you know, mm-hmm. but they, they have yet to show up and there's only three episodes left. So sort of like, how how important can they be at this point? Yeah. Yeah. And it's been three years since that period of time. So, you know, exactly. Um, all right. You want to get into the episode? Uh, sure. Uh, so, (laughs) oh God, the start of this episode. So, uh, the start of the episode indeed. So, yeah. So we started the episode, um, I, I guess, uh, I guess we're on like a French nuclear submarine. Mm hmm. If, Lay if submarine, anybody had please. that theory, what? Lay submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, if anyone had the theory that, you know, this was what right. caused the explosion, like, give yourself a, you know, you know hearty pat yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Like, okay, could I have guessed that? <laughs> um, could I have guessed that you know not necessarily a submarine, but that there was a nuclear explosion and in the South Pacific, and I'm like it's just a little bit too far to guess, but but because where I where I was a bit confused in my in my hypothesizing was you know they closed down the airport, the explosion seemed big enough to close down the airport, and I was like well maybe that just means the explosion was close to the airport, right? Um, but but the idea that an explosion would prevent, and that's the only way I would have gotten to this crazy idea, is that the idea that an explosion would have prevented air travel outside of the city, you know, to other destinations, what would have done that? A nuclear explosion, you right. know, something big enough to, like, irradiate the atmosphere, and that would that would ground planes and stuff. Um, but yeah, what a, what a weird opening. I, I think there's, you know, some kind of... Um, like uh some kind of uh, what do you call it like a like a i don't know an award show or something for all of these like one-off characters we've had on the show who have like nothing to do with the main plot of the show and are usually in these like opening scenes um and going through like probably the worst time of their lives um and doing these things that affect our characters or affect the world or something but like we don't find out really any details about them there's like all these characters that are like that right um which which i find pretty interesting yeah so i mean i guess this guy uh, maybe it has something to do with the 14th i don't know what his reason is obviously we never learn Mm -hmm. what his reason Mm -hmm. is but you know we open up and he's naked and he's gonna uh, he's gonna get the keys to the you know to to the nuclear um missiles i guess whatever's loaded on the submarine Mm-hmm. Um, and so like he knocks another officer out and, and takes the key and then he locks himself in the room where you launch it and then he has to do this it really reminded me of the whole thing from Lost the the bear cages you know where you had to like yeah hit the button and the mm-hmm. thing at the same time to like make mm-hmm. the, the fish biscuit come out like he had to yeah. 
like stretch his toes to turn the key because I guess it's supposed to be two people. Yeah, that's what I was wondering that when he was when he got both keys and he was running towards the door. I'm like, don't you need two people? I mean, don't like yeah, don't you need like two people to turn them at the same time? I thought that was kind of part of the the safety you know security yeah. feature of the whole thing. And then they saw like how he how he got around that, which I'm like, I hope. The the governments around the world who design submarines take this into account that if you're sufficiently tall and limber enough, yeah. you can get around that. Because if this guy was like an inch shorter, he wouldn't have it been able to do worked. this. Yeah. yeah, which I found pretty interesting and fairly uh, Lindelofian in a way of like, <laughs> just perfect enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the first shot of this guy with his face, and I'm just like, oh, he's not happy. Oh, geez, yeah. something's up with him. And like the the way the whole rewatching the scene was interesting because like I noticed how he took the he there was like a there was like a phone or an iPhone or something playing music, but he disconnected that and put on his i uh, his uh, what is it uh, iPod his little iPod shuffle or something. Oh yeah. And, um, and I was like, why? Why would you? Because I thought that was like his room or something at first. So I was like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just play your song on your other thing that's already playing music? But uh, I guess the idea is this is the second guy's room, and he and this and obviously the the first guy, the naked guy, wants to kind of die playing this song, so he puts his song on, but he puts right. it loud enough that the second guy is like, what's this noise coming in from my room? You know, let me go right. check it out. And so the guy is like waiting for him. Uh, but it's interesting that the naked guy seems to at least be one of the two people who has the keys, right? Because he starts out with the key. He starts out with the key. So yeah. he is, you know, he is a senior officer Seemingly, or whatever. Seemingly, yeah. Um, but again, it called into question, like, I'm like, geez, that, this could happen. You know, all it, apparently all it yeah. takes is one guy to go crazy and and have you know the 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 right moves to yeah. to kind of launch. Maybe launch. he does le ballet. <laughs> le ballet. <laughs> um, yeah, he does. There, he's French. Why wouldn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a, a very interesting. But you know, again, like, is the is the explosion just to ground them in Australia? I guess at this point, that's the only answer. Kind of right? seems like just... it. Yeah. And it seems like if he wanted to do something for the 14th, like, wouldn't he wait to the 14th to Yeah, do that? you would think, think so. Maybe starting Armageddon or something, getting it rolling before right. the first 14th. And the fact that it, it, it hit, like, an uninhabited island, I thought was strange, <laughs> too. Because it basically means there's no real consequence, you know. He, he didn't start an international war or anything. By, so by, it by said hitting. that on the news report? Yeah, yeah. It said on the news report that, that it was, like, a, I believe... Now, now, now I'm Uninhabited uh, island in the South Pacific? Really? Interesting. That's what I'm confused about. I'm not sure if it... I think it said uninhabited. I'm not sure if the word uninhabited was said. That's the sense I got. We have to... I'd have right. to look at that scene again. But I did think, when they said South Pacific, I did assume they bombed the island, right? I did... Yep. I mean, they, that's what happened. They bombed the island for yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, and I also was like, oh, maybe that's why in the flash sideways, the island's underwater. I was going to say okay. that. We finally got the answer. We got the answer why it was underwater. Yeah. <laughs> this guy bombed it. Because that was never explained. And it's like, well, that's when the island died. It went to the bottom of the ocean when the bomb went off. And there mm -hmm. you go. Are you saying the le whole show of The Leftovers takes place in the lost flash sideways? <laughs> that's kind of what it seems like. Basically, all the so maybe all of our characters in Leftovers are dead the whole time. <laughs> maybe oh, this is no. the show. 
time. Oh, oh my no. god, dude. that would be the best ending of the show. Not oh that, not god. not because it's a good ending on its own, but but just as a slap in the face. It would be such a troll. God, yeah, that's what, exactly what I mean. Like, wouldn't that be the best? Like, okay, you, you wanted a show where they were dead all the time, motherfucker? Here's a show where they were dead the whole time, and you didn't even think of that, you know? Like, I really hit it this time. Um, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Like, everybody died, and, the like, everyone who was left behind from the sudden departure are the dead ones. <laughs> right, right, right. And that maybe that's the thing. Maybe the people who departed didn't actually leave it's the people who who stayed who departed right, right. there's your there's Ooh. twist yeah that would be a twist Definitely. it'll be like the walking dead on the walking dead when they're like we're the walking dead you know the humans are the walking dead i think you dead, mentioned that zombie. last week and now it seems like yeah like i you know i don't think like, they'll do that part. but it, that actually seems like a semi-plausible theory to me mm-hmm like it I seems, can see it. Seems like it would work out. It would kind of make sense um, if somehow they all they they realize that um, they're you know and and I think that would have to happen after we see like real proof of a supernatural event. You know, like maybe something really right. does happen in the seventh uh, anniversary, and and then we're like, oh god, they just proved you know uh, objectively something supernatural happened. Like this is crazy, and then they reveal like. Yes, because they're in a supernatural world because they're all dead or something. Right. right. So, like, we're not really the leftovers. The people who departed are the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 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 I could see it. I could see it. It's not It's not totally crazy. Yeah, something to keep in mind, you know. But, um... But I did, yeah, immediately think of Lost when they were like, island in the South Pacific. And yep. I was like, yeah, okay. And he just bombed the island. <laughs> yeah, and a submarine, too. It's just, it's such submarine, a weird thing. A submarine, an island, and a nuclear bomb. I mean, that's all Lost. It is, yeah. It's just, it seems like there's no way, that can't all be a coincidence. I'm sure that was at least somewhere in his in his mind when, when, <laughs> when they were writing that. Well, you know, uh, that article we were reading off podcast uh, um, that was talking about this episode, uh, they, they, they spent quite a bit of time kind of explaining, I mean, not necessarily explaining, but describing um, how they write the episodes a bit, you know, in terms of like, they, they, they're, they're trying to figure out a story beat. And so they, they just have all the writers go home and do homework or something and come right. up with a bunch of pitches and they just go around and pitch the best ideas and, um, uh, it's interesting knowing that, you know, because because then you see how you get like, uh, oh, why, okay, so why can't they leave Australia? Okay, well the airports are down, so they can't they can't right. fly back. Okay, why are the airports down? Uh, you know, and then the best pitch was a nuclear bomb goes off. Right. Okay, great. Now how do we make a nuclear bomb go off? You know, yeah. and they reverse engineer it and all that. Right, right, and that's where you get the craziness. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, you don't start with, you know. You don't start with the with the intuitive, simple thing and work your way to crazy. You start with your crazy and you work your way backwards. Yeah, exactly. There was this French guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested why French in particular. Um, yeah, they used I, it for the theme music too. There were there were a number of French songs. Uh, yeah. In this episode, it was a fr- it was weirdly French themed, even though like. Aside from the submarine thing, I mean, nothing else in the episode had anything to do with 
France or Frenchness or whatever. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand why that was such a big thing, but. Yeah, and the and they I guess they hit a, a an island owned by the United Kingdom, uh, and there's that line in the in the show where he's like, "What are they trying to get revenge or for blah blah blah?" <laughs> I was right. like, "Oh man, I wish I knew more history because I've never heard of this conflict that you just mentioned." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, I think it was Agincourt. Agincourt. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that famous, uh, the Battle of Agincourt was a major, I'm just going to tell you what I think it was. It was okay. a major English victory in the Hundred Years' War. Uh, 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 the the famous Hundred Years' War. Don't you remember the Hundred Years' War? Mm-hmm. Fact, the Hundred Years' War lasted 116 years. <laughs> nice. Uh, the battle took place on Friday, October 25th, 1415. <laughs> Wait, it was a while ago. The battle took place on October twenty fifth, fourteen fifteen. Oh, I thought I heard October fourteenth. <laughs> no. Um, which I thought that would have been an interesting thing. Uh, Sorry, the fourteen hundreds. Yeah, fourteen hundreds, October twenty fifth. Okay, October twenty so fifth. Yeah. Um, okay, as in court. Sorry, I yeah. didn't didn't know that one. Missed my my British history class. I was busy playing Starcraft. All right. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Agincourt, of course. <laughs> uh, all right, you want to go to the next uh, next part? Uh, sure. Um, so, um, right. So then we cut to Matt. Um, mm-hmm. he's uh, going to a member of his congregation and trying to, um. Convince him to fly him and uh, two of his companions. I guess this would be John and Michael. Sorry. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. Oh. Sorry, you uh, broke up he, a little bit. Where were you? Convince him to what? He's trying to con- convince uh, convince him to fly himself and uh, John and Michael to um, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably, uh, I, I guess what happened, like, I, I expected this to be on screen, but it, I guess off screen, um, the news that uh, Kevin was in um, Australia traveled, um, I, I guess Lori told John and he told Matt, something like that. I'm guessing that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so he decides he has to go there. I guess the the original plan is to bring him back. Anyway... He tries to talk to this guy who's, you know, he's, uh, there's some business. He's got, you know, special um, mm-hmm. uh, humanitarian. He needs the money. Permission. Yeah, he needs the money. He's got a sick mother. And, you know, even though planes are grounded, they'll make an exception, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, hey. So, the you know, the whole, the first part is just kind of negotiating. Of course, he agrees eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the new Frank. And, Yeah. You're right. You always need a pilot on the Lindelof show. There's always a guy who needs to fly a plane He's or a totally helicopter. He's totally the Frank. That's interesting. Um, it's it's kind of a thankless role, but you know they do they do their job, and you need mm-hmm. them to do that job. And do because... you know why I know the plane was faked? Oh God! I was supposed to fly it. <laughs> dun dun dun! That's great. <laughs> But it's like, but wait, why did why does that make sense? <laughs> why does what make sense? Why why does that? Sorry, not to do a little loss lowdown, but like, what why does that mean it's fake? Oh, actually, I think what he ends up saying 
I don't know. Maybe I got my quote wrong. But oh, right. End, I forgot. He recognized. The, the, yeah, the pilot. The it pilot. was married. The, but the corpse on the thing didn't have uh, didn't have a wedding ring. A ring. Or yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, exactly. And yeah, so I just I just looked at the episode again. This little scene. I'm sorry. Uh, and they do say the, the the quote is early reports say the island was uninhabited. Mm-hmm. So, which, I bet you they know, do. Have it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that it blowed up, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, okay, cool. Um, okay, so uh, I guess the idea is like the three wise men are gonna go. Um... Jeez, don't get me started. Because <laughs> it's like, listen, are you the three wise men? Or are you the three disciples? You know. Matt, uh, they want to be both, you know. Yeah, like which one is it? Because the three disciples weren't the three wise men, okay? Right. right. Can you be both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 what do you call that kind of thing? Allegory? Uh, what? Uh, what's the word for that? For what? Like how they're they're trying to say, you know, Kevin's story is like Jesus's story. Like what? What's the there's there's some term for that, um, you know the comparison. I mean, but there's a anyway, whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? I think there's a word for that. I, the 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 comparison is kind of stretched, uh, pretty thin, I would say. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. You know, like Kevin's not doing the miracles Jesus was doing. Yeah. He's only got that one trick of resurrection. He has no parables. He has no teaching. Mm-hmm. Not teaching. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 authorities don't want to arrest him for you mm-hmm. know having a following that wants to overthrow the Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. I guess it doesn't need to be that specific, but you know. Like he doesn't even have a following. He you sure the Italians aren't after Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're I'm in the big of trouble. <laughs> I, I I could almost see the next episode starting with the Italians are after Kevin. I I kind of do see that like some weird <laughs> some weird way they kind of um, yeah I know what you're saying. Allegory does seems like a the kind of the right word. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, like some some sort of metaphor or comparison. Of so like, yeah, uh, some kind of yeah. literary term. But I I, I don't know. For mm-hmm. Some reason I can't either. Either there is a either it's just one of those. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's just yeah. It's kind of it, it's it's. I get why they want to do it, but it's it's kind of like not really believable. I feel like they should be emphasizing that he's like he's the new. He's the new savior. He's not like Jesus. He's different. He's Jesus 2.0. Jesus yeah. 2.0, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Jesus has an Instagram account. <laughs> Tattoos. Um, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I think Lori mentions that about the – she uses the term second coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, which which I thought was a specific term to use. So Because so, it's like Jesus – came back but not as jesus that we knew uh or that was described in the bible but through this this other new guy you know right who's a completely different person which calls in the question you know i'm not a biblical scholar but um no <laughs> i know it says it on my business card <laughs> but <laughs> despite what it says on my business card i'm not a biblical scholar um 
but but uh, I don't know. It kind of it kind of was interesting to me um, thinking about Jesus as 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 just being a per a normal person who people can you know um, uh, attributed these things to you know like Kevin. You know, Kevin wasn't immaculately concepted or anything like that. He didn't have any kind of special birth thing that we know about. Right. Um, but yet he's kind of in this revered situation now. And it just made me think of like, yeah, that's right. Like, if you were around at that time, you know, yeah, you maybe you, maybe, uh, you know, you wouldn't have known necessarily that Jesus was special until he started doing special things. You know, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um uh, as just a normal, and I, I guess they do that with David. Well, they Burke knew because too. of the prophecy. <laughs> what was the prophecy? Uh, well, yeah, the whole, uh, his whole, the 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 star north. Yeah. What was it? Star in the sky and the three wise men and Sounds the saviors. Right. Whole stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, so that, I guess that that okay, it is a little bit different. So, which reminds me that the three wise men were there for the birth, which also breaks down as far as the metaphor goes. Yeah, they also brought gifts, and I yep. don't know gifts they're gonna have for Kevin. It'd be interesting if they if they have something weird like that that they try to connect. Right. You know, or like Matt's like, hey, Kevin, here's a here's a jacket. You need a jacket. You're cold, man. You know, John is like, oh, here's some gum. You know, like just like little things, flavored gum, and maybe like, like super. Uh, super minor things but maybe that'll they'll do something like that right right i wouldn't be surprised yeah they're definitely into that although i think by the end of the episode i don't know how committed any of them are to it anymore <laughs> great they all lose their faith by the end <laughs> i i mean i don't know i wouldn't go that far but it seems to me like it seems to me like a lot of them are less committed by the end than they than they were at the beginning of the season that's what a lion orgy will do to you. Hey, that's... <laughs> it could have been a subtitle. <laughs> it's a mad, 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 mad world. What a lion orgy will do to your faith. Exactly. <laughs> a play in five acts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll buy it. Pretty I'll much. It. Pretty much. Uh, cool. Anything else with this scene here with this guy? Uh, he seemed the pilot seemed really normal. There's nothing crazy. Yeah. Like, cause even like Frank is crazy from the beginning. Jeff Fahey is crazy. Oh so. yeah, yeah. He was always a weirdo. It's like normal. Did you expect so after the French guy presses the button and they cut to like that exterior shot of this guy's yes. house, like Matt? Did you expect like that to blow up? Yes. That's how I, cinematic language works. That's what, that's what it's supposed to happen. It's, it's supposed to explode. Cinematic language works. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> uh, yep, that's what you're supposed to think. And you're just waiting. I was waiting the whole time. I was like, what the fuck? Until I saw Matt, I was waiting. And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. they're not going to do it, Matt. Well, Matt yeah, did. exactly. Exactly. But then it also didn't, make, didn't even make sense to me. I was like, why is the submarine going to make this house? Like, I didn't get it. Yeah, but and it, it also looked like Australia to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're shooting that in Australia, and it's supposed to be, you know, Texas. Oh, but yeah. I think they did shoot some of the season in Australia. It's possible yeah, that they. I don't know why, but I've never been to Australia. But I swear, like that shot of that house, I'm like, oh, this is Australia. Okay, we're we're back in Australia. Okay, what now? And then like Matt was there, and I'm like, how is he in Australia already? Right. And then once he said like, I need a plane to go to Australia, and I was like, oh, okay, this is supposed to be miracle. Or yeah. somewhere in Texas. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, yeah. I agree. It looked, it did look like Australia. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I guess it depends on how they did the, the scheduling and the shooting and, you know what I mean? Like, the writing, when they have the script ready, you know. I could totally see them doing a one-off scene, because it's just like a house by itself. It's just that exterior shot, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that in Australia. It would make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I guess, uh, are you ready for the next... I am. Bit here, so then we go to um, we go to the tarmac. They're waiting around, and it turns out that there's Uh-oh. a fourth wise man, <laughs> and she's a woman, and she's a woman. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I guess Lori's gonna come along. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, right? She's got oh. the weirdest look in her face when she walks up to him. <laughs> She, uh, she mentions that he only, yeah, I guess, so I guess that confirms what I was saying. I guess I didn't just, like, assume that. I guess it's stated that, uh, she's the only reason they even know that, uh, Kevin's in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of interesting. I guess, like, I guess when they left, they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just, like, fucking gone. And, uh... Nobody knows where they went, and then out out of nowhere, Kevin calls Lori. It's like I'm in Australia. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They didn't tell anybody where they was were going. I mean, I guess even Tommy doesn't know. I guess um, not. And he's like, he's probably wondering where his dad slash boss is. Yeah. Um, and it'd be up. it actually would have been a nice line to have in this scene if if Lori said like you know. And Tommy's calling me, wondering where Kevin is, you know, or whatever. Or I, I had to tell, you know, just like at least like get that thread out of the way, you know, because I'm sure that that's a thing they have to think about, um, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole this whole thing is such a such a interesting scene. But uh, but yeah, that idea. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. It's been three years since anything miraculous happened to Kevin. I, I forgot that. I know there was a three-year jump, but you know. But once they started writing the book, I was like, oh, for some reason, I it just made me think the, 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 the miracles in the book or whatever happened more recently. But Lori says it here in this scene, like three years ago, this stuff happened to Kevin. You know, right? Uh, so I, I find that strange. You know that they're not even. First of all, that it took them this long to write the book. I get. I don't oh. know when they started. Oh, that reminds me of something. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I got I saw the uh, previously on this week, and they showed the uh, this uh, scene between um, Matt and uh, Kevin Senior where they're talking about the book. Uh, Matt asked Kevin Senior, "Can you scan it? Uh, can you scan it and send it to me?" And mm-hmm. he says, "No, I already threw it away. You need to get over it." Yeah, you know, I think that confirms there's no electronic copy of the book that Matt knows about. Well, yeah, that Matt knows about. That's I mean, I problem. guess I would assume if Michael made an electronic copy, he would tell Matt about it. But well, you might also assume if Kevin and Nora went to Australia, they <laughs> <tell> <laughs> <the> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. 
But it, it, it at least means, yeah, Matt doesn't know about one, so it, it seems very possible that there's no electronic copy. I think that's the way it should be. You know, there's people who think, there's a theory out there that people think that, that Michael has been secretly putting the book online to people and, and stuff like that. But I feel oh, like no, in this world, conspiracy. that stuff is nothing but, like, super interesting fan fiction, right? Because, like, there's so many other people, it seems like, that have this, this claim to fame. You know, Kevin would just be another David Burton. He'd just be another yep. person. He'd be another Holy Wayne. He'd just yep. be another in hundreds of people who yeah. who have things probably online and YouTube claiming yep. to be, you know, God and other and I'm sure other things. Yep. You know, so, so I don't know how like how much acclaim it would really get. You know, it's like, oh my God, he he almost died once and then came yeah. back, you know, and then died twice and resurrected. You know, ooh, you know, like. <laughs> I just feel like there's probably other people, you know, we at least know David Burton died once. So it's mm -hmm. like there's probably other people who, who went through that. And really, any any halfway miraculous or, or improbable event, people will trans uh, translate into being uh, a claim to the miraculous. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I, I It seems to me like that one page you know, uh, explains that now, now I guess the only thing we really don't know is the, the flash forward from the first episode when, um, the, the, like the nun or whatever that, um, uh, that gets the birds from Nora asked about mm -hmm. Kevin. Like, we don't know why she says that, if that, if that has anything to do with the book, but I don't think it even has to have anything to do with the book. I don't think it has to do with the book. I wouldn't have anything to do with the book. I mean, there's no reason except that the book's about Kevin, so like maybe, but um, yeah, I, I to me, uh, I'm I'm ready to believe that like the book the book thing is over. Like, yeah, I think the book is over. On. I don't know. Mm hmm. It's not about the book anymore. I don't think it's about the book, and and Kevin Senior's like dismissive, like you just you gotta get over that book. <laughs> mm hmm. And he's like, go fuck yourself. Like damn. Yeah, it's All great. Right. Yeah, we threw away his life work, you know. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have mailed it to him, you know. I mean, that's uh, that he could trust him. It's a finite resource, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm just I. It's a prediction I have. I just I don't. I think the book. I think the book has served its purpose. Uh, and I. I, I what I suspect is that when she's asking about Kevin, I think it's not going to be what we were thinking at the time. Like, I think it's just uh, such a, a David Lindelof thing to do. It, I mean, it just, you know, reminds me of like, uh, like uh, season six of Lost, that whole thing of like, did the bomb create the flash sideways? You know, mm -hmm. the thing that they're implying in episode one that, you know, the, the maybe the reason she's asking about Kevin is the book is not what it's going to end up being. Yeah, I think a lot of times the obvious thing is not the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm just, that's a prediction I'm going to make. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, there's still the book in the trash. You know, they can, yeah. I can see a scene of them going, "Oh, look, somebody found the book." It and, could happen. And only the most interesting parts were left. You know, after the rain <laughs> destroyed the boring parts. Of course, of course. Uh, oh, um, did I did I say this about the book on the podcast? Sorry, one more thing. I feel like I said it, but I just want to make sure in case I <laughs> didn't. Uh, uh, we find out. You know, Nora. Uh, 
you know, reads a little portion from the book and it's about like pushing Patty into the well, mm-hmm. um, you know, which means that his adventures in the hotel were like narrated in some detail, yeah. which makes me wonder, does it mention that he saw Mary there? Clearly not. <laughs> I mean, I guess clearly not, but then like, why not? I, you know, it's just, it's weird. Yeah, that's a that's a really really good point. Um, because but and the reason I say it clearly not because if Matt had if Matt knew that and then he knew his wife woke up in miracle. Yeah. You know he that would be an extra claim to fame for for uh, for Kevin. He did say you know what did he say? But I think it was more about Patty because that's what he said something about like freeing the pain of the dead or something like that. Yeah, that was yeah, more about yeah. Patty. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's actually that's I don't, I don't know if you mentioned that, but that, yeah, that's a good point. That that's a detail that was probably left out, and maybe he didn't want to mention it. You know, kind of like the similar thing of Laurie not wanting to mention that Kevin saw right. Evie because he don't want to hurt John, sort of a thing. Right. Um. But I again, like. But by the time Kevin came back, uh, Mary was back. You know, like why not mention mm-hmm. it? You know, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I would love a line of of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say uh, I would love a line getting, you know, connecting those dots, you know. Yeah. Uh, or, or if Mary remembers seeing Kevin or whatever. It, it feels like the show is conspiring to never have, like, a scene where they can really put it to the test. Mm-hmm. Like, whether whether the hotel thing was, was true uh, and an objective. Like, whether it was all in Kevin's head or not, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll buy that even some of it was, but like, yeah, like it it just, it seems like they've gotten rid of, you know, every obstacle that, um, you know, that could potentially like answer that question in a clear way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely by design. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just it's frustrating because I'm just I feel like they have the tools, you know, mm-hmm. um, and there's some more in this episode. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, well, we could we could talk about the problems with this episode. But I guess, you know, one problem with, you know, uh, David Burton is that like no one knows what he looks like. So no one knows that. And he never mentioned his name in the hotel. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no way anyone knows that this is the guy that presumably I mean he was there right they mentioned the guy in the bridge in the part that Nora read from right so he uh-huh. he he is in the book and they just don't yeah. realize it that's actually an interesting uh, point uh, well David Burton's dead now I was gonna say what if he found out about that he's in the book or something mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think uh, yeah that's an interesting point. Um, Hmm. Yeah, the book. I think I hope we're done with the book. Uh, you know, I hope we're done with the book. I think we're done with the book, but I agree that it's, you know, so it can't be about the book. It just can't be about the book. Yeah, I doubt the book, it's about the book. The book isn't based on anything actionable. You know, it's based on it's not it's not worth solving. You know what I mean? The book isn't yeah. isn't the mystery of the show. Right. Um, the keys to what's happening is not in the book. The book is literally just a transcription and artistic embellishment of uh of what happened um right but yeah like i was saying before i i i do find it strange that nothing miraculous has happened to kevin in three years and matt doesn't seem to care about that 
you know, right. it's interesting. Uh, all the miraculous stuff happened right after they moved there. Right. Um, and then nothing since. And I also don't understand, and he didn't really explain in this episode, why he why he thinks something's going to happen on the seventh anniversary of the departure. I, the only connection I could think of is seven being, you know, a special number from the Bible or something. Right. But, but, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of special numbers in the Bible. I mean, it just seems and arbitrary. Why not three? Why not 12? Why not 40? Why not? I mean, cause seven's closer, <laughs> you know, I think it's that same thing about, you know, um, the people in the, from the Bible and everything, you know, everyone waiting for the second coming of Jesus and everybody thinks it's in their lifetime. Nobody's saying, nobody says like, well, you know, in five generations, Jesus is going to come back. You right. know, like everyone thinks it's in their lifetime. So I think it's 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 a bit of that like um what do they call that? Um cognitive bias or something, you know. Where Serenity just, now. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Serenity now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Seinfeld thing. Oh, I don't know that. Um yeah, it's just I well, it's I, it's just this thing where like you say Serenity now and it's supposed to like calm you or whatever if you're you know like mm. stressed out about something i don't know you you can look it up it's a whole it's a whole episode about it <laughs> okay it's, it's i i don't even know it that well i actually just learned about it recently i don't even think i've seen the episode i just saw like a couple of scenes from it but anyway just that whole idea of like like i want my i want my thing like as soon as mm-hmm. possible i don't oh, i want to i don't want to think about how like you know my great 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 grandchildren mm-hmm. will will enjoy the you know the, yeah, the, because, the great event. And you know you know why, right? Because that would that would disconnect the actions that you take in your life from the pre- presumed reward of the end of the world and you know and right. the second coming and all that stuff. Like you know, like you you have less of an incentive to you know be a good follower of your doctrine if uh, you know. If it if it's uh if it's not really gonna matter, you know, for, right. for you in your lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. Um another thing I loved in this scene was when um when Lori was like, Hey, have you uh hey Matt, have you talked to Nora? And he's like, Nora, yeah, your sister. You remember her? Remember <laughs> Nora Nora's oh. your sister? And I, I find it so strange that he didn't even think to talk to her and even it, it, just in terms of like getting in touch with Kevin. You know, right. like, I, hey, Kevin's not answering his phone. Hey, Nora, you know, I'm just calling you to see what's up, you know. <laughs> that would have been that would have been interesting. And I guess it just points to how he's got blinders on with this whole Kevin thing. And he's not really thinking clearly about right. uh, some, 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 some obvious things. I do love, you know, I know people don't like Lori because she's a buzzkill. Um, but I like Lori because, uh, not that because she's a buzzkill, but because she's realistic and she's grounded and she has realistic, uh, uh, interpretations of the world. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's important. Uh, and, um, yeah, I found that, I found that really interesting and her description too, of like, you know, what, cause when Matt, Matt says, uh, I don't think you quite grasp what's going on here, which is a great line. I think that applies to the audience, about the whole show in general, right. this plot. Um, but when she kind of recaps what happened, you know, and she starts with, you know, okay, three years ago, this thing happened to my husband, blah, 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 you turned into scripture, you know. But but she has this line, and I think it goes to kind of what I was saying last episode um, 
about that kind of seemingly cause or effect of Kevin seeing the book and then seeing Evie immediately after he rereads, you know, the most hair, you know, the most crazy parts of, of the book. Um, then, you know, that kind of sparking it. And that's how, that's how Lori described it. You know, once Kevin read your book, it sent him in, been, you know, down the path of delusion. So I thought right. that was interesting, you know, and it's one of those lines that, you know, generally you would take as the truth, you know, an objective truth that the show is trying to tell us, but it also could just be her opinion of what happened. Right. Um, well, yeah, because I, th- I remember thinking in season two that, like, she was off base. Like, she was wrong about about Patty, you know. Um, it all seems so real. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's, the jury's still out about that. I, I got into a little bit of a reddit discussion uh oh not again no i haven't been on it too much since the last uh podcast but yeah somebody was saying like oh you know i think i think uh laurie's wrong and i'm like well when has laurie been wrong before and they kind of got on this whole tangent about her making choices that were like morally bad or whatever but but i was kind of interested in seeing as we talked about before like has there been a time when laurie forecasted you know something and it came and it's true or false so the patty would have been the best example of that like if she said hey patty's not real it's a delusion and then we had found out it was a delusion then we would say okay well she was right about that now let's see in this case is she right about this you know but we didn't really get that kind of concrete resolution with patty um but right. uh, but yeah i mean all, for all intents and purposes it, it seems like it is in kevin's head you know he's he definitely Clearly, he is delusional, right? Clearly, he is capable of delusions. I think that's clear. I think the Evie thing makes that clear. There's no way that that was Evie. You know, the episode told us that wasn't Evie. So, clearly, he had a delusion. There was a period of time when he was fuging. He was having split personalities. Right. Um, You know, and... uh, Seems not to be doing that anymore. Seems not to be doing that anymore, which is which is interesting. And I, but I would I would guess what the show would probably say or the writers would probably say is he was he was having those personalities, he was having those fugue states because he wanted to escape his family, you know, and it was like torturing him, right? And to to such a degree that his brain split into like his kind of you know probably id or something that was just like I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do, you know, and if I want to go. Right. Sh- shooting dogs i'm gonna go around shooting dogs if i want to kidnap patty i'm gonna kidnap patty you know kind of a thing right that's what i think would like is kind of the real thing that happened there and not like oh the departure made him special and that's why he was having fugue states or something weird like that you know right so uh two things about nora and matt Mm -hmm. um uh, one thing, rewatching season two, uh, they referenced it in the last episode when Kevin tells uh, Nora that he's seeing Patty. She runs away. You know, she handcuffs him to the bed and runs away. And there's a whole episode where he's like calling her, uh, doesn't mm-hmm. know where she is. You know, eventually he talks to her, you know, but like it turns out that she's just staying at Matt's place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and Matt's not there because he's already gone through his Matt episode, so he's actually out in the, you know, the village outside of um, mm-hmm. the, the state park, like, limits or whatever, uh, in the stockades, and, like, hanging out with his good friends there. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's sort of, it just seems like Kevin would, 
you know, I mean, she's with Mary. Like, it just seems like Kevin would think that's, like, one of the most obvious places to look. And I think he never even learns that that's where she was. <laughs> Which is really weird. So, anyway, uh, that's one thing. Another thing that I learned, uh, you know, uh, there's been a lot of press about the show. Uh, Damon Lindelof uh, and others from the show have been doing, like, a ton of um, mm -hmm. interviews in various places. So, like, I've read a lot of articles about The Leftovers. Anyway, in one of them, he mentioned that um, Nora and Matt uh, being, um, you know, related, being siblings is not in the book. That's mm -hmm. something that they added for the show. Basically yeah. because they wanted, like, more connections between the characters. Yeah. You know, they wanted them to be, like, related so that, you know, the plots, so that their stories would, would have more overlap and there there wouldn't be so much um, just, like, this character goes off and does this thing, this character does that thing, and they don't mm -hmm. really have anything to do with each other. Which I guess is what the book is more like. Um, Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think in the book I read that he's, uh, he's Matt is a minor character. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They clearly, um, uh, you know, made him a bigger thing, too. But um, that's what that reminds me of. Like, the fact that he didn't even think... First of all, he didn't He didn't even know Nora was gone, in addition to Kevin being gone. And he didn't even think to try to contact her. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like... He he hears that Kevin has just absconded to Australia and he doesn't think to call Nora to see to even get more details because he says yeah. well, in the next scene like like we don't have the full story here you know talking about Lori talking to Lori you know right and it's like yeah dude you could have called your sister and asked her about her you know are they married they're not married right uh, Kevin and Nora they're, they're not married I didn't see a marriage scene <laughs> did they get married I guess I guess. Did they get married? I guess not. <laughs> I I'm not sure. I I, guess, I don't think they're married. Come on. I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like it would have come up maybe if ever at the beginning of season two when they adopt Lily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, like that would be the time because I don't think they've gotten married since then. Yeah. Um. I think you might be right. I don't remember that they did get married, but I also don't remember they didn't. Yeah, I think I think they're not married. I think I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Um, if they are, they didn't make it clear at all. Yeah, I, and I feel like there was some scene where they she references him as her boyfriend recently, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So like this first part, this first part is, is mostly about, you know, Lori saying like, you guys are just like enabling his mental mm -hmm. illness and encouraging it and like maybe making it worse. And, um, and, uh, she wants to be the one to go talk to Kevin when they get there. And yeah, I mean, she certainly helped Kevin with the, uh, with the Evie situation. It's mm -hmm. hard to deny that if, if her Patty help, it's it's interesting, you know. It's sort of like it it raises this question of like, what if he, what if he believed her, you know, instead of instead of running off to go drink the poison, mm -hmm. what if he actually accepted the idea that it's all in my head, you know, I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm just I'm having a break now, and like, you know, could he have, 
gotten rid of Patty in a more normal way, just kind of like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Just reorienting his brain. I think the the big difference, though, is is no, you know, uh, Evie or the person he thought was Evie was objectively not her. And objectively, another person, and and it was, you know what I mean. So he he was able to look at reality and discern it once he was primed correctly, and I think that's a bit of a difference, a, a, an important difference than something being in his head. He can't. There's no reality for him to look at that that's objective, you know, to kind of make that distinction, which is probably why he was so kind of lost in it. There's one that is one thing that reminds me of, which is uh, it's the same episode, actually, the one when, um, you know, right after he tells Nora about Patty and she she runs away and she leaves him handcuffed to the bed. You know, he ends up um, he ends up like, you know, stuck there for a while and he has to like uh, I think he has to get Jill to like get a saw or something and. He walks oh, yeah. around with like half a handcuff for the whole episode again, just like, lost. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's such a lost thing. Anyway, like at the end of the episode, you discover that Nora left the keys like yeah. on this chair with a sign. Right. Patty was sitting and on Patty the was sitting on the chair. Which mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if he you know what I mean? If he could see reality, you would think but no, but that's the same thing as when he when he looked at the picture on his phone and saw Evie, right? Is is his delusion is overlapping over reality? But I guess now, yeah. Somebody had told him, "Hey, Kevin, Patty's not Look there." Look at the chair again. In that chair, there's some keys. Then I yeah. think you think he could have seen it. Yeah, if if Patty was not real and was a delusion, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was crazy that she did that you know or that his mind had her do that if that's mm-hmm. you know i mean it it gets to like such a crazy level at that point and who puts keys on a chair it's a weird what? thing to do put on the nightstand or whatever like, yeah that yeah. would have been better but then it would have been harder for her to hide them <laughs> yeah it's like hey patty why are you sitting on my nightstand <laughs> no reason kelvin no reason <laughs> Um, I want to go back real quick to something you were mentioning about, uh, oh, we were talking about kind of, kind of like Matt not missing the obvious thing of talking to Nora and, and, and Kevin kind of missing the obvious thing of calling Matt when Nora was missing. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting three way there of misinformation. Yeah. Um, I was, I wanted to go back to when, um, when, uh, when Nora, uh, took the money to, uh, Australia and then for, and was like, when Kevin's like, why don't you just give me half the money? She's oh like, yeah. Oh. It reminded me of that too, of just like, oh, there's an there's a clear oversight here that I did not think of, and right. oops, you know, and just kind of like, you know, and honestly, if you want to take it too far, which I think it's taking it too far, you know, it kind of reminds me that that kind of um, idea from Lost, right, where like being on the island kind of made them not want to leave the island or something. Oh right, made them not really want to talk about kind of what they discovered. You know, this weird right. kind of strange um uh influence or something that kind of changes their personality and and right. it made me think of that like is there something very very on a minor level going on here where like people are not kind of seeing the obvious things you know right there's this weird kind of theme of over overlooking the obvious yeah 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 it's weird it's weird i mean when they point it out you know then i'm like well i guess they meant to do that. Um, uh, 
I, I wonder. I wonder what the thought process was for that. I wonder if, like, was it? It was it so essential that they have this idea that she she goes off to go in a separate line. You know that whole like, are you together thing? Like, they really wanted that so much mm-hmm. that they couldn't just have them. Because if she's gonna tell him immediately, it's just I I wonder what what were they so attached to about that idea that they didn't just have her tell him in advance and split. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you lose the drama of her going through security because there's no stakes anymore because it's all legal. So it would have she right. would have just and we would have had some scene I guess where she de- they both are declaring the money. Right. Um, uh, and actually, that might have been an interesting scene if if he if they asked what the money was for, and then she kind of maybe offhand says something, and maybe that maybe you know, and then they could have a line uh, where like they hint that other people are coming to Australia, maybe for the mm-hmm. same thing, kind of a thing. Oh, you're the yeah. you're the fifth person who's come here with exactly you know right. ten thousand dollars or two people with ten or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting idea of like what were they attached to that, um, you know. There's that idea of separation, um, and that she didn't even think to to ask him. Uh, you know, maybe that idea that he's not dependable, so she didn't right. really think to ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you know, with some of this stuff, it's like it's possible that it was just an oversight and they didn't think about it. But mm-hmm. when they put the line in there, it's like, well, obviously they thought about it. So yeah, there must be a reason. And yeah, it's just you know, it, it's yeah, it's could be any of those things. It's just uh, it's it's interesting. Um, it's interesting when you can really see uh, the decision making process. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't know exactly why it's happening. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the next thing, uh, the next thing we learn here, uh, we see Matt's got a nosebleed and he's, he's taking some pills and he says they're for allergies and that's how you know Mm -hmm. it's a lie. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a bad allergy. Uh, and, and they, they get informed that, uh, they're not going to be able to land in, uh, in Melbourne. They're going to have to go to Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, uh, uh, we kind of missed the, uh, the plane scene. Oh, I, I kind of talked about the plane scene. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we can come back to that. There's some stuff that they said on the plane. I yeah. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. What did you want to talk about from the plane scene? Cause, uh, um, well, first the scene before the plane scene, uh, I did want to call out where John mentions that Lori is his wife. I feel like I didn't know that they were married. Oh, they said they were married in the first episode. Well, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it was that that one I was sure about because it was stated okay. on screen. I think at the party or something. There's 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 a specific line where they where they say it out loud so we know. I see, I see. Okay, I forgot that. Yeah. Um, uh yeah on the plane let's see uh i i was just kind of glad they were all talking about the issues which was nice um i like that Lori was just calling out that she knows kevin better than any of them um right the fact that kevin shits four times a day i thought was an interesting fact um <laughs> how does he have the time i mean really i know i know uh, especially uh, these days yeah i mean uh but uh uh, that might have been hyperbole, um, and uh, but I thought that was kind of an interesting point she was making. Um, and let me see, there was another thing here. But it's like, hey, oh. maybe Jesus shit four times a day. Who? Kn- how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> the scholars are still working on that one. 
Um, yeah, there's a whole gospel about his bowel movements that was lost in the ages. Um, <laughs> um, so, so Lori is talking on the, so on the plane, you know, uh, and, and they're on the plane and they're talking and arguing. And then like, uh, I think there's the line is like, Lori basically says the book is all bullshit or something or whatever. And then there's turbulence on the plane yeah, and it kind of shuts her up. And then like Matt has like the smug look on his face, like, uh-huh, that's right. God, show oh, her what's right. up. I hated that so much. I really, really hated that because I thought it didn't. What I, I expect, I expected Matt's reaction, but I didn't. I didn't really appreciate Lori's reaction, where she just kind of capitulated in that moment, where she, she, I, you know, I guess the idea is for a moment she was like, oh, maybe something is going on here. But turbulence happens all the time, you know, on planes. And I just right. thought it was just because it was a coincidence that it happened while she was talking. It, she could have been saying anything. You know, I just didn't I didn't like that implication that that God made the plane have turbulence. You because, mean David Burton? Yes, David Burton, a.k.a. God, <laughs> Yahweh. He goes by a lot of names. Face Hunter. <laughs> ship overboard thrower uh <laughs> that he decided the plane should shake just to shut her up because because mm-hmm. why did he shut her up when she was arguing on the tarmac you know right. why isn't he gonna shut her up later when she's arguing? you know what i mean it just yeah. i didn't really appreciate that that the whole that everyone's buying to the to that idea and no one had to say anything everyone right. just got it and i was just like i don't really come on Lori. like you know i didn't really buy that yeah Cause, and it wasn't like drastic enough either. It was like it was just like some turbulence. Uh, yeah, it was a minor I, moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there could have been something a little bigger that would have been a bit more shocking. If or, they wanted it to be convincing, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Uh-huh. So that that I didn't really like. Uh, and then um, yeah, I think that's it. We can go to the next part. Okay. So oh, I so I want to ask about like math problems. I know that. Um, like health problems. <laughs> I know he's got some other problems. Oh yeah. Anyway, because um, uh, I know, like, I know it's a thing sort of throughout the episode, and it, it comes in at the end. So you know, I mean, I guess we'll be it'll it'll come up a few more times. But I, I I'm not a, like I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it stated? Mm-hmm. What what's wrong with mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I felt like was it the previously on where we see these shots of Matt like at, at the at the doctor's office or something? Um, yeah. So I mean, kind of I know there was big... that thing where he was sick when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they talked about that. I remember that from season one. Um, but yeah, but was that like a one-off line? Yeah, I didn't think they made the biggest deal about it. I mean, I think it shows up in that dream sequence um, that he has in season one, um, like briefly. What's the dream sequence? He has a dream sequence. Uh, I guess it's. I guess it must be. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm guessing. Well, it's it's in his centric episode, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's when he gets knocked out by the rock. Um, when he has that dream sequence, that would be my guess. What Although, was the dream sequence? I'm not a hundred percent sure. What? What was the dream? Oh, uh, well, it was a variety of things. There was, uh, I remember there was a church. There was that whole thing about the the house burning down, and I guess their parents died too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like it showed some of that. 
uh, it showed uh, Matt and Mary like having sex when she was. So was um, it? It was just like a montage of things. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah. A, it, it wasn't was like just, a scene or anything. Okay. It wasn't a single scene. It was. It was like a series of things. A series of like somewhat vaguely connected things from his life mm-hmm. um, that he was sort of going through in the dream, and uh, I think his illness was one of those things. Um, but but it's but it's I mean it's not it's not covered in any detail and I guess I I just feel like it's not like on um, Battlestar Galactica I mean it feels like a Battlestar Galactica thing where you know um, Rosalind starts out you know being told like oh you have you have cancer you have such and such amount of time to live and so on you know and then there's this whole thing where the cancer gets cured for a while and then you know towards the end of the show sorry spoiler alert it comes mm-hmm. back. You know, because it's sort of like that's that's what you do, you know, um, with stuff like that. Sort of like bring the stakes to a head um, at the end of the show. Uh, But, you know, I mean, it's not something he seems to have dealt with really as an adult or on the show really at all. Yeah. Um, So, like, I'm just not clear, like... I, I'm just not even clear what's wrong with him exactly. What he's dying, mm-hmm. like apparently, but it's like yeah, like because your nose bleeding, you're dying. It's interesting. Yeah, it's like so. I, it's just I, I feel like is there something specific here that that I'm missing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I was confused, and now I'm even more confused because I thought there were some shots of Matt in the doctor's office in this episode. Was that a flashback or something? We're gonna get in to in this episode. I, yeah, what am I... I don't know why I have this image of... I thought it was on the previously on. I thought they were... They were they had this thing about Matt being sick and... With, like, that voiceover. And then I thought they were showing... Uh, uh, oh, here it is. Sorry, I'm looking at it now. It was before the previously on leftovers. They had this weird uh, pre... <laughs> thing that they show before it says previously on. previously previously yeah on. yeah 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 okay here it is this is a story of a little boy he was diagnosed with leukemia so it's like these flashback leukemia. shots that's what it is yeah leukemia um i was just confused where these shots came from though like where have we seen this before in the show like do you know what I'm, do you know what i'm talking about uh i I remember that part, but I don't specifically remember what it was. Because it's like, the shot I'm looking at is like an adult Matt next to what looks like his parents, which is weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's from the dream sequence. That's from the dream sequence. Yeah, because okay. he's, he's his adult self, but he's he's remembering stuff from his there childhood. There we go, there we go. Yeah, that's, that's definitely okay. from the dream sequence. I must have just blacked out, blocked out that whole dream sequence thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. If you got, go back to Matt's season one episode, uh, it's it's in there. I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's my best guess that it was when he got hit in the head with the rock, and you know he's out for like three days. Yeah. So I want to also point out another lost thing, uh, which is Matt has cancer that has come back potentially. Oh shit! They did that on Lost too. You're right. Rose I'm surprised Ben's cancer didn't come back. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of Rose. Yeah. Oh right. Somebody mm-hmm. else had cancer too. Yeah, yeah. And somebody right. else, you know, and like this whole idea of Matt and being in a special place might cure his cancer or something. That might that might come up. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh man, that's yeah, that totally seems like something they'll do. Oh man. Okay, well, okay. If if he's sure the cancer is back, then I guess that would be why he's dying. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that detail was not strongly enough established to, I guess, like, put that much drama on it. I don't know. I guess that's why they put the thing at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I was actually wondering if you can get a nosebleed from flying in an airplane. And maybe that's sure why his can. nose is bleeding. I mean, bleeding. if the air is dry, uh, that, like, recirculated... Uh, I feel like I've got a nosebleed on a plane. I mean, I think you can mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, here's the... Why does my nose bleed after flying? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah after yeah. After a long-haul flight, my nose bleeds really bad and it really hurts. Well, there you go, Matt. I think we just solved your nosebleed. <laughs> I mean, he does uh, He does throw up later. Maybe it was just seasickness. It'll, it'll be <laughs> hilarious if, like, he's just misinterpreting <sighs> his problem. Wow, that would be wholly thematic of the show. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> oh, Matt, wrong. you're just misinterpreting the he meaning just keeps here. Not, I'm dying, I'm dying. No, you're having, like, normal problems that everyone mm-hmm. has. Matt's like, oh, everybody sounds so low, I can't hear that well. So my ears are, are damaged. No, Matt, they're just they're just the air pressure. They'll pop <laughs> soon enough, Matt. Come on oh, now. Oh, he doesn't know. Everyone's everyone's strangely quiet. <laughs> I can hear, but just a little. <laughs> oh, geez, I guess that would have been too to like three things. It would have been been too much. Yeah. Uh, um, it would have been obvious if he mentioned ear his ear, anything with his ears. Right. Right. Um, I, I real quick, I want to mention. I just I was just kind of googling something, and uh, I came across the the season two like promo or I guess uh, marketing picture for the show, which is. Which is Kevin and Nora underwater, and Kevin's kind of you know looking up at her, uh, and it just it just again made me think of like oh yeah that's right Kevin and the whole you know almost drowning thing right um, so it it does make me think like we were talking about before of this you know with the season three um, image of Kevin as the angel like they're really they're gonna that you know that's not an accident that's not just an Im- interesting image like they're gonna deal with that. Or they are dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a main thing for the season. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, all right. So I guess we'll go to the next thing. Um, uh, okay. So they get to uh, they get to Tasmania. And they find out that uh, there's a there's a ferry that's eleven hour ferry ride to uh, to Australia, so that's great. Um, however, uh, the uh, the the ferry that's gonna leave like soon is is booked uh, for a private party, so then they're gonna have to wait. And so so now th- this is where like I guess the you know the problems start happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, so now, like, basically, if they, if they want to catch this ferry, which, like, the only reason, I mean, I don't know, what, how many days are left at this point? Three or four? Three or four, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, if they think it's really urgent to reach Kevin before October 14th, I mean, I guess it's a thing, but it's sort of like, depending on how committed they are to that. <laughs> You know. Well, I think it's a bit more about them getting back in time, too. Oh, right, right. He still wants to get back in He's time. trying to get... Yeah, at this point in the episode, he's he, the whole point is like, well, 11 hours, you know, yeah. then 11 hours back. Right. And, you know, that's that's a whole day, basically. And then they have to fly, which is probably like an 18-hour flight or something. So, right. uh, you know, they just barely make it. Right. 
Right. Okay, so so now basically the uh, the game is that they have to go figure out a way to uh, to, to to be invited by the private party to to mm-hmm. join the uh, to join the um, to join the party. Um, so uh, so they go up and approach the lioness in charge. Um, <laughs> the the the. The, yeah, the HLIC, the yeah. head lioness in charge. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, let's see, I guess they're warned that there's going to be uh, a lot of sex. It's going to be a sex cruise. Um, and sure, any other kind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, that she uh, forces them to, or I guess Matt actually specifically to tell the dirtiest joke he knows, and so he does. Um, uh, what's the difference between a pimple and a priest? The pimple waits until you're twelve to come on your face. Ouch. Sing. Mm-hmm. Um, with so that's good enough, I guess. Um, they managed to get on there. Um, and, oh, and then they get this warning, which, you know, I mean, this is all just business, but mm-hmm. they're not supposed to mention Fraser the Lion's name. So there's a lion that's going to be on this cruise. Or you'll become him. And, yeah, or you'll become him. And, you know, we see they have a lion there. She's dressed up as a lion. It's the, it's lion theme, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's her little uh, final warning. Um, so, uh, uh, real quick, let, let, I got a couple things I want to talk about oh, uh, sure. before you go on. Um, so, back on the plane, uh, Matt is reading. Oh, we shit, see back a, on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, there's so much to talk about, man. You're going too fast. Uh, oh, okay. There's uh, a shot where, where Matt is reading the Bible. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you see, eh, I'm kind of looking at it now. That's when his nose bleeds, I guess, for the first time. He has a drop of blood. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. like, lo- the Daniel and the lion's den thing. Uh, that's exactly what's going to bring up. He's reading the passage about Daniel and the lion's yeah. den. Guess who's about to be in the lion's den? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, and the passage he's reading, and I, I guess I'll read this just for, uh, just because I think it's sort of relevant. It's sort of interesting. They show it on screen, so... Uh, yeah, but they show the whole thing. Can, I mean, I don't know if you can read the whole thing on Well, screen. they show... Yeah, I don't know. They show kind of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this part, I, I kind of want to read real quick, because I thought it was interesting. Uh, but it basically is just saying the king rose very early and went into the lion's den, and he goes into the lion's den, and he, he's talking to Daniel. He's basically... I believe he's asking Daniel, can your God... You know, you serve God, the living God. You know, can God deliver you from these lions... Uh, and then so, so he says, uh, then, then said Daniel to the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouths, and they have not hurt me. So I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, in terms of what we were just saying about um, Kevin Angel's last messenger thing. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so maybe this idea that Matt is, you know, thinking Kevin, Kevin as a savior sort of a thing. Um, right. Uh, let me see. Uh, but anyway, I thought that I thought that was interesting. Let's see the next part that I wanted to mention. Oh, so many things. Um, 
Uh, yeah, they can't land and they get there. Okay, so. Oh, so yeah, the so when when the when the lion s was was asking for a dirty joke, I really loved how Lori stepped up and was just ready. I mean, she like, <laughs> oh, you need a dirty joke? That's why I'm here. All I got are dirty jokes. Um, I just thought that was very interesting that that was her like call to call to arms. Um, she was ready to step in and save the group with uh, some really bad dirty joke. Right, right, right. Like, like, like they're the A team or something, and that's her special. Yeah, ability. exactly. Like, oh, this is this is a job for me because clearly these other guys don't know these pious. Well, John's not very pious. I guess he yeah. maybe now, but yeah, um, yeah. Which reminds me, there's a line about John trying to hide his pain and anger or something like that in season mm-hmm. two. And I'm like, really? He really wasn't hiding that he was angry very well. Yeah, that was the uh, worst job of hiding, like, <laughs> ever. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Um, what do you, any any clue? I don't know, maybe people have Googled this idea of the the kind of secret question again, just like lost. What did the snow one snowman say to the other? Right. Uh, you know, this kind of code word thing. Um, but I'm, I'm curious if there's an answer to this thing, you know, I'm 91 and, and having a son, I think that's what it was. Um, what are you talking uh, about? So, you know, when, when, when they, when the group goes up to the, the lady, uh, who can let them on the ship, she asked the question, you know, I'm oh, 91 right. and having a son, and she's waiting right. for the response. So it's just like on Lost, you know, right. with uh, Desmond and the whole hat, uh, the person who's supposed to take yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, uh, what lies in the shadow of the statue? Oh, what lies in the shadow of the statue? Look at that. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, is it Jacob? Is that the answer? It was something in Latin. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the answer wasn't as interesting as the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, but anyway, I thought, that was, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, just this, the whole lion orgy I people. Forgot kind that, of, I forgot that started out with this weird code thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not like, oh, you need to be on the manifest because guess what? We learn later there is no manifest. No, no. Uh, manifest? And there's no like rsvping either it just seems like if you show up and you know the code word the answer, yeah uh, then you can uh, you can get on um and I, I just i was trying to figure out what that do you have any idea what the riddle answer might be like you want or, to have a son mm-hmm. no it just makes me think of lost again that whole <laughs> uh, that whole thing with juliet you know they they show uh um uh, they show her those uh, Richard Alpert, you know, he shows her those, those images of, um, uh, um, you know, a, a pregnant woman who looks like, looks like she's like 70 or something. Like, uh-huh. I, I think, I think that's, I think that's what it was. Anyway, that's what it reminds me of. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I, I was trying to connect it to the lion maybe somehow. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really. Ninety-one and really. have a son. Yeah, because the whole point about the lion was he sired so many. You know, seems like it should rhyme. Ninety-one and have a son. Something, something, something fun. Something, something, mm-hmm. something. Oh fun. yeah, I'm ninety-one and having a son, but that's not going to stop me from having fun or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it seems like the one and son rhymes, so like the answer probably rhymes too. Oh, actually, can I bring up something before we move on? Sure. Um. Um. 
in the uh let's see uh in that thing earlier in the season that like flashback or whatever to like you know the lady who's like waiting for the rapture with her family like the colonial lady or whatever um uh that you know you know what i'm talking about oh yeah 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 um in in the church scene, I kind of paused it and did a freeze frame thing because I was trying to like piece together some things and um, and I noticed that in in the church, like up on the pulpit with the with the minister to the left and the right of him are these banisters, these kind of illustrated ban uh, like tapestries or whatever, and they have you know so basically they they both seem to depict images from the from Revelations mm-hmm. and uh, specifically the seven seals. Um, which are really interesting. So the stuff on the left, so like the stuff on the left are basically all the seven seals and stuff on the right are depicting some other things about what would happen when, during that time, but the stuff on the right, like, so what was interesting, the stuff on the right, um, had depictions of these kind of, of like these animals, uh, and each of the animals had like six wings on them. Uh, you know, so this is all what's described in the Bible, but this was like a visual depiction of it. But then the animals had different heads, right? So there was like, there was one that looked like it had a lion's head. And then there was one animal that had like a human's head. And there was one that had like some other kind of animal. I couldn't really tell. Uh, But anyway, when I I posted this on Reddit, back to Reddit with this image and I said, Hey, does anybody have any clues about what this might mean? And then somebody pointed me, cause I was like, I, the stuff on the left is clearly the seven seals, the stuff on the right, you know, and then somebody was pointing out like, this is, you know, more description about, uh, from the, from that passage in revelations. But, um, but then somebody spoiled me because they saw the promo for this episode and they were like, Hey, those animals depicted on the tapestries look like uh, the party goers with those masks on. I was like, God damn it. Why did you spoil me? I don't know. Oh. Anyway, I, I knew this, something like that was coming with this episode with people in like some kind of masks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I just kind of wanted to tie that together. I don't really know if it really works because we didn't really see anybody with six wings or anybody with, I mean, we do see humans, you know, with like animal heads, kind of a thing. It's a little similar, but not quite on the nose. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up um, in terms of like just thematic you know, connections, uh, with like, uh, you know, there's the whole biblical part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I also, I also got an arc vibe from this thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Definitely. It's a shitty arc, but you know, <laughs> I also thought it was weird that there's no other fairies. Like this is the only fairy, guys. Yeah. The only one you can take. I mean, there's just one fairy. It's the one. It's booked. Like that seems weird to me. You can book the only fairy out. You know, yeah. like oh, it's weird to me. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, why not? I don't but, know. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Who's who's running the fairy? I guess that's that would be my question. Like, yeah. is it is it private or is it a, like it's a public? Big. Private, if you're gonna rent it out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, because if it was a public thing, I wouldn't think they would be able to do that. (laughs) It just—I mean, I don't know a lot about Tasmania, um, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just thought like that was a strange obstacle that there's just no other fairies that 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 are available. um, You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
They just uh, okay, cool. We can go to the next straight part. to the yeah, the next problem basically. Mm-hmm. It's like we already accept that that's a problem. I also think it's weird that John didn't have a problem. I, I guess is Michael over eighteen or something? Um, I just, <laughs> that by he now probably he didn't have a problem with his son going on an orgy and like Sex they didn't cruise? even like yeah. they weren't even like sequestering themselves away no, from the no, deck. they were all up in it yeah yes. which was strange because they could have stayed on the top deck where nobody no well less people were having sex right. or other places but they were just like hanging out you know yeah. with everybody else. And, but and really nonchalant about it yeah There's, yeah yeah see i think it's this next scene coming up where like they're talking and then somebody gets up and the shot pans over and somebody's jacking somebody else off yeah, like yeah, right yeah. next it's like what's happening <laughs> yeah 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 i i mean i yeah they 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 didn't really have a strong reaction to that all that stuff it's um it's strange i mean i mean i don't know i guess like they were expecting it to be strange and so it just didn't um it just didn't shock them or something but um I agree. It's weird. It should be shocking. It's it's something they haven't seen before, and they're right in the middle of it. It just seemed that yeah. there was just, like, no reaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. It's almost like an Eyes Wide Shut thing. It was definitely like an Eyes Wide Shut So, party. like, costume sex mm-hmm. party. Which, like, yep. I mean, that was, like, the central thing in, in that movie that happened. It, like, the ramifications of that, like you know, form the basis of, like, everything that happens uh, in the movie after that. And so, yeah, it's a, it's weird. This is just, like, in a way, it's just, like, you know, sort of a colorful way to get them from point A to point B. Yeah, that's really all it is. It's not... Yeah, there's uh, there doesn't seem to be any significance to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like they know, like this stuff doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I they kinda, don't really engage with it. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have said that the 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 lioness orgy people were kind of doing this specifically because they thought the world was going to end or something like that. I kind of wish it wasn't just like, oh, this is just a normal thing we do. Yeah. I kind of wish it was more like, well, we're doing this now because in four days the world is going to end and we're just going to screw until the world ends or something. Right, you know, right. kind of thing. thought that might have made it fit a bit more or, some, or make it a bit more like, um, you know, sort of tied into the plot. I guess I thought it was, you know... It was possible that that had something, but I but I guess the idea is they just they just do this all the time yeah, anyway. Just all the time, yeah. David Burton, this is the thing he likes to hang out on this ferry for whatever reason, and uh, well, so I guess I figured he would hang out on the ferry like whatever you know, whoever was on the ferry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sense. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Not necessarily. It wasn't necessarily lion sex party. No, but but the time. lion s knows that David Burden knows the captain, so they've right. met before. At least. They've met before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're he's right. you know he's he's gotten on that ship while she was there before. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I think it was. It's he's not just on the boat when there's an orgy. He's just he's on the boat when the ferry is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's a little bit of thematic connection there with the ferry between two places and him dying, you know, kind of going between life and death. Ah, yeah, that's true. A little bit of thing there. Interesting. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, I have. I yeah. I def. Well, yeah. We're gonna talk about it. That guy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's definitely gonna come up. So Who uh, is. If you're wondering, and if you were confused like me, David Burden in this episode is the hangman slash karaoke guy from Kevin's Hotel. I did not catch that. I was thinking David Burden would be that guy, and when they revealed David Burden, I was like, oh, well, (laughs) I guess the karaoke hangman is somebody else, because this guy looks completely different. Um, (laughs) And it was just uh, the hat and the beard that, 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 that threw me off. Yeah. Like, I agree that he looks different, but yeah, he's, that, that actor, uh, has been in other stuff. He was in the night of, and, uh, uh, I, I had looked him up because I, I was surprised. I didn't recognize him in the leftovers. I didn't even realize that was the same guy, but mm-hmm. I guess like when I looked him up, I saw some other pictures of him. So when I saw him in this episode, I was, I was primed to recognize him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that beard, he looks, he just looks completely different. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does change his face. I feel like John looks really different with a beard. John, I was just gonna say, John has a beard, and Matt has a beard. Yeah, and Kevin has a beard. So people are growing, and yeah, and yeah, Hangman has a beard. It's the beard. So yeah, David Burton has a beard. So why is everybody growing beards? I don't know. Is it is it an effect of the sudden departure? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Our beard is beard growing miraculous. It seems like, I mean, having, like, so many characters with beards, it just, it mm-hmm. seems like, um, it seems like they, they, they must have told him to do that. Is um, it, is it, is it sort of almost, uh, regressing back towards, you know, ancient times sort of a thing, you know? Like, these wise mm-hmm. men in the desert with their beards or something? Yeah, like, I mean, I think that's part of it. A little yeah. bit of that, maybe... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. Uh, Matt referenced that in the first episode. Um, you know, that Kevin's beard made him more mm-hmm. like Jesus. Yeah, and I, I kind of assumed Matt grew his beard because Kevin had a beard. Yeah. And John, I felt like had a beard, kind of signifying he had changed as a person. You know. Right. Um. Uh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird how many beards there are. Yeah. Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom doesn't have a beard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, is that all the other Michael male doesn't have a beard. Yep, doesn't have a beard. <laughs> I don't know if Michael could grow a beard. I don't know. That guy I feel didn't... like he must be old enough to grow a beard, but Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't grow like a really great beard. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I don't know. He just has that kind of face where I'm like, you yeah, I don't know, you can look like you might not be able to grow a great beard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like the way those those guys have the same kind of big beard, you know. Right. Biblical beard, if you will. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so uh, uh, this is the moment that uh, that I talked about earlier, where uh, where John notes that um, they're not going to make it back. It's a mm-hmm. miracle for the fourteenth, um, and also they don't even know if Kevin's going to go with them. Yep. Um, and I guess he points out also that like bad things happen in Miracle too. So I love that. Oh, this is that's what I love. I love when people are rational 
and they bring up good points. Yeah. Because and it, and it, it's the theme of the show, and Lost had that same thing, you know, people's own personal meanings and stuff, and that cognitive bias of the things that you want to help with your argument, you pull out, and the things you don't that don't help your argument, you ignore. But, you know, and that's basically what happened, right? Because he's like, yeah, all these great things happened to me in Miracle. And John's like, well, all these shitty things happened to me. Yeah. So what, what are you saying, Matt? You know, like... <laughs> You know how you know like that's kind of insulting, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you know, special. You a, get all the this, blessings. Yeah, to say this is a magical place. Yeah, I got you know screwed over and all this crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's like I mean I'm sure if you if you dig into like the lives of everyone who lived there, I'm sure you would find. I mean, for example, uh, the other two girls that left with Evie to join the Guilty Remnant, I mean, mm-hmm. they also left their families. We don't really find out anything about them, but yeah. I would have to assume that their home lives were not great as well <laughs> if they well, just decided there was a, to leave their families. There was a riot and chaos at the end of that uh, whole thing in Miracle. I don't know if oh, that was Oh, yeah, really you're good. right. They, you like, know. totally destroyed the, the mm-hmm. whole, like, main square there. And then the, and then the, there was, like, a, you know, the visitor center was firebombed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they just killed the guilty remnant, so maybe that's okay. Yeah. That's God's justice or something. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like that place was, the you know, the foundation of happiness or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that's Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always thought that Matt's, like, attachment to the place was kind of, like, on a shaky ground. Um, I got why he said it, but it really never seemed conclusive to me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And, I mean, even even the unlikeliness of no one departing, it's, it's like, you know, it's one of those things where... Sure, the odds are, like, not great, but, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people in the world, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like it's zero, you know, things things like that can happen, you know, and, and if, you, if you just took, um, and who knows, maybe it has to do with where they were, I mean, there's this whole thing with the machine and, like, why did the departure happen? I don't think mm-hmm. we'll ever find out, but anyway, like, maybe it's even more likely that if that many people were not going to depart, they would all be concentrated in some area like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, for all they know, you know, they're just kind of assuming that it's a thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's definitely good to question that. And, I, I mean, I feel like by the end, you know, he's he's questioning it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, I guess, like, the other thing is, I mean, this is... This is just TV stuff, but, you know, I mean, season one was, like, you know, mostly, at least, Mapleton, the family drama, Guilty Remnant, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Season two was all about Miracle, you yeah. know? That's, that, every plot in season two focused on Miracle in some way, um, mm-hmm. or ended up in Miracle somehow, Um and it just it, it's you know going into the new season it's like you know it sort of reminds me of like the swan station or something it's like once that season's over mm-hmm. you know we're done with that like we're not gonna like yeah. go back and explore that stuff again this season 
Yeah, and kind of like I was saying before, I feel like they kind of did their version of being done with Miracle by having to riot yeah. and burning it. And yeah, like, exactly. And, you know, it's not quite special to the outside world like it was before. Right. Um, the, the Miracle kind of lost its shine a bit. Exactly, exactly. Even though we spent a full season where it seemed like it was this magical fairyland, mm-hmm. like now it's sort of like, well, maybe that was like kind of overblown. And it wasn't really that big a deal. Maybe in that way, the Guilty Remnant were right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just was thinking about Michael selling the the, the, the water from the, the pond. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, not quite saying it's magical. Uh, well, saying it's just a souvenir. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just a souvenir. I love yeah, that. But I wonder if John knew that he was doing that, because I felt like... Well, I guess if he was saying, oh, I'm not really claiming it's special, Dad. It's just uh, a souvenir. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, John would have hated that. Right. If people thought that that, that, that that water was special or something. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that's the key. I mean, it, like, it's possible he didn't know. But if he did, you know, it, when he's asked if it's, mm-hmm. if it's magic water, he doesn't say it is. Yeah. So, you know, because if the, if the psychic guy was like, yeah, I don't really have powers. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to help people, you mm-hmm. know, because he, I mean, he's even doing that himself now. Of course, he's gone through a change, but I, I feel like that would have been less of a, it was really the idea that, you know, no, I really have powers. And by the way, something bad's going to happen. Something to you. bad's going to happen to you. you know? And it's interesting because something bad did happen to him. Yeah. I don't know if that convinced John that it, he was real no it really seems know. that it didn't yeah uh yeah no um it's weird i mean it's a kind of or thing is that it's... or is that part of why he's helping Lori with the handprint scheme yeah 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 it's an interesting question i i uh i thought i thought we would get more of that and we did get a little more of that but i think they didn't really explore exactly what the thinking is there mm-hmm. um for, for, like, why they're doing that. And, um, you know, I mean, I get the idea that I guess I guess they want to help people, but specifically, like, why are you helping people this way? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of ways you can help people. Yeah. And you're only going to be helping the, the people that come to you in that way for that yeah. particular remedy, which, which I guess maybe is the point, is they want to find the people who believe in the supernatural and help them and curtail them from being too crazed i guess maybe a little bit uh, i'm not sure but uh, yeah give them some kind of closure or whatever on whatever yeah. thing they're hung up on cuz it is it does seem specific to to be about the people who are seeking closure yeah you know uh you know that's what you know tommy was trying to do his his version of the hug thing and all yeah. that um you know trying to heal the pain yeah 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 yeah. Uh, cool. What else? So, uh, yeah, at this point, it's kind of a transition. Matt gets another nosebleed, and this is where the 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 guy in the crew asks if God hit him. Metaphorically, yeah. no, no, the, the actual God. He's uh, he's up on deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was where I was like, it's gonna be the guy. It's gonna be the guy. I t- I totally expected it. That it was going to be David Burton? It was going to be David Burton slash the guy from the hotel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was 100% expecting it. Because I was like, I, 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 like... Yeah, 
as soon as they brought up this idea, it was like, Mm -hmm. it just seemed to me like, who else could this be? (laughs) I was a little confused. Uh, I think when I first thought I was confused on, on, on his connecting God to the guy that was up there on the top deck in the red hat. I, I don't know. I missed a little bit of the lines or something like that. Um, I did expect the guy to be David Burton once it was clear that like Matt was going to go talk to this guy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Something about originally when I watched it was a bit confusing to me. I also kind of missed the idea that um, that the guy was like, uh, you know, David Burton has, you know, thrown people overboard or, or beats up people. And this is kind of a thing he does. I kind of miss that, too. Um, yeah. Which I think is interesting that the, he's just like a serial killer, basically. And that wasn't seemingly no explanation of why or who he decides needs to die or whatever or get attacked. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have to get into that more as as we as we learn uh, as we learn all the uh, more things about what he does. But but mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, who this character is is uh, is hard to decipher. I mean, this whole God thing. This is definitely. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I, we were just looking at this interview where they talked about how like um, you know Matt's story is like the story of Job from the Bible and that story ends with Job confronting God directly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so they wanted that to happen for Matt. And so, you know, but they wanted to come up with a way, I guess, for that to like actually work on the leftovers. They're not going to literally show God. Um, you know, that's always like, you know, kind of like the islands, you know, like they they were Mm -hmm. never going to like, Hey, I'm the islands, you know, that just wasn't going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. As much as I expected it, I, I now realize like it was silly to think that that was going to happen. Um, so, you know, so so it, it seems to me like they they grafted this God idea onto the David Burton character because in season two, when they talk about him, um, they don't say that he's saying he's God. Now, it's possible mm-hmm. that you know, within the last three years, that's when he started saying that. But they, I think they claim that he was saying it right away um, in this episode uh, when they found yeah. him outside yeah, the I cave. Yeah, I feel like they did say that. Because um, the thing yeah. they say in season two is that he says he can't die. Not that, mm-hmm. he, not that he's God, which is different. That seems like that ties in more with Kevin's story than this does. So this is a weird yep. thing. I have a theory about it, but I also think part of it is just, um, you know, trying to make it fit Matt's story better. Well, I, I think it actually fits Kevin's story because uh, I was thinking about, again, trying to guess if I could have guessed David Bird and how he comes off. Uh, and what I thought from and I agree with what you're saying because you're quoting the show and it's true um, <laughs> that, you <laughs> thank know, you when they were, yeah well thank the show um, uh, when he was saying um, yeah yeah that he just he couldn't die and he met him similar to Kevin I, I think what connects him is that um, in which I didn't guess which I should yeah well, I wanted to could have guessed um, whatever that means is that he's the opposite of Kevin, 
so Kevin goes to this miraculous thing, and then right. somebody says, you're special. He goes, no, 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 I'm not. This guy goes, oh, you think I'm special? Guess what? I am special, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on being special because I'm not right. just a Jesus figure. I'm God, which is a promotion, you know? So that's the connection, I think, to Kevin is that he's the version of Kevin that, that believed what people said and doubled down on it uh, in a way. Right. Yeah, so uh, the other thing it reminded me of is that that thing from the, the International Assassin script that you read, you know, that, that, that little conversation that, that Kevin has with with David Burton, I guess we can call him now, um, mm-hmm. where we don't hear it. And it says, like, what was it? What's what's between Allah and Muhammad on the mountain? Yeah, that they, oh, I'm glad you brought that up now that this episode is claiming David Burton is God. Yeah, it, so. makes, it makes a bit more sense in that context, or at least mm-hmm. like it, it fits with that pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kevin would be Muhammad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So he's the prophet. He's and, the prophet, yeah. yeah. Um, Which would make sense. I mean, yeah, that's kind of. It seems like that's kind of what they're saying. Yeah, that that's fitting. Um, and you know, we we still don't know why David Burden knew what he knew in in the hotel scenes. You know, why did he know what Kevin needed to do? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna bring it up now because, like, when else? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, as soon as we see his face, you know, if we recognize his face, <laughs> yeah. Um. Which, you know, if any of you didn't, just, you know, Bill Camp, look him up. It's that guy. It's the same mm-hmm. guy. Um, American actor, by the way. He's doing an accent. That was, that was to me, the biggest clue that, like, this has to be that guy. Because they specifically had him do an accent. Mm-hmm. You know? And if it was just supposed to be, like, some mysterious mystery character... They wouldn't. They wouldn't have him specifically. But, well, I I mostly agree with you, but this is in Australia slash Tasmania, so you would expect he'd be local. No, in the hotel. In the hotel. Oh yeah yeah yeah. When they but originally wait. showed him. Uh huh. Wait, what are you saying? He he. They had him speak an accent in the uh-huh. hotel. Uh-huh. In their original context, that Australia wasn't even. Yeah yeah I mean, yeah. So, but I, I get that part. So, what are you saying? <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, like, I, I, when I found out the actor was American, uh-huh. I did not believe that, you know, like, unlike, for example, the actor played um, Wayne, you know, mm-hmm. who was British, and so he just had him use a British accent. I mean, maybe he was British in the book, but anyway, you know, I see what you're saying. Whatever. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. if if they have this mysterious figure specifically use an Australian accent. I mm-hmm. it was just hard for me to believe that 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 there wasn't a connection there. That that it, it wasn't just some random mystery figure in the hotel. It was it must be some character that we've heard of from Australia, you know? And at that point, there's really only one. Oh, as you're saying. Okay. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. So like that that as soon as I found out the actor was American, that's that's when I became 100% convinced that that's what it had to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so so uh, what this what this raises for me, uh, you know, that I immediately thought is you know sort of like again you know like the Mary thing, like objective evidence for the hotel. Like so, Kevin saw this guy there, and he had information. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was helpful, a sort of a guide type figure. Um, 
you know, in, in addition to Virgil. Um, and uh, he also, uh, in real life, went through this experience where he died and came back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Kevin, Kevin never met that guy, did he? He didn't know who he was. He wasn't like, oh, you're David Burton, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? He didn't seem to recognize him. No, not at all. Now, I did read a review that pointed out that, you know, if you want to wiggle out of it, and I know Damon Lindelof loves to Mm -hmm. wiggle out of things, you can point out that there were news reports about him. It is possible that Kevin saw them, and even if he didn't register it consciously, Mm -hmm. subconsciously, he saw it and projected, and that's where the face came from. You know, that's how mm-hmm. he was able to have, he his... projected somebody who had already been through this and thus was a good guide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I would, I would, I would double down on that, except I just, I don't quite believe, I just, again, I feel like there's probably so many news reports of people doing miraculous things that, you know, I don't know, you know, the, the, David Burton's not going to get a profile on, you know, Entertainment Tonight, you know what I mean? Um, if, you know, so I don't, I don't, you know. <laughs> Is that the bar uh, now? <laughs> is that what? Is that like the, the, the test of, uh, I guess, I, you know, I just, I just or, meant uh... that he's, he's like, you know, in the zeitgeist <laughs> or something or well known enough to like, right. Oh, I'm just flipping through channels and here's the story about this guy. Or Trending something. on Twitter. I got the sense, like the stories about him were like in print, like a newspaper article or something. And, um, you know, and I wouldn't necessarily think that they would have pictures of him. But besides that, that little hurdle, I would totally want to double down on that and say, yeah, Kevin, not having Virgil, you know, he manifested another person who could be a guide, which is a person who he had heard pre- presumably died yeah. and came back to life, which is somebody which would be the, almost better than Virgil. Right, right. Oh, fuck me. OK, hold on. Two things now. So, so give me the second thing first. <laughs> okay, well, uh, the second no, thing sorry, is about Lori because Lori, Lori actually specifically heard the story of David Burden. Yes, if she if she realizes that's who it was, and they do know his name by the end, mm-hmm. uh, then she'll be able to make the connection. That's I guess point. she won't be able to make the other connection, but she'll know who that guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, that says that's the guy I was talking about, and then she'll go, "Who? Who was that guy?" Oh, he says. God. See, that's what I feel like they'll do. Right. Uh, nobody claims he was God, and they right. won't actually his name is David Burton. That sounds that sounds pretty likely. But I do also feel like they might, because, you know, especially in the Australia storylines, they love TV in the background, giving some information. So I feel like if David Burton dies, and he obviously died in a public death uh, that was super crazy, people are going to write and talk about uh, this guy getting eaten by a lion on an orgy ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and with the police after him. So maybe, um, you know, so I don't know. I could see it on the background of a TV, you know, um, local legend, David Burton, yeah. by line, and you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. And and then, yeah, I wonder if Kevin's going to see it. I wonder if that's going to become a thing. Like, is he going to realize, you know what I mean? Is he going to recognize mm-hmm. him? I mean, I don't know, because, like, Kevin's really the one yeah. I want him to meet. 
And maybe that'll be the thing is he'll he'll have a little crisis and he'll say, but, but that's the guy from from the hotel. And Laurie will be like, you know, Kevin, you probably saw his face somewhere and then you yep. manifested it in your whole delusion. Yeah, of course. Oh, buzzkill Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, I was just going to say there there is a TV report about it uh, in season two, like in the background. Um is there okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there that's is. the two places so so the the tower guy writes a letter to David Burden. Yeah. Lori hears the story about David Burden, From right? When she's the book deal potential guy. publisher, yeah. And there's it's, uh I don't remember where the scene is because yeah, I, I just I just don't. Yeah. But at some point in the season on a TV you see you see a report about it. You don't see his face. Obviously yeah. you don't see his face because they're concealing it. Yeah. Um but it raises the possibility that his face was shown on TV. Kevin saw it, you know, and, and kind of like the, the whole thing of like Patty's like weird stories about her husband mm-hmm. that like he didn't remember that Lori told him that stuff, but maybe he did subconsciously, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just he just didn't realize that it was in there. You know, um, it it does seem possible. I have to admit. Otherwise, like again, I really want to. the 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 thing with his dad is strangely more compelling because that shit wasn't on the news, and it mm-hmm. was really specific. You know, uh, it's a really specific thing to just randomly think of. I mean, that what is uh, the the idea that his dad was in a hotel room in Perth. Uh, with a bunch of white people dressed up in like pseudo Aboriginal paint, there's mm-hmm. a fire burning in the room. They're doing God's tongue. All mm-hmm. of those details, and he's and he's looking at a TV. All of those, de- of course, that goes with the hotel room, I guess. But like, all those details were correct, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like th- that is hard for me to believe that that was, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> random. I mean. You know what I mean? There was no, he couldn't have gotten that from a TV report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's definitely true. So um, that, I, I would say so far, strangely, uh, that's actually a stronger case for the truth of the hotel than the than the David Burden stuff is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, at the end of the day, I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I guess I should say I would believe that they would make the hotel a real place. Uh, just like they made the flash sideways a real thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the sort of afterlife whole part of the flash sideways on Lost a real thing. Um, so I could see that, but yeah, that, that, I think you're right. That is the biggest evidence. Uh, the David Burton is probably the number two biggest evidence. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the bird. Um, oh, so yeah, I bird. wanted to, I, you know, when I read that the script for International Assassins, um, you know, I took a bunch of notes and I talked to you about it off podcast. I think I mentioned a couple things. Did I did I go through that list? I haven't gone through the list on the podcast though, right? I don't think I talked about all the the other notes I had. Uh, no, I thought I thought you did. Did I? I, I don't you, remember. I thought you did. On the, uh, the one, whatever one we recorded after you read it. I thought you did, but maybe, maybe okay. I'm just remembering you told me. I, <laughs> well, I was just, I was just bringing it up because I, I was going to mention, it. I was going to mention like a third, a third thing that makes the hotel real is, um, the bird flying around. So that idea in the script right, right. that, um, 
when Virgil kills the bird that is or captures it or whatever, or no, I think he smashes it, right? Yeah, he smashes um, it. Uh, the bird uh, in the script when that happens, the script kind of the action lines in the script say something about like if we're if we're if we're paying close attention, you know. Yeah, I think I did read this. Yeah, if we're paying close attention, um, you know, we might one we might something like we might we might assume that when uh, Erica opens the box, the bird will be dead. Right. Right. You know, so that that's making a connection, uh, you know, making a connection between the two worlds. And then and then Mary waking up, I guess, would be number four. Mary being yeah. there and waking up is a four kind of connection. I think that's the other big ones. Uh, uh, I mean, that's enough, but uh, I, I, it's a weak one. But I'll throw in Virgil being there. Because uh, when when Virgil gives him the poison, he says he's going to sit there with um, an adrenaline shot or something, and he's gonna uh, yeah. he's gonna give it to Kevin to like bring him out of the uh, the thing he's in, and then he shoots himself, mm-hmm. and uh, Kevin was already out by the time that happened. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's not it's not definitive, but it's it is something that he technically didn't know about. Kevin was out by the time Virgil killed himself? Yeah. 100%. Oh, you mean knocked out? I mean, like, dead. Supposedly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant out of the hotel. Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocked out from the poison. Knocked out from the poison. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The other thing about David Burton is, and I was just kind of reading this thing, trying to refresh my memory about the times <clears throat> we had, they had mentioned it. But this thing, uh, this article's kind of saying, you know, the fact that what we hear about David Burton is that he and his friends are rock climbing and then he falls and yeah. then his friends go for help. And when they get back, he's alive miraculously. They're the only witnesses. So they could have made the whole thing up. So his claim to fame in terms of that event is not objectively true. Like they, his friends could have just, comp- they could have all conspired and made that whole thing up. <laughs> true. <clears throat> I didn't even think about the David Burton's friends conspiracy theory i have a different conspiracy theory about what happens um that i think i will bring up later when it comes out because yeah because it actually ties in with something that i think might happen on the show um although now that i think about it it makes no sense but anyway i'll i'll yeah i i have i have a theory that a non-supernatural explanation of what happened with david burton that's not that one but that is actually a very plausible one because yeah it, it just depends on you know and i mean they didn't even yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah, no there's way just, to verify it's just any one of those that. things yeah yeah and and even the <clears throat> fell but it didn't say you know what well, did you see him drop completely did he yeah. you know man you know there's so many things that can happen I mean, it's the kind of thing I could imagine, like, anyone reading the book of Kevin could say, like, mm-hmm. we're just supposed to believe you that, uh, I mean, uh, like, there's yep. no That's clear really confirmation that any of this happened. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's, there's, yeah, there's actually no witnesses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Michael's kind of a witness. Michael did see the whole thing of him coming back after being he buried. Saw that part, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, and Patty was the only witness during the earthquake in the water thing. Yeah, John uh, sees him get shot and come back. Mm. Um, but yeah, shot. <laughs> you need to go to the hospital to the next day. 
<laughs> you Jesus, man. You Jesus. <laughs> it's a direct quote. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, what's interesting too is, is you know, now that we see this David Burton um, as compared to the hotel David Burton hangman karaoke guy, uh, he is very kind of sure of himself in terms of what Kevin has to do. Uh, so that, that's kind of an mm-hmm. interesting next this because this guy in the red hat, David Burden, is is completely sure of himself to the point that he's murdering people. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Just, just like okay, because I'm like, why is this? Why does this guy think he knows what's supposed to happen? You know. Uh. Yeah. It just needs explaining why he, of all the people in the hotel and in the karaoke bar and all that stuff, like. Why does he single out Kevin as someone important to deal with, as opposed to any of the other people there? Right. Um, he seems to be waiting for him on the bridge when he gets there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he has to, because I think he, Kevin already knows he has to take Patty to the well. Yet Is we get this whole, what, yeah. Kevin Senior told him. Yeah, we get this whole. Well, no, yeah, and then, uh, but I mean, even in the hotel, like you know, um, there's the scene where you know he gets the pamphlet, I guess, from Virgil about the well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So knows where it's supposed to be i guess generally yeah um so it's weird to get this interlude right it's not like he knew he had to take him to a well but he didn't know where the well was and so david burden had to show him where the well you know it wasn't kind of like straightforward that way and the same david burden tells him about the karaoke and it is super straightforward you know versus versus like someone telling kevin hey kevin you need to like sing karaoke to get out of there and then, like, he goes to the karaoke bar, and he meets David Burden, and then David Burden's like, oh, by the way, there's the karaoke over there. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't doesn't quite line up the same, those two parts of the story. Right. right. Um, all right, what's, uh, what's next? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this David Burton, yeah, uh, a big question that it raises for me is... How much does David Burton believe his own hype? I think completely. Completely? I I don't know. I don't think you kill people unless you believe in yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is he not just like, I can get away with this? I can convince people? You know what I mean? (sighs) Mmm... Yeah, kind of like if he has carte blanche to do things, then he'll just do it because he has the ability to, not necessarily that he believes that he should have that ability or like, I don't know. I, I, I th- That's just my gut feeling is that he actually believes this. I want to mirror it. Like I said, I want to make him a mirror to Kevin where he's kind of the inverse Kevin where yeah. Kevin doubts that he's special. Right. Versus David he Burton believing that he's special. Yeah, you know, I think that's what we're supposed to kind of look at thematically here. Or yeah, some bo- yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the crazier next step that like not only does he believe he's special, he believes he's actually God. Yeah, yeah, and because of that belief, he's committing all. You know, you know he's smiting people. If you right, if, you know, as the guy said, um, which is interesting because I I feel like that's. That is what allows him to kind of get away with, like, if the Bible never talked about God smiting people, you know, as a thing God does, you know, because I feel like he's just like, hey, look at me, I'm God, I smite people like the Bible says, right. you know what I mean? I feel like that's his cover. <clears throat> yeah. You know? yeah, 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 um, yeah. This is what God does, I smite people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
He he's taking inspiration from his past, I mm-hmm. guess. So can, can we talk about the card that uh, he gives? Yeah, so that I mean that's the next thing. Matt goes up and and uh, you know asks him if he's telling people he's God, and so he just he just hands him this card that says "Yes, I am God," and uh, and then um, later we see Matt reading the back of the card. Um, and, uh, uh, it has, it has all of these, like, uh, frequently asked questions. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, you know, little bits of trivia, like this thing in the Bible wasn't really, it, mm-hmm. was, it didn't really happen this way. It was slightly different, you know, man. The ego on this guy to not only claim he's God, but to say the the Bible is wrong. And Jesus had a twin brother, and that's who they saw. And what's crazy is is what's crazy is he's giving a reasonable, grounded, logical explanation for what people thought was miraculous, in the context of claiming himself as miraculous. It's so crazy. It's just that's a crazy moment, you know. It's just it's so insane to 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 have that juxtaposition to like to denigrate. The, you know, this big, widely known, miraculous thing, and then to say, yeah, that wasn't real, but me, I'm real, you know, it's that's crazy, because I think he could have just easily been like, yeah, Jesus was Jesus, whatever the Bible says about it, Jesus was right, like, that's, you know, that's fine, it's neither here nor there, I'm not here to, to I'm not here to, like, point out any discrepancies in the Bible, you know what I mean? But the, but I, so I find it interesting that he actually did do that and that he decided, cause you know, it calls into question his own specialness, right? If he's saying Jesus wasn't special, it, call, it just directly calls into question his own specialness. Well, maybe there's a reasonable explanation for why you think you're Jesus or why Oops. bystanders thought you, you know, uh, you know, uh, resurrected or whatever. Um, you know, do you have a twin? <laughs> you know, like, right. Um, and I'm, I'm actually not, I, I think we should hold out. I mean, I had to be weird. Okay. If, okay you're, yeah. So you basically already said it. So I might as well tell you there's my <laughs> okay. theory. So yeah. as soon as he, as soon as he talked about this, this theory that Jesus, who was also supposedly buried in a cave mm-hmm. and came out and his, his explanation for how that happened is that, well, he didn't really resurrect. He had a twin brother, and that's, what yeah. it, that's who everyone saw. And, you know, assumed he had resurrected. I instantly thought, oh, God, I think that's a clue. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think that probably, like, it could mean that the way he seemed to survive the cave is it was his twin brother. Or, at the very least, maybe he has a twin brother. And... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though he dies at the end of the episode, maybe he will still come back and yeah. it will be his twin brother. You know, he, he won't even come back to life necessarily, but mm-hmm. if he has a twin brother, he can still be on the show in some sense. So if we see an, a, this, a guy with a red hat, we'll go, oh, wow, look, it's yep. David Burden back from the dead again. Yep. But it'll be it'll be his twin brother. And uh, and maybe that'll be the thing. Maybe that's the re- the, the resolution of this part of the story is like, you know, the, the the David Burton twin reveals himself and he reveals the hoax and he's like, yeah, this was all a thing me and my brother did. And, yeah. you know, we went rock climbing with my with our friends and we we had this whole fake thing where it looked like he died and it was, right. really, you know, whatever. Or like I was the one, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe he's like, you know, I, I, I couldn't handle life anymore or something from the sudden departure. I was depressed. I wanted to escape. 
you know, and mm-hmm. so I pretended to kill myself and, you know, right. and, and, or whatever, you know, something like that, you know, where they could like possibly make it work. And, and, uh, and then David Burton like takes over for his, uh, right. I don't know, it's kind of not making that much sense, but you know, generally you understand what I'm saying. Um, uh, that's what yeah. I thought instantly. Just bringing up that specific mm-hmm. of a theory about—that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, in that the moment, resurrection is the same idea. Exactly. You know? That's that's why I was saying it's such a crazy moment for him to be claiming his his specialness while saying while giving the reasonable explanation for someone else's claim to specialness. Right. Um, does seem to suggest something, right? Because why would you do that in the same moment? Um, yeah. So that's a good. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, I think we should definitely keep this idea of a twin in mind, and yeah, um, and um, and clearly he can die. I mean, well, I, I well, I, I, I was meaning his body can be hurt. I guess that's what I meant, right? Because uh, a lion kind of bit his head off, right? Uh, and I, and I, that's the thing. Like, I don't think Kevin can survive that, you know. So yeah, I think yeah. this guy can't, you know, even. Even if there was a specialness to him that made him hard to die, you know, or something, I just don't don't see that his body would like heal its wounds or something and right. it would return to life. I mean that that's a bit much. Yeah, that's the bullet bouncing off your your head or whatever. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. just too it's just too extremely supernatural to like really be allowed. I think like there's yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I get the sense that he really dies at the end. And yeah, whatever specialness maybe he had, you know, won't necessarily be enough. But yeah, if there is a twin out there, um, you know, that would be a way to maybe resolve the thing with um, with him and Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, could it be that this David Burton wasn't the one in the in the plays, or, or I think maybe, it totally could be that he doesn't maybe, seem that much like the guy in the you hotel. Know what? He didn't seem that helpful. That's and that's exactly yeah. I was just gonna say maybe it's the reverse of what I said. Maybe maybe the real David Burton. Maybe this guy in the red hat is the imposter. He's the twin, and yeah, he is the bad you know, twin, if you will. What was that? <laughs> The bad twin. Bad twin again. Jeez, we're all in the bad <laughs> twin. True. Yeah, he is. I think he is the bad twin. He's a murderer, and I think maybe that's what it is. So maybe the real David Burden did sort of have this miraculous resurrection, but he didn't like want any fame from it or any acclaim from it or something. Yeah. Uh, and then, or or maybe uh, or maybe his bad twin killed him just to test him, and he actually did die or something. But right. anyway, my point is maybe this guy. Has has is 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 an, is an, is an imposter, you know. Yeah. He's 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 Billy Burton or something, right. not Dave Burton. Uh, and uh, maybe really? so maybe that's the way the twin <laughs> thing could work. And the David Burton we saw before was a different person. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Personality wise, he doesn't seem that similar. I mean, except for what you're saying, I mean, he's certainly like self assured or whatever. But yeah, but yeah. he he doesn't he doesn't seem helpful or whatever, um, benevolent in the way the mm-hmm. the the guy in the hotel did. So, um. Yeah, I I think that's that's a pretty good theory. That's a pretty. I there's something to that twin thing. I just mm-hmm. it's just hard for me to believe that that came up and and what you're saying is is like specifically it's about coming back from from being dead, which is already a thing on the show, and mm-hmm. it's specifically like debunking a supernatural event. 
Yeah. Like, it just seems like there's no way. Because <laughs> I, I think it's That's just telling the audience, hey, the, hey the, a supernatural event can have a real real world answer that's not supernatural you yeah. know um and i do by the way i did love that idea that jesus had a twin and that's what <laughs> happened it's a great yeah. it's a great like reveal from the new testament it is <laughs> surprise he no had a twin the coming well, what's weird though of course is like they were there for his birth so you think there would have been two babies the whole time right so they, you'd have to kind of explain, you know, first of all, Mary would have some explanations because she had a double immaculate conception. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Um, right. And, uh, and then, like, what happened to the other baby? Well, you I know? guess to be fair, like, none of the disciples were there for his birth, I don't think. So, you know. Yeah, but the three wise men were. Yeah, but where were they later? I mean, I, th- I think they faded into obscurity. But, but, but... <laughs> But wouldn't the story of, of twins being born... Imagine, oh, you think they would mention that there were twins? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That's It's weird. There was a cover-up. I don't know. Or like it didn't it didn't fit the prophecy because the prophecy didn't mention it. Or like yeah. they're twins, but they're fraternal twins. And one, you know, so whichever one was born first was the Jesus and, and like yeah. the special one. And the second one was just the brother, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you go over here. Think, I just think the... Uh, the Messiah having a twin would be an important thing to to record in your gospel. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, it's a reasonable <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> but anyway, this other stuff he says, I thought was, and I thought that's a very interesting thing, just on a writing level. That he introduces himself as God, you know, in this business card, and immediately just starts to debunk things that we we sort of generally know or or at least you know he's given his opinion about things we generally know and i thought that was like really interesting and uh yeah and and it's nothing that like it does it's nothing that really proves he's god but it but it has the uh sort of perspective of what god you know of this kind of absolute truth that he's saying well this thing is this thing and this thing is this thing you know kind of a thing um, it's the kind of thing that seems to give authority, but like anyone could anyone just can make that, that stuff up. Like, for example, the writers on the leftovers. <laughs> no, they didn't make it up. It was it was uh, divinely inspired. <laughs> this whole show is the new gospel. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Oh, God won't give you more than you can handle. Not the new worry. gospel on HBO. Come this on. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about a couple of these things he mentioned. Um, oh, Because okay. I thought super interesting, specific things. Yeah. Uh, I go by many names, but Mr. Burton is fine. <laughs> Not like... I go by many names, but you can call me Mr. Bird. But he's just like, ah, it's fine. You know, that's uh, that's cool. You, know, you don't have to go out of your way to say anything else. Right. You know, but don't, you know, and I also, that he didn't, other people call him David Burden, but I thought it was interesting that in this thing, he didn't say, you know, Mr. David Burden is fine or anything like that. Right. He just says David Burden, which I think holds out hope for the twin theory to come true. True. Um in some way, some kind of loophole, maybe loophole. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, that was the other thing. Oh man. I can't quite remember what I was going to say, but it, it was going to, it was, God, it was going to tie into 
why they're going to do the twin thing. I don't know. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, he says, no, I didn't create unicorns. But does that mean they're not real? <laughs> well, who else would have done it? Nature, evolution, natural selection. Oh, I mean, doesn't he say? Doesn't he say evolution is real, but it's not what you think? He says it doesn't work the way you think it does. Yeah, which is, yeah. That's science. I know. <laughs> so that's great. We're, we're right about the that it does occur, but it's not the way we think it does. Crap. Yeah, yeah. With no hints about. Well, how does it really work? That's the whole point. You know, that's... you know that that would be there's like if he starts spitting out stuff like that, you know, that's where it starts to seem credible. Like, what if he suddenly says, "Here's how evolution really works," and suddenly it checks out. You know, well, be God. <laughs> what if he's like, yeah? I mean, what if he he goes to you know some uh, fa- uh, famous unsolved problem or something, and he's like, "Here's the solution." <laughs> Just out of no, you know what I mean? I mean, if he just starts doing stuff like that, uh, who's not going to believe him? Yeah, but he's not doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, it calls into question whether he's really God, I would say. <laughs> well, damn, I think that's the whole point. Um, yeah, Eve was not made from Adam's rib. It was his tibia. tibia I like that. Yeah. I do yeah. like the idea that, because I, I mean, obviously just by the virtue of the amount of time and the amount of different people who have, you know, sort of worked on the Bible <laughs> as a project, I guess. Right. There's got details that have been translated and are in transposed and are a little wrong. And I, so yeah. I like that idea of him like kind of pointing out these, it was, it's kind of what you think it is, but it's a little bit different. The yeah. Detail, it's not you know, like they, Adam and Eve didn't happen. Or like Eve wasn't made from Adam at all. Eve was right. whatever completely different thing uh, yeah but it was no that part's right but it's basically it was the tibia. Right. Just, yeah yeah a tiny tiny detail was off which is um is that the that's your shin bone right like your lower leg bone i think so yeah um, i was just wondering if it's that is that a better bone to make a human than a rib <laughs> is there any logical sense that i don't make? know i mean it never made any sense to me but yeah. but yeah i mean I don't yeah. know why you would make someone out of a bone in the first place. I mean, he just formed uh, he just formed Adam out of the earth. So, you know, I don't know why he couldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. I, I always kind of assumed there was some, there was the reason for that had something to do with man's dominance over woman or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. he's from her kind of, or she's from him. She's sort dependent of on him. And so, you know, biologically, it should be the other way around. Uh, <laughs> You know, but but I always thought it was something like some weird kind of male chauvinist mm-hmm. thing where like, yeah, women, you're from us, you know, right, like, right. You, God didn't, you know, create you from clay or earth or whatever, like they did Adam, you know, right. oh, and then I also used to think that somehow it was easier, <laughs> like now that he had already made a human being, right, like, he didn't have to go make one from scratch anymore. It was kind of like right. a cloning thing, you know, yeah, he kind of yeah. cloned Eve from Adam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like that's vaguely what they were going for. God, the original cloner. <laughs> <laughs> he did human cloning before it was popular. Uh, I love I asked Abraham to kill Isaac just to see if he'd do it. Oh, yeah. So you think that's a, I mean, that's literally what God does when he's testing people. Well, so the that, thing is, I feel like that's what's uh, in the Bible. I mean, yes. call me crazy, but I, I that's my interpretation of the story. Yeah, would, I mean, it's just to see if he'd do it dot 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 to prove his loyalty yeah. to god but but i think like yeah that's that is kind of the thing but yeah. i think he's trying to say there was no more 
uh, sort of reason for it than, than just to see if he'd do it, like, you know what I mean? He didn't really care about his loyalty or his faith but, or what have you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which which like, I'm just going to say, I don't think the Bible specifies that that's the reason. I think that's the interpretation. And not to say it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, I don't think it specifies exactly why he did it. And so, it, yeah. you know, I think it's a valid well, thing whole, to say. Yeah, that's the whole, literally what you're saying is the whole thing with uh, Job confronting God, right? Is like... Yeah. He says, God, you know, you put me through all these tests. Why? And then God's like, I don't have to answer that. Yeah. How, how dare you question me? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, where were you when I was, you know, creating the planets and the universe? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, Not who are you <laughs> to, like, even try to mm-hmm. ask me or make me justify myself? Like, which, which honestly, on a very, you know, that specific idea of, of, of being, of going through conflict and, and trying to figure out the meaning behind it, you know, and appealing to a higher power, sort of a secondary part of that. But, but that, I mean, that's the point of loss. That's the point of leftovers, you know? So I find that actually really, really interesting that, and, and, you know, the, the idea that you don't get the answers, you know, even even when you're talking to God, you don't get the answers, you know. Um, so right. I feel like that's that's super part of the theme of uh, both Lost and the Leftovers. Though in the case of the Job story, uh, we the reader know the answer. He refuses to tell Job, but the reason why he did it mm-hmm. uh, is because you know he had this like sort of bet going with Satan, who said. Uh, Job looks like he's really faithful to you now, but if you take away all the blessings, oh all God. the good things I he has in his life. I saw this before on Lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jacob and Man in Black betting about the nature of human beings. And whether or not, you know, will you, you know, that's exactly what Man in Black would have said. Oh, well, your follower, the others, you know, they, they, they follow you now. But if I, for instance, storm into the temple and tell them I'll mm-hmm. kill them if they don't leave, oh, let's God. see if they yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's, yeah, they just totally stole that part. <laughs> that's definitely the idea, yeah. Like, if you take those things away, he will curse you, and mm-hmm. he will he will abandon you, and God's like, all right, you know, let's see. And mm-hmm. so that's that's the uh, that's the reason. Know, but shouldn't God know what would happen? Nah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. All right. <laughs> it kind of ruins the story, if he already knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God is not, he's not what I would call omniscient in the Bible. I mean, it, there's several moments where it doesn't seem like he knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's just kind of reacting as much as everybody else is. Yeah. Oh, another thing I want to bring up, just before I forget it, uh, there's also a similar thing about, um, uh, I think, ah, man, I'm kind of forgetting what it was connecting to, but I was trying to connect, um, um, what's his name? Ben on Lost asking Jacob, what about me? You know, this idea yeah. of a deity not paying attention it's, to... That's almost the same thing, again. Yeah. The confrontation yeah. with God, with the joke that, yeah, it's the same, it's what about exactly. you? What about you, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, he's just, yeah, he's... That's, he's fixated on certain things, clearly. Yeah, 
clearly, 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 clearly loves loves that thing. But yeah, I do. I do think that you're right that like the the reader knows why God is testing Job, but that's like objective information, right, for the situation. But like subjectively for Job, you know, he gets as, no answers. Exactly, you yeah. know, as like the lost, he's going through the life, you know, us going through life in real life, or like people on the leftovers going through their lives, you know, like they're not going to get the answers, even if we have like sort of objective knowledge about what's happening right. as the audience, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Damon Lindelof definitely has his, his, uh, his well, if you will, that he goes to, <laughs> uh, Incl- which includes wells, which includes wells, by the way, he's all about wells. <laughs> He's got a well in his well. Um, yeah, there's a well on Lost. There's a well on yep. Leftovers. Yep. Um, both people being pushed into pushed wells. Pushed into wells. Yeah, I remember uh, that whole thing reminded me a lot of the the, yeah. the Lost thing with Desmond. It's like, she goes down the well, and then he goes down the well. and I almost kind of want to connect... Oh man, uh, man in black in the well. Yeah, there's a thing there about. Yeah, no, I can't really make it work. Lock in the uh, well. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody ended up in a well eventually. Yeah, it was. It's. It's. Yeah, it's. It's weird. I. I, I mean, I guess that's just like what you call. Um, what's the word? What's the word for that? Like, you know, individual style or something. I mean. His you artist know. voice, artistic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see those elements, like that's where it really stands out, and that's where it's sort of like that's, you know, that's clearly you know, the Damon Lindelof touch. The the most interesting thing to me is going to be to see what Damon Lindelof does after Leftovers. Yeah, because we'll basically get a third TV show from him. Three is a magic number. Right. And I'm curious to see how similar it will be to his to his other work. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because he's got to find something that allows him to do all of his tricks and all of the things right. he's interested in, and not many stories generally let you do that. Yeah, yeah, you need a specific kind of story to make that work. Actually, it was something I was wondering about about the book. Like, is the book, you know, how much does the book focus on some of those aspects, you mm-hmm. know, versus versus the show? Because I mean, obviously, after season one, they're beyond the book, and I feel like you know, after season one, the story becomes even more Lindelofian, um, you know, than it than it was in season one. But it it, yeah. it sort of feels like he grafted some of his particular obsessions onto the leftover story. Maybe I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't read the book, oh, I so I don't so, know. Yes. But I just I strongly suspect like it was like well, in a world like this, this is perfect mm-hmm. for like the kinds of things that I'm interested in. Yeah, a world that starts with uncertainty. Like, it starts with the exactly. most ultimate uncertainty um, and the need for survival in the face of that uncertainty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Meaning, wanting to find meaning in things, wanting mm-hmm. to understand. Yeah, I was actually going to suggest, because uh, I'm interested in reading the book at a certain point. Yeah. So maybe we'll, uh, we can read it and do a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely be curious about it. It, w- it would be... Um interesting to compare i don't think it's that long either i think it's a no. short book yeah 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 i mean it's just season one <laughs> uh so the other thing other thing on david burton's card that that matt is reading he says i won the bronze medal for decathlon um and i don't know if that's a i can i just caught this because i'm reading it but but i don't know if that's like one of those weird 
Australian UK things where they say like I'm in hospital and I'm uh you know uh um what is it I'm I'm on holiday or something oh yeah 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 you know, those kind of things because he says I want it for decathlon not the decathlon and I right. feel like an American would say the decathlon right uh anyway it's a small thing but then he says and then the one you can't remember is the hammer throw and uh, sorry yeah and the one you can't remember is the hammer throw. I thought that was an interesting thing to say too. Like, like as soon as he says the word decathlon, we're going to think, okay, well, what are the 10 events in a decathlon? And there's one I can't, and I know nine of them. (laughs) And the one I can't remember is the hammer, but it's almost like a mind reading trick, you know, where he's kind of putting it in your head. Cause you didn't quite have time to not remember this one. Cause he just brought it up. Um, but he's kind of like presupposing that he knows what you're gonna not remember. Right. right. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting thing to get across in like one line. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then he said had nothing to do with the Crusades nor any type of genocide slash Holocaust. Right. And I think it's an interesting point he makes, uh, contrasted with the fact he's murdering people on this ferry from time to time. Right. Uh, but 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 I do. But it is interesting that he wipes his hands clean of uh, of of genocide and war and right. You know. By the way, the, you might not have had anything to do with it, but your followers seem to think they it was sure all did. For- <laughs> and you didn't fucking correct them. It is, well, he wasn't God yet, <laughs> and that's what I really don't get. Maybe we can talk about. Yeah, it. that's hard to understand. How he he seems to he claims to have knowledge of things before, but it's almost like. If if God was doing things during the crusade or sort of not doing things during the crusade, then God existed then. Yeah. But but David Burton wasn't that God because his departure hadn't happened yet and he hadn't died right. yet. So then so did he he be, so God is is like a a suit you can wear like a power suit or something and it you know or that's like, what it uh, kind of seems like it, it almost seems like when oh. when he died like he was I just realized what it seemed like. <laughs> oh God, what does it seem like? Seems like someone's a candidate, and they're the protector <laughs> of the island, now, and they're imbued with powers because they get to that level. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That is definitely it. Yeah, that that's cool. That's actually a cool idea of like this. The departure happens, and then there's various people throughout the world who have these miraculous kind of death-defying things happen. But but then the people who die and come back are the candidates <laughs> to be God or something mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be crazy. If that's the show, like God's looking for his candidate. He took 2% <laughs> for some reason. And now out of the rest of the people, he's like, okay, let's see who's left. Who could be candidates. Right. If there's, a, if there's a cave wall that we find <laughs> with every human being's name on it. <laughs> I know that's yeah. Your name. It uh, will now. It's gonna be that's gonna be crazy. Um, I also think the fact that he's claiming to be God and not just special in some lower sense is what kind of makes Kevin. I mean, um, I'm sorry, Matt. Um, disbelieve him right off the bat because I feel like if he was like, "Hey, I can't die," and that's yeah. really all I want to say about it, <laughs> you know, he might have believed him because Kevin did the same thing, right? Uh, but, but but the fact that he's claiming such a higher status, well, the highest status, if you will, um, <laughs> uh, it seems like that's why Matt's like, okay, this guy's a joke. There's no way he's God, you know? Yeah, yeah. And wear a red hat. 
Right. Um. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I just want. I just want to go through the list that he said. Um. It's a good it's one. A good one. Um, uh. <laughs> he just handed it to me like I was asking for an autograph. Uh. Cool. Okay. You want to go to the next part? Uh. Sure. So. Um. Let's see. Right. So they read the card. Um. Let's see. Uh. Uh, so I guess Michael's there, and he tells Matt to laugh it off, but uh, Matt's not convinced by that. Um, and let's see, Michael also wants him to tell Lori he's sick. Oh, this is where he mentioned that uh, Lori uh, helped John stop keeping in his feelings, because let me tell you, if you if you yep. watch season two, you're going to see mm-hmm. John like keeping in his feelings all the time. Yeah, he was the most <laughs> unemotional person I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so laughable. It's like, wow, is that, I, I don't know, it's, um... I guess, you know, okay, let's to be fair. To be fair, maybe he's saying before season two, which yeah. is, you know, stuff that was, he, he was keeping it inside and it was bubbling over, and season two is when it, like, bubbled it over. Exploded and exploded, and... First time, you know, we did get that line from Erica, right, when the guy's like, so, you know, since when do we start burning down people's houses? Tonight. right. <laughs> you know, so that was the first time he'd done gone that far. True, true. Uh, so he's, he's sort of talking probably about their childhood. He kept everything in and right. pretended he wasn't mad about things. And then the departure happens would probably right. make things worse. And maybe Virgil molested him. him. <laughs> yep. Yep, I had to bring that up too. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever Virgil may or may not have done, Virgil wasn't even his dad. So uh, right. Virgil's Erica's dad. Erica's so dad. I, where, yeah, I don't know. They grew up in the same town. I, th- this time when I watched season two, I was more convinced that that's what happened. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's not, it's not, it's not stated clearly. Obviously it's not stated clearly or I would have fucking figured it out already. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but it seemed clearer to me this time. That but it could was, have been something else? I, yeah, of course, it could have been something else, but <laughs> it seemed like the most, like the simplest explanation that fit everything that people say, you know. Yeah, I mean, we don't know anything about Virgil. It's a strange thing to tell us about him. Um, you know what I mean? Of all the, you know, it's a strange thing to just kind of hint at. Um, what yeah. Kind of- explanation um and but and maybe that's what you know maybe that's why we're supposed to think john john's anger stems from or something i think uh, that's part of it definitely mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean uh, i i think they they basically say or maybe just imply or maybe i just thought this that like that's part of the reason why he doesn't like um you know people who claim to like have supernatural mm-hmm. powers or whatever you know. Yeah, and I was trying to tie it to religion somehow. Like, was Virgil a minister? Did he, you know, maybe that, you know, that combination of him being hurt by a religious person makes him hate people who have like faith or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think they said that. Um, right? They didn't say he was a minister or anything. No, 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 no. But it did seem like he had some kind of some kind of strange mystical practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he certainly helps Kevin in a strange way. Yeah, yeah. And the bird thing. 
the bird thing. Yeah. And he makes so, pies. There you go. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. I forgot about the pie mystery. What was the pie mystery? You don't remember? There's a mystery pie. You gotta rewatch season two. It's mystery it's pie is the tastiest pie there is. Yeah, that like this mystery pie shows up and then they. Give oh it yeah, to the yeah, neighbors. yeah. And it's like it's like oh no, don't eat the pie because like it must be poisoned yeah. or something. Yeah. It was fine. It was his peace offering. Yeah, Virgil was just sending pies. No mm-hmm. big deal. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems a little late to be sending a pie for whatever transgression he had, but oh, whatever. It was, but it was John's birthday. Birthday pie. Birthday pie. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's favorite birthday pie. It was definitely too late to make up for the... <laughs> molestation <laughs> 20 years later i can't do a pie hey uh, can we uh, call it even mm-hmm. it's blueberry <laughs> oh what's a cherry i don't remember what it was uh yeah I, I don't remember what it was either uh okay so um let's see uh oh he, he brings up the idea that may, maybe Lori's a disciple also <sighs> yeah yep yep you know disciple that's the thing you know, that's the thing about our modern culture, you know, uh, it's just like the, the Ghostbusters movie with all women, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think finally women, my childhood right like now. finally, finally women are accepted enough to be disciples, you know, uh, um, no! <laughs> I, uh, I think it's great for equality. I think it's good. Get some estrogen in the discipling. Um, Matthew, yeah, I thought John, that was... Michael and Lori. Yeah, right. What? Laurie? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'm not sure if she could be a disciple when she doesn't believe in any of this stuff. That was a maybe that's her role, though. You know, she'll be she'll be the doubting one. Like exactly. Oh, jeez. You got there just a uh, second before I unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, God. Doubting. Lori's doubting Thomas. Yep. 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 Doubting Thomas. Yep. Doubting Lori. Wow. <laughs> maybe that'll be a thing. I mean, maybe she'll, maybe she'll actually see something that causes her to believe. Yeah, so that's what happened with uh, Doubting Thomas, and he didn't believe until he could feel, see and feel the wounds received yeah. by Jesus on the cross. Exactly. Uh, which actually David Bird needs to explain. Um, if Jesus has a twin, why does he have the same uh, wounds? Ooh. Oops. Forgot about that. Did he fake it? <laughs> did he like? Did he study the wounds and then like? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe it's maybe this. Maybe David Burton would say this doubting Thomas part of the story is wrong. He could easily right? say that, yeah. Because because he wouldn't because he would have to say that's wrong because it wasn't really Jesus, right? Then he would then he would basically say yeah when Jesus is when Jesus came back as you know but he was really the twin he didn't have any wounds because he's healed by God, right? Right. Um, interesting, though, that, uh, yeah, this whole Doubting Thomas thing. I feel like if, if we were religious scholars, we'd uh, we'd dissect this show a little more aptly, I think, because um, they're clearly just pulling from this uh, stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that I calls us a question. Maybe, maybe Lori is going to get some kind of tangible proof of Kevin's pain and suffering that will 
convince her that he's uh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, I, I you know, it, it just seems like it just seems like a plausible arc. Maybe like she'll end up being the only one who actually believes in Kevin by the end. <laughs> that sounds plausible too. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just, I sort of wonder what these characters are even doing there, you mm-hmm. know, what, 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 uh, purpose are they going to serve? What's their story going to be? I mean, obviously part of it is they're characters on the show, so, you know, they need to be like where things are happening, but where is this going, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess John was doubting Thomas too in season two. Yeah, definitely. He's kind of doubting certain Thomas-y things. <laughs> extremely doubting yeah <laughs> extremely doubting thomas yeah he when he was really not about it <laughs> thomas will burn your house down yeah oh jeez <laughs> um okay where are we all right so uh right so i guess uh matt the, this is when matt then uh, goes to speak with Lori. She tells him all this stuff about Fraser. This is all real stuff by the way. Uh there really was a Fraser Okay, um, interesting. I thought that might have been true. Yeah, yeah. Fraser uh impregnating lions, lionesses, I don't know. Is that a thing? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um are they still lions? Are the females still lions? They're I'm always lionesses. confused about like They are lions, know. but they are lionesses. Well, that that's what I was wondering, you know, like like a cow uh a cow is female automatically. Well, like a uh yeah it's sort of like yeah you're saying like a chicken versus a rooster and like exactly a, like a mare right it's a female horse but yes. a mare is a horse right yeah yeah yeah. so i feel like some of those are like they, they can be either gender but then maybe some of them are specifically anyway i was just wondering about lioness if you if you can say lion or if somehow that implies they're male. well yeah because i think well if you said a pride of lions you know that would include females you wouldn't have you know right eh, so i don't know you would not say a pride of lions and lionesses mm-hmm. it does seem kind of clunky yeah uh well, but, uh, but like uh, romance languages have the rule that if there's a group and like there's one male thing amongst you know, it could be like a billion female things. There's one male thing there. Then you refer to the group as the as a male thing. Classic chauvinism. <laughs> Classic chauvinism. That, that's that's what I was thinking about. Pride of lions. Well, if there's one male lion there, mm-hmm. then it's a pride of lions. And if if it's if it's literally all females, then maybe it's a pride of lionesses. Let's see, female pride <laughs> of lions. Well, here's an. Hmm. Let's see if there's a thing here. Well, National Geographic is not helpful. Speaking of National Geographic, wow, that's so weird that that happened because I was just going to talk about. Wow, this is so interesting. <laughs> wow, that's such a weird, such a weird thing. I, I searched this thing and the first link was a National Geographic link because I was going to bring up. Oh no, not that National this Geographic. Fraser. Yeah, I know this Fraser thing is a connection to our real world that's verifiable, just like the National Geographic magazine is. So I just True. thought that was kind of interesting. Like, they gave us another connection to our reality. Yeah, no. uh, I'm waiting for a third one. What'd you say? Pre-departure. What's pre-departure? The oh, yes, though. yes. The, well, the departure did not happen in our world. 
that's correct. No, I just mean I, I just mean it's a connection to the real world from before the departure. Ah, yes, yes, you're right, you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that that's my that's my my contention uh, is that the worlds are identical up to the departure. Yes, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't matter <laughs> in a way because they're it, exactly. it's, just, it's just verifying their history is our history up to the departure. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, I just I think. Yeah, and so, I mean, this is all, you know, I mean, business, uh, you know, old lion, bunch of, bunch of female lions had a bunch of cubs, and and now they honor him somehow by having, you know, the sex crews. I guess that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would have the sex crews anyway. <laughs> I think he's an excuse. You think they just take any excuse? That, no, I think only Frasier could inspire a sex cruise. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, probably, you're probably right. <laughs> um uh oh and Lori decides uh they can actually uh i guess uh, uh, use use matt's um story with kevin uh mm-hmm. because his story's better <laughs> i love that that seems like commentary that seems like um I was thinking about because uh, I, I was reading Damon Lindelof interview where he was talking about coming up with the um, pushing Patty into a well thing. And I was thinking about how when Nora reads that thing from Matt's book, she was like, where does Matt come up with this stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a we know who Matt is. <laughs> Wait, what do you say? Matt. It's, it's, like, it's like a meta comment, you know, it's, it's sort of like ha- having, having a oh, character yeah. basically You're re- like, referencing Matt, but we know the writers wrote it. It's really, it's really David Lindelof they're talking about in that case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's giving credit to him, but it's really, we know it's a TV show, so we know there's other people. So they're basically saying, how do the writers come up with this? Yeah, it's the writers themselves, like, compliment, you know what I mean? Like, they do that stuff, like, wow, I can't believe they cut, you know, and and this sort of reminds me of that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you have a better story, and it's sort of like, yeah, I see what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like Lion, the definition is uh, gender neutral. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought, but there's a lot of lioness talk in this episode. Mm-hmm. They're so empowered. <laughs> Which I thought was a maybe a safe way to kind of couch it in a little bit of feminism. Um, because I, I feel like the story of Fraser is the opposite. The story of Fraser is of male domination, yeah. uh, not of female empowerment. Right. <laughs> um, so I, that's interesting how they kind of, they kind of, kind of dovetailed it into a, a bit of a different, um, relationship there. But I think it's, it may be a little bit safer because that no one wants to see a version of this where like some guy is like, yeah, we're gonna have an orgy in our the whole point is to like dominate these women like Frasier did. Like no one's gonna watch that. Right. Right. It's definitely more interesting having the the female empowerment angle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um uh oh this uh, so then Lori slips up and mentions that uh Kevin saw Evie. So um uh, this is when Matt finds out about that. I guess uh, she didn't. She didn't tell anyone about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but she 
wants Matt not to tell John, which means that it's 100% guarantee that he will um, at some point in the episode. At least that's what I was thinking at the time. Because, um, like, he's going to find mm-hmm. out eventually, and Matt's probably going to reach a point where, you yep. know, he, 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 he needs the ammunition. Um, mm-hmm. so then, uh, then Lori leaves Matt alone. He throws up from the leukemia, I guess. Um, or maybe it's just seasickness. I don't know. Yep. It'd be hilarious if it's a reveal that like, it's he thinks his leukemia is back, but he's wrong. Yeah. Um, I think it's supposed to be true, but it's just, it's weird how there's no like specific, like, uh, we don't see him with a doctor or anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, uh, this is what he And that's sees. probably his greatest fear, is that coming back. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're supposed to think it's true. But, uh, I mean, where would they really go with that if he is getting sick again? It, they well, can I only think go that probably it. just would mean he's going to die before the end of the series. That would be my best And guess. we're going to get all these weird shots of him, like, going to a hospital and, like... Well... I mean, you don't die from leukemia necessarily, like, fast. Yeah. You know, true. especially if he seems relatively healthy now. It just... It seems weird to me that, like, the end of the show would be dealing well, with him. Well, I mean, there is out. a flash forward, so maybe his death will be covered by the flash oh, forward Oh, good point. Somehow. Good point. In that case, I would buy it. If we don't have to deal with it on the show proper, you know... Yeah. Then they clearly I, don't then have time for it. an extended, like, bout of, like... COVID yeah, exactly. So, but it just like maybe that's a reason why he'll die, or they'll cover it briefly uh, in a montage, or you know, mm-hmm. some kind of quick thing. Yeah. Um, it just I'm I'm just guessing that means he's gonna die before the end of the show, just because like you know, into shows like people die. This is a reason why he would die. Mm-hmm. You know, seems like seems like a direction. Or maybe he in. like sacrifices himself because he thinks he's gonna die. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. That's definitely another way to go. Yeah, probably tries to save Kevin somehow yep, and sacrifice yep. himself. Yep, yep, because he's got nothing to lose. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then like, oh no, it was seasickness. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late, Matt. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it was just seasickness all along. <laughs> Worst Twilight Zone episode ever. Definitely. Uh, right, so this is when he sees God, a.k.a. David Burton, Mr. Burton, please, throwing, uh, throwing somebody overboard. Um, and, uh, no one cares. No one's interested. No one cares. And, uh, so he gets a life preserver and he jumps in and, uh, I guess doesn't rescue the guy. Obviously doesn't rescue the guy, um... And he gets pulled out, and uh, this is when the captain, like, has a little talk with uh, Matt, kind of, um, uh, he says, uh, uh, there's no record of who's on board, so they can't figure out if anyone's missing. I'm just going to point out, manifest, we'll go back, you know, go back to law. Manifest, manifest, manifest. Um, <laughs> he wasn't on hey, the boat. Let's don't forget Captain Galt. And Captain Gall, of course. Mm-hmm. Don't trust the captain, but which, the captain's the most trustworthy. Which, one on the which boat. He, he, yeah, he has the same kind of stature where he's kind of he's a bit objective to what's going on. Like he's just a guy who's yep. doing a job. Yep. He has no sort of intrinsic connection to the people right. who paid him for this mission. You know, or to David Burton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he knows who they are, but yeah, he's not he's not biased, I guess. Yeah. 
So yeah, Man, he's, I wouldn't call him my friend or whatever. It's like that, and to me, that's like classic Lindelof, or you know, kind of writing that whole like one person says A, and then the next, and then we get to the you know, the you know, you hear something like this attributed to that person, and then you hear from that person, and they contradict it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> classic, absolutely. Uh, uh, real quick, I wanted oh, to say. Yeah. David Burton threw the guy over the water. Maybe, uh, I mean, you know, the the crewman did tell Matt that, you know, David Burton is smiting people, but maybe that's an incorrect interpretation. And uh, and what he's doing is saving people from their pain or something. So maybe, you know, may, I'm, just, I'm just saying, maybe this guy asked to be thrown overboard in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe he came up to him and was like, you know, I'm hurt. I need, you know, I can't kill myself, you know? Or maybe, like, I don't, you know... I want to kill myself, but I don't want to go to hell or something. You know, can you help me out? And he's like, yeah, I can help you out overboard and throw, you know. So maybe maybe it's not exactly murder and it's like assisted suicide right, or right, something. Right. Just just to throw that out there to be in the mix of like what's what what could be happening. Did Matt even ask about it? About what? About the guy throwing the guy I think over. He did. Yeah, I think he did. I don't remember what happened. We'll get to that scene and we okay. can look at because I, I, I feel like he never really gave a great answer. Uh, well, no, he didn't. Why he did that. Just like uh, God. Just like God. It's just, it's a weird, it, it's a weird moment. It's a weird thing to even include in the episode. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, because like, he gets eaten by a lion in the end. So like, the weird thing is like, it's not even necessary. You know? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. it's... I don't know. Well, and that's the thing, you know, that article we were reading about this episode was saying that they, they kind of knew the end point was he's going to get eaten by the lion. Right. They like, kind of knew that whole thing. I think him throwing people overboard um, is something they probably got to just thinking about the character. Like, okay, this guy who thinks he's God, well, what would he do? He Okay, he's the absolute authority, you know? And so yeah, th- I think you'd get to him murdering people pretty quickly thinking like that. Right, right. Um, you know, and it's, and it's a conflict for Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess so. But it just, I don't know. I mean, it, it provides some urgency, but, and, and I mean, it, it does, it clearly does serve a function, but I don't know. It's, it, it also seems like a bit of a, a bit of a distraction from the, from the main thing. Cause we really don't learn anything about it. We don't know who that guy was. We don't know what transpired before he threw him over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was doubting if it even happened. I was like, is he, is he so sick? He's hallucinating too now, oh, you know? Geez. Like, cause like when they were like, it's just the way, the way everyone reacted to it. I was like, I was starting to doubt whether mm-hmm. it was even, whether it really was even a thing. Well, once Matt jumped overboard, everybody seemed to care. Um, yeah. People running and blowing the whistle. Because that's the thing on a ship. Like, yeah. if you yell man overboard, like, the crew is supposed to care. And so he did yeah. do this, but the crew guy didn't seem to care or hear him or something weird. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it, it did seem like, oh, maybe he could. I didn't think he imagined it, but I see, you know. But there was a weirdness to it of like, did that actually happen? No one's taking it seriously like it happened. Or do they care? Does it does do does death matter to these people? You know, we right. don't really know anything about them besides their fetishes, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And I do feel like there is some kind of manifest. I mean, not that the captain necessarily knows, but the lioness lady had some paper in her hand she was checking off names or something. That's what it seemed like, yeah. Exactly a manifest, but 
at least some kind of list of people, um, you know. But anyway. Yeah. Um, right, so uh, so at this point, the captain uh, tells him some uh, details about David Burden. Uh, yeah, he was in a decathlon, uh, as we mentioned earlier, and he became God after dying in a rock climbing accident. His companion dragged his body into a cave to keep it from dingoes. Because dingoes can't go in caves? I don't know. I don't really understand that. But um, when he returned, uh, he was, he was, uh, Burden was fine um, and convinced he was God. Uh, later, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the end of that. Um, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have anything to happen later in that story. Um, uh, so later we have, uh, we have Matt with John. Did you want to say anything about the captain scene? I do. Um, okay. yeah, I, I, I just wanted to point out like that line where Matt says, uh, he's wearing a red hat and he calls himself God. I just, I can't help but think about Donald Trump in that moment, <laughs> you know, um, cause Donald Trump has a huge ego and he also wears a red hat, you know, he's <laughs> famous for his red hat. Um, sorry, right. I bring right. that up. Um, That's weird. and, uh, yeah, very weird. Um, uh, and also someone who thinks of himself as uh, having the absolute authority. So, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I see your point. That's weird. But, yeah, there's this line here about, you know, he's saying uh, that David Burden washed, you know, said he washed his hand of the Holocaust. Yeah, you didn't have anything to do with these things, but what did you do to stop them is my question. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I mean, that's, I mean, that's always the thing, you know. It's like the good thing happens and it's like, thank you, God, you've blessed me. But when the bad <laughs> thing happens, it's like... It's, it's like oh, God, fault. Was God was abstaining in that moment, and it's like, but dang, that's the time when I needed you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, why doesn't why doesn't he get you know why doesn't there balance there? Why is he only responsible for the good things? Because otherwise, he wouldn't be God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because even if you want to say he's not causing the bad things, surely he could prevent them. As you're pointing out, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if he's really all powerful. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's a, a question that, you know, a lot of people have thought about, but um, I don't know that there's really any super convincing answers, at least none that I've ever heard. I think the answer is that David Burton works in mysterious ways. <laughs> that's what the answer is. Of course he does. It's not for us to know. Right. Yeah. How dare we question? Who are you answer. to question yeah. the likes yeah. of David Burton, decathlete? Mm -hmm. Decathlete, yeah, bronze. Bronze. Oh, I love bronze. that. He wasn't. Yeah, he's not that special. He couldn't get the gold. I mean, bronze is good, but it's also bronze is like, good. Only bronze. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm now confused. They said he was the voice of the Olympics. So he he was an announcer at the Olympics, right? I guess he was in the Olympics, and then he was and an then, announcer. I see. So, like, he got, he came back as an announcer because he had yeah. won the bronze sort of a thing. Okay, That would be my assumption. Yeah. I love the idea of voice of the Olympics. Like, that's a thing. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's the voice of a generation. He's the voice of the Olympics. You mean that yeah. one Olympics at one time? Or was it like several Olympics he was doing maybe? And right. so he became kind of like a cultural figure. Right. Because he was always sort of talking about, you know, in Australia, like reporting on the Olympics around the world, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, okay, I think I'm done with Ready this for the scene. Next thing. Yeah. So the next scene we have Matt and John. Uh, John says he believes Matt that he uh, witnessed a murder. Um, thanks, John. Uh, Matt asks if it's the same way he believes him when he told him he didn't molest his comatose wife. <laughs> 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 Which was... Which was definitely, like, that was one of the great moments from the Matt episode last season when, like, uh, he, uh, he goes to John, you know, that he, he gets, uh, he gets, um, Nora and Kevin involved and then, like, John shows up and, like, they're on the verge of letting him back in, um, and then, oh god, now I don't remember what the thing he says is, um... I, I, yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. He makes he makes like one comment to John. He's about to be let in, and he makes this one comment, and he's like, "You know what? Fuck you!" And he looks mm-hmm. in there. Oh uh, yeah, well, what was it? Which episode was that? Ah, um, the Matt one. Oh, the Matt one. It's like called uh, something something Matt. No room yeah. at the inn. Uh, I want to say it's like four or five. I I can find. I it. think it's no room at the end. I think that's Matt's episode. Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Because there's no room at the end. That's the one. No room at the end. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. Um. Right. So the description of Wikipedia says Matt questions why he has such anger towards the town. But he specifically phrased it in an in an irritating way. I don't remember what it was exactly. Um Yeah, I'm looking at the transcript here. Well, let's get you home. What happened to you? Excuse me. I know your daughter is missing and that's ter- here it is. He says, what happened to you? And then John says, excuse me. And he says, I know your daughter is missing and that's terrible. I'm sorry. But you were like this before that. You're angry at this place. What happened to you? And he says, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to get those wristbands after all. That's what it was. So that's it. So basically he he said that um, John's been angry. And I guess that's going back to the Virgil thing. Yeah. Is uh, John's been angry yeah. for a long time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings up, he pushes that button. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Nah, never mind. <laughs> and because of that, uh, you know, the whole rest of the episode happens. The crazy, like, Swedish guy or whatever mm-hmm. um, that, like, helps them, like, sneak into this drain pipe that then, like, floods them out. Oh, the worst flood scene ever. And then, but then he, then... Nora shows up and he gets in anyway uh, and even finds the wristband, the people who stole the wristband, but then he decides not to stay and he leaves. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Gotta love it. Classic. All right, we're, let's go move on. All right. So, um, uh, okay, so now oh, Matt. Sorry. Last thing in this scene oh. is that they mentioned David Burton stays in a cabin. In Tasmania. 
So another they cabin. Did? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. The cabin. Not there. a cabin. Yeah. Oh, not a cabin. Not oh, it's a cabin. 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 <laughs> it's a cabin. Oh man, it's in Tasmania though. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he says he spends most of his time in Tasmania. He has a cabin down there. Yeah, I don't know how likely it is that they'll go back to Tasmania. I guess we'll see. Well, the plane is waiting there for them to go back to uh, Texas, so yeah, there's true. that hanging thread. That's true, but I don't really think they're going... Well, I mean, I guess they they, they could go back at the end. Um, I just don't see the story going back there too soon. But yeah, you're right. It's possible. They could totally go there. And maybe mm-hmm. his twin brother's there. Or maybe his twin brother will take them there. I don't know. It's weird that there's a cabin. I forgot, I, I forgot they mentioned a cabin. If they mentioned a cabin... I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, that could be a thing. Yeah, who lies in the shadow of the cabin? Exactly. Um, all right. So you ready for the next thing here? Ready, ready. Uh, okay. So Matt's gonna uh, Matt's gonna go get to the bottom of this. Uh, so he tries to get a guest list from the uh, the head lioness. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but she, uh, she's like, oh, it's somewhere. So I guess she did have a list. Mm-hmm, there um, you go. But, uh, but, uh, she just, you know, didn't care to keep track of it or give it to him. So, so Matt gets frustrated and eventually blurts out the name Frasier. And this triggers the crazy Frasier thing, um, where like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess... Uh, yeah, I'm glad you get to describe this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, so they bring out this lion uh, st- statue? Not statue. What's the right word for it? Uh, this lion uh, figure um, model? Uh, I not, think the word you're looking for is uh, idol. <laughs> idol. Right, with like a tube and a little cup uh, attached that kind of runs up to the back end and... Uh, Talk about a cup that runneth over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really don't need to describe any of this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Don't you? Uh, I really don't. We could skip over this and it wouldn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm already so deep, I feel like I have to. I, I guess the idea is like, and then this like woman gets on top of him and starts like, you know, unzipping his pants. And so mm-hmm. I, I guess the idea is they're going to have him like ejaculate into this cup. And uh, mm, I don't know if that's the idea. That's not, oh, maybe I don't know what the idea well, is. Well, I assumed, I assumed uh, that that device has some suction to it. So I think it, it'll be uh, less voluntary, if you will. Oh, they're actually going to attach it to him. Yeah, I think that's what still, it is. He is still going to ejaculate into it, but it's but it's actually going to be uh, sort of uh, machine created. Yeah, yeah. Which, and the only thing I can think to explain what they're doing in terms of becoming Frasier is like Frasier had a lot of sex. Yeah. Um and With so lionesses, excuse me. What was that? With lionesses. With lionesses and um and uh, I think it's lion eye. 
think Lion that's the eye. plural of lionesses is lion eye. Um, <laughs> it's like Vyrie. Um, <laughs> thanks, Latin. Um, oh, yes, isn't it Lyona? Isn't it Lyona? I don't know Latin. <laughs> yeah, my Latin's not good either. But I know, like, there's alumni and alumna. Uh, and I thought alumna was the female one. Oh, I thought... Oh, well, then there's alum... in there alumnus? Yeah, that not that the singular? Yeah, there's or... a singular and there's a plural. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't my know... Latin sucks, too. I don't know. I didn't know there's a male and female. But yeah, there's definitely a male and female, and there's a plural. Well, alumni, alumna, and that does make sense. Oh, I'm sorry. So alumnus is referred to a male graduate or former student. Oh, alumnus is the male. Okay. Of alumnus, but can also be used to refer to a group of men and women. Alumna is the female version. And uh, hey, hey, alumnae with your fit with the famous N A E is the plural of alumna. So there you go. Oh, that's you just it. Have- Lion-A. Yeah, that's what it'd I be. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> glad we solved that mystery. <laughs> Man, Latin is hard. Just be glad we don't speak Latin, because it's a pain in the ass. That's why it's a dead language. Exactly. There are Tell other me. reasons, but that's definitely the main that's one. It. That's the only reason I can think of. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess they were just gonna suck them dry with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the um, uh, the milk the milk mi- milking machine on Mr. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy putting his thing in holes. Exactly. And it's like the daughter is supposed to be there. Yeah, but it wasn't one the is daughter. the wife, milk. one's the daughter, and one's a milk machine that doesn't stop yeah. until it gets two hundred gallons or whatever. <laughs> yeah, God, you gotta love that. <laughs> Uh, that's not because 200 gallons. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. So I don't know. That's what I got from this scene. I I also I was very apprehensive in this scene uh, too. I, there was just a lot of anxiety because it's just a horrible situation. I mean, you know, he's being he's about to be molested and raped, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with very little control and over, you know, people who don't really care. And he's also an outsider. So, I, you know, when they kind of turn on him, I was like, Oh crap. Like, you know, uh, they don't like you at all. You're an outsider. You're an interloper. So I was like, this could escalate, you know, and get even worse somehow. Yeah. Uh, so don't know why, why, why isn't all the people guys or whoever, you know, it seems like, it's a it's an equal opportunity thing with this whole becoming Frasier, unless it's just for men. I'm not sure. It seemed like it, anyone could have said it, but maybe it's just for men. Right. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know why aren't other guys eager to be Frasier. It seems like that's a great honor, and it seems like it's you know if you're into an orgy, it's pleasurable. Whatever this machine's gonna right, do. You know, right. Right. It was like a. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was a punishment or something you should be stay clear of when she's like, you know, be wary. Don't say Frazier after midnight or else you become. A... seems like that's an honor. I mean, everyone's paying attention to him, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was a little confused why that that was kind of a, you know, don't feed gremlins after midnight kind of a thing. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't get that exactly. I mean, it's it's sort of it sort of seems like. Yeah, no, I can't do it. Oh, so she says 
right before when they're trying to put the thing on him, the cup suction thing. Um, oh, is the is the lion idol a lion? Oh, it's a lioness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch it was a lion. I didn't catch it was a. I thought it was an idol of Fraser. Oh that's yeah, yeah. Right. No, and I no, thought no. like it was connecting to him. That's how he was going to become Fraser, sort of a thing. But it's I see. It's more simple than that. He's being yeah. he's be metaphorically he's literally being Fraser. supposed to be Fraser. Literally, yeah. metaphorically. <laughs> I know. I say will. metaphorically. You say literally. And we mean the same uh, thing. And we mean the same thing. Thanks, English. <laughs> um. Uh, I see. That makes sense. So, so I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess because a couple there's a couple of lines here where somebody says "91 to Father of Pride," and then somebody says, which I didn't catch when I heard. It. I'm just looking at subtitles now. Uh, and then somebody says "91" and he's still going or something. Let me see what it says. Uh, right, it's coming right now, and any second now, it's gonna show up. And I can read it on the screen. Oh, so, I don't know, maybe you already knew this and it was obvious, but I guess the riddle is about Frasier. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I was trying to figure out, you know, 91 and having a son, how old was Frasier, like that idea. Um, Was he 91 years old or did he, you know, I didn't really... 91 and still in his prime is what Ginger says, apparently, in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So what are you saying? Uh, I, I still quite I don't quite get it unless unless Fraser was ninety one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the story Laurie tells. That's it was a ninety year old lion. Oh, I missed that part. That's what that's what Fraser was. Yeah, like they they took him from the zoo. He was like he was on the verge of of death. I guess that's how that's how she describes it. And they they put him in with these lionesses that. Uh, you know, w- w- I guess refused to have sex with any other lion. Oh, man. Yeah, I missed the detail of his age. This whole time, yeah, he's, he's it, it seemed obvious that that's what they were getting at, but a 90-year-old lion seemed impossible. I guess they live that long. Well, I'm Googling how old do lions lucky, live. Lucky lions. Is that where that comes from? Lucky <laughs> lion? Yeah, a lion lives 10 to 14 years in the wild. What? So, yeah, yeah. I didn't, th- dude. Why? I mean, cats, dude. Why would a cat live to ninety years old? Like it's that. A big any- one. Most animals don't live that long. Most animals Aren't don't there live some? to ninety. Yes, not most though. <laughs> there are some, but like a couple of decades is like the most for I think most animals. Oh, I see. The 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 line the actual Fraser was nineteen. Mmm, and they switched it to ninety one. Yeah. Interesting. They just flipped it around and made yeah. it. Yeah. So he was old for a lion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. That's what I was. I was confused when he said ninety-one. I just like that seems to be re- referencing his age, but I didn't understand a lion could be like ninety years old. And even her story about a ninety-year-old lion doesn't make any sense. Like that just seems impossible. Maybe that's the point. Like it was this impossible, miraculous lion, and then he did yeah. this miraculous thing. Yeah. I I thought it was plausible. I don't know. 
<laughs> so, so I mean, could you imagine how old a lion? I mean, they would die before they ever ever could get that age because they'd be infirm and they wouldn't be able to hunt and they would their pride would leave them. You know, like yeah, there's no way. You know, uh, a, a a thirty year old lion would be too young, too old to like go hunt. You know, and stuff like that. The world's oldest flamingo lived to be eighty three. <laughs> <laughs> well, birds are, are descended from dinosaurs, so that explains that. Uh, whales, there's a whale that lived to be 130. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's it looks like it's 25. mostly like fish and birds and it's, sea yes. creatures. The things that are probably a little less complex. Yeah, well, I mean, whales are pretty complex, but. Um, yeah, yeah, but most of those things are pretty, uh, pretty low. Uh, oh, tortoises! Tortoises. They, uh, that's can the live oldest. To be yeah, hundred and thirty. Um, yeah. Uh, looks like the oldest lion looks like about twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, or this this one says the oldest lion on record was nearly twenty-nine. Anyway, I missed that line when she says he was 90, which yeah. would have helped figure this out. So maybe, like, I'm 91 and having a son, maybe it's like, I'm Frazier is the answer, but it is on their shirt, so I don't know. Right, it seems too obvious. I, I feel, I still feel like there should be a rhyme. Mm-hmm. Frazier something something fun, Frazier something something whatever. Yeah. yeah, it seems like he had more than one son. That's also was confusing. Like, yeah, he had... yeah, he definitely had more than one son. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, he had like thirty something. Um. Okay, so are you ready for the next thing? Yes, please. So, so Matt, fortunately for all of us, escapes. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have to actually endure him like submitting to this machine. Um. <laughs> That, yeah, I was not looking forward to that. Um, so so then uh, um, uh, Matt, you know, leaves because he doesn't want to be around them anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, Well, he leaves because he sees David Burton. <laughs> and he sees David Burton, so he follows him. And uh, David Burton punches him. Um... And at this point, one of the uh, one of the um, one of the lionesses, I guess, uh, says they're not all like them, and uh, suggests that he stay on the boat when mm -hmm. they dock uh, until it was safe. So uh, that yeah. might come back later. Yeah. Um, okay. I love so that there's a there's a plot going on on all of everything that's happening so far there's also this hidden plot on the boat that had nothing to do with our characters that would yeah. have occurred whether they got on this boat or not i love that yeah 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 and i guess she just sees like his reaction to this thing and decides she sees, to, like, he's an innocent yeah he's innocent and yeah. it's like um it's like ben almost with you know telling michael like not yet there's innocent people on the boat you oh, can't yeah. like you can't like blow it up yet yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's kind of like that, where they actually care. They have a strange morality, where like they're willing to kill innocent people, potentially get innocent people injured by releasing this lion, but they don't want to actually injure the innocent people. So it's a right. strange morality there. Right. Yeah. I th I had a lot of questions about that story because it's very underdeveloped. Like we don't know exactly 
what they're why are they gonna do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. what's like how did that happen animal rights activists probably could you know, be yeah yeah just like and, you know like this weird sort of uh cult around him holding a lion in a cage just to like have a sex cruise mm-hmm. like yeah and, and it's also, just like sitting in the deck below like yeah also that lion is fraser's son right Anyone in having a son? Oh yeah. Uh, then I'm gonna party on this boat for one. Yeah, I kind of want it to be a rhyme too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we can ask Damon once we get him on the podcast. Maybe he'll first question. Have the answer? Yeah, that's definitely one of the better questions to ask. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> top of the list. We actually um, ask you one question, Damon. Mm-hmm. Not anyone having a son. <laughs> okay, so uh, right, so 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 God punches him, and um, oh right, I finished that. Uh, here's what I wanted to say about this because mm-hmm. what this really reminded me of was the thing from Prometheus when <laughs> when. Uh, when they finally like confront the uh, what were they called the architects? Is that what they yep. were called? Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's this. Oh like, no, uh, engineers. Engineers. There you go. Mm-hmm. They could have been architects. Architects, engineers. Yeah, it's the same idea. Anyway, the engineers. They finally confront the engineers, and you know David has that big scene, and you know he he goes up to them, and mm-hmm. um, and, and it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same. Why me? It's the same. It's the same. What about you? Oh my God! Yeah. It's the same exact moment. It He's is. done that three times now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A person confronts like the creator, or they're a person yeah. they revere, and they're saying, oh, "We don't care about you." Yeah, fuck wow. you. And that, and yeah, that's the. <laughs> wow. Because I'm really frustrated by it, but he it's can't do that again. He can't do it again. like three times is enough. You can't pull that <laughs> card again. I don't care how much it's part of your voice as a writer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe that's in the original John Spates script. I don't know. You know, he rewrote it, but right, uh, right. but that's totally his thing. So I think he rewrote that. It seems like yeah. It seems like that would be that would be a Lindelof thing. It's it's so fitting with his um his his style. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that that was the first thing I thought of when you did this because I was just I was thinking I I I had this flashback because I remember thinking when I saw Prometheus like that was disappointing like yep. after all this shit about the engineers like mm-hmm. they just like they just fucking punch him like that's well, you it. know the, you know what they say never meet your heroes. <laughs> It's so disappointing. And then, like, I'm waiting for this David Burton, the mystique of David Burton from the hotel and from mm-hmm. the Australia stuff and the Kevin connection. The buildup is huge. He just punches people and kill. That's it? Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, I was like, that's so... I wanted yeah. to say something, you know? I was just, I was so disappointed that, like, that's all he did. Mm-hmm. You know? Obviously, he does talk later. Not that it's less disappointing, but like <laughs> at this point, I was just like, I was just like, why? Like, why is he just punching people? And mm-hmm. and they already set up the idea that he just he just punches people. Well, he just he has no he he 
he's the ultimate authority, you know, and if somebody's bothering you, and that was the thing uh, uh, that uh, that the captain said was that he's like, yeah, David Bird, you know, he fell and then he couldn't die, he said he couldn't die and whatever, but then, he, but then he was like, he thought, he said he was God because he didn't die or whatever, he came back to life or whatever, but then he says he didn't expect people, so many people to pester him, really? You, yeah, you're that's telling, ridiculous. You're telling it, it, and you're it, God. It, like you're telling it, like even one person that you're God, and you don't expect people to pester you after the sudden departure. Yeah, you know, especially I thought that was a weird. That's absurd. That's a weird thing to say. Like he didn't expect. Or, or I guess it was. Maybe you could say he expected a, a small number of people to pester him, but it was more than he thought. But it just was. It was a weird. I don't know. That caught me off guard. But yeah, you don't want it people is, to bother you. Don't say you're God. Yeah, or don't look, don't be recognizable. You know, people know if you're on the ferry and you have a red hat on, you're David Burden, you know. Right. So, like, if you don't want people to know who you are, like, don't, you know, be incognito, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing he says, um, which reminded me of kind of an inverse Jacob from Lost, because he was like, the guy is pretty, he says he's solitary and he stays at his cabin in Tasmania, but he likes the ferry. He, he goes on the ferry from time to time to be amongst the people. Uh, which is weird that he's amongst the people as he sequesters himself away from the people. Right. I guess, I guess that's close enough. But I don't know. It's something there reminded me of Jacob. Definitely, definitely seems like a ja- He's reading, too. Like, there was that scene with Jacob reading mm-hmm. when uh, when Locke fell out of the window. Or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say fell. He was pushed out of the window. Yeah, uh, he didn't exactly fall so much yeah. as he murdered, attempted was... murdered. I mean, he took a fall, but yeah, it was yes, kind of... Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah it wasn't an accident mm-hmm. anyway you know jacob's just like waiting there like he didn't prevent it he didn't really help he's mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there yeah he's there to like observe and i exactly. guess help him not die in that moment or something maybe maybe that's what he did <laughs> yeah which calls in the question calls in the question maybe jacob was there when david burden fell you know. that's actually the same thing as Locke. He broke his back, right? It is, yeah. Well, I guess he says he broke his neck. The, the captain says David Burton broke his he neck. Broke same his neck. thing. It's sure. fine. His spinal damage, same thing. Miraculous recovery, though. I mean, that's yeah. definitely a lost thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn, Lindelof is just recycling shit. Yep, yep, yep. I thought the same thing with the Mary plot, with uh, the the pregnancy that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, she wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant. It's the Sun and Jin thing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but it was because of the special place. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff from Lost in the show. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. I'm pretty sure there's probably stuff we're even missing. But Oh, uh... yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure if you, like, wrote a list, it would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You ready to go to the next part? All right, so now Matt's like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta force him to confess," but uh, mm-hmm. John doesn't want to help, um, and so Matt uh, tells him about Kevin seeing Evie. Here's where he tries to pull it out, um, but uh, but John's not actually faced by that. He's like, "All right, well, you know, I wouldn't have told me either." Mm-hmm. So, um, so he pretty much just uh, moves on from that. I guess he's not. I guess he's just. I don't know. I'm. I'm yeah, I'm a little... I think 
this whole scene is proving John's character growth because, like, Matt's like, hey, we need to go, you know, regulate on this dude. And John's like, no, we're not regulating. You know, we're not going to reap, reap or sow anything on anybody, which is like the opposite of what the old John would have done. He, John right. would have loved to gather a posse and go beat somebody up. Right. Uh, for, tending, for pretending to be God. Right. Um, and he, he'd burn his cabin down. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, right. oh, that'd be great if somehow they, I don't know, they'll never do that. Oh, but God. if they this cabin in Tasmania and John burned it down, oh God, um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, he says, uh, yeah, I mean, Matt literally says it here you burn people's houses down for pretending to be what they're not, um, yeah, so yeah, John's not like angry anymore. I don't know what happened. He says Lori fixed him, right, or something. Yeah, or Lori here and says he found peace. But what peace? Why, how, and when? Peace. Peace. <laughs> what? I don't. I mean, I gotta finish my season two rewatch. I just, I don't know where we left off on uh, some of the specifics here. But what, what, what was the peace? I mean, what was his catharsis? I, I don't know. Lori talked to him and gave him some psychological <laughs> guidance. I I mean, yeah, it's all off screen. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, something about, yeah, I don't know. He had to come to terms with what happened. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Like, I'm a little bit unconvinced by this for a few reasons. First, he claimed at the beginning of the season to believe that Evie was still alive. Mm-hmm. Which... To a certain extent, means he hasn't moved on from that. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I mean, he's claiming to believe in Kevin. He's believing in the book of Kevin. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, he's following along with Matt's plans. Like, okay, maybe he's not convinced by this David Byrne thing. Fine. But I'm surprised about his reaction about Kevin seeing Evie. I mean, I would think, I would think, you know, unless he's changed his mind about Kevin... Um, I would think that would be more significant to him. I mean, maybe he understands Lori not telling him, but it, it just didn't seem to me like he was even interested in it. Well, the yeah, I mean, the, I because he if he's read the book, he knows about Patty and and assumes yeah. that that was a real situation. So yeah. if Kevin is seeing Evie, then I think he would think, oh, well, that's important. If the guy that I'm following saw my daughter, do- my dead daughter, exactly. Like, that's important but he seems to agree in that moment that ah, tacitly agree i guess that it wasn't really evie i guess so. um and i'm not sure why he just agrees with that without any kind of pushback because yeah. i i was hoping i was hoping Lori was going to be more specific that Kevin saw a woman who turned out not to be Evie, because that happens right. all the time. People, I mean, not like how Kevin did it, but, you know, right. but I mean, you mistake people all the time, you know, when you see them, you know, you go up to somebody and you think there's somebody else and you're not, you know, so right. it's like, that's not that crazy. If, you know, I could see John, if, if she's, if, if that's what she told John, Kevin was mistaken, you know, he had a delusional relapse and listen, this lady is the person he thought was Evie is a, literally another person who has a Facebook page, you know, I right. can show you, you know, so like right. that could convince him and he can still believe that Evie's out there somewhere. But yeah, I agree. In the moment here, it's a little strange how he, he doesn't even take the bait. I think that's just showing his character growth, but it, but yeah. in terms of the logic of it, I'm, I'm not exactly convinced either. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, it shows his character growth from the stuff from season two, but the stuff they told us in season three is a little bit of a conflict with that. 
Well, all these really, I mean, I guess Matt brings that up, you know, in this scene, right? The whole he thinks Evie's still alive. How is that piece? That's what you're talking about? Like, yeah. It's the only thing that's really lingering. Now, what's strange is John Well, has, and just his belief in Kevin, too. Like, I think that's where the piece came from somehow, right? Because what's flipped for John is he's a man of faith right. now. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, and that's and, – and I think it's unclear how much – he believes in Kevin and to what degree he, you know, like, what does he really think Kevin can do? Right. What does he really think it all means? Because I, that, that all seems so open-ended. Um, Cause again, Kevin didn't do anything that, you know, uh, in terms externally, you know, uh, he, it was just something that happened to him. So it's not like they're looking to him for like, Oh, you know, it's not like Matt's like, oh, I'm sick now. Kevin can heal me, you know, because he's Jesus. He's the new Jesus. He can heal me now. Hashtag Jacob. Um, <laughs> if they do anything like that. Um, but, uh, yes, I don't know. I was, I, I was confused about that, too. I, I, I'm not quite sure what to make of that. That's the point. That's the problem with jumping three years. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is you know how I was saying before that, uh, uh, maybe off podcast, that... Um, uh, in season one, episode eight, I guess, or something, uh, or nine, maybe, or seven, <laughs> the Garvey's at their best. Mm-hmm. You know, the flashback before. Oh, the nine, I think. Nine, okay, yeah. How that, like, oh, yeah, of course, how that um, would have made a great pilot for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of wondering, I don't think they have time to do it, but I was wondering maybe this season they'd have an episode that's be- that's between the three-year period, between season two and three. That might color in how they these these characters have changed over time since in that time period. Right. Like maybe episode nine of this season would be some like flashback that covers that time period for some reason. Right, which would have to be episode seven in this case. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I guess given the smaller number of episodes, I just doubt that they're gonna fill one like that. Yeah, maybe it's not a whole. Maybe they don't vote a whole episode to it, you know. Maybe they just have some flashbacks at some point. That is definitely possible. That is definitely possible. Though I guess um, the standard thing to do, but I guess they don't necessarily have to do this anyway. The standard thing to do is to go back to the beginning of the show, um, Mm -hmm. as far as like ending shows. But I think since the show's been pretty short, they don't necessarily have to follow that pattern. And I could definitely see. Throwing in some flashbacks, um, if, if it has some relevance for whatever's happening in the present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, all right, so you ready for mm-hmm. the next step here? All right, so Matt's like, well, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And uh, so he gets a wheelchair and an axe and knocks out God. And uh, brings him down to the um, lower deck or whatever uh, where the lion's cage is. Um, And he, uh, you know, he mentions he's not, like, striking him down or, uh, you know, turning the ropes he tied him with into serpents or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, and, you know, so, so... David Burton's like, well, I don't need to because you'll untie me when you get, you know, when you get what you want, which is his attention. Um, Matt asks him to admit what he did. 
Um, he does, um, I guess meaning kill the guy. He killed the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I guess there was where, like, there could have, like, he wanted him to admit it, which, okay, fine, but, like, uh, I don't know. It could have been some follow-up questions there. Um, anyway, uh... Uh, this is where um, this is where Matt asks about Jesus, like Jesus not being mentioned on the on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where that whole like twins theory comes in. Mary's word versus mine. That was a weird thing to say. <laughs> um, it's like, I mean, I don't know. Shouldn't your word? Shouldn't your word win there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Isn't your word like? The, the law or something. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't you immaculately concept her? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always just a weird way to put it. Um, and who was his father? By the way, I guess it would supposedly be Joseph. I guess that'd be a logical choice. Yep. Um, for the real world. I mean, unless she had an affair or something. Scandal. Anyway, um, uh, right. So Matt, uh, Matt gets angry that, uh, that, uh, that David Burton, i.e. God, is not taking responsibility for anything. So, like, here's, here's the part of the scene where, like, he starts out, like, sort of mocking him and being skeptical, and then, like, kind of gradually he starts talking to him like he really is God. Mm -hmm. Um, and so at this point, you know, the dinosaurs, the plague, and then of course he brings up the sudden departure. And, uh, so Dave Burns like, yeah, that, Oh, that was me. I I did that one. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Um, how'd you do it before you were God? Oh, but although, I mean, he's talked about other stuff that happened before he was God. So, I mean, however he did Adam and Eve, however he did, you know, the other things that he refers to. Um, like, I guess, you know, it's like you're saying, he he was, he was imbued with the spirit of God somehow when he died, mm-hmm. you know, but that spirit existed before him, I guess, before this human body did. Does that make sense? I guess that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, that's the the concept. Yeah, but I guess he should be a Jesus and not God. I, I guess, but what's the difference? Holy Trinity. Right. Exactly. There you go. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, I'll just point out, hey, we got our sudden departure answer. <laughs> wow, you know, I thought they'd never really tell us why the sudden departure happened. I was really surprised that uh, they gave us the de facto answer here. Yeah, David Burton did it. And mm-hmm. uh, in case any of you were wanting to know why, because he could. Mm-hmm. Thank you, good night. <laughs> Some men just like to watch the world burn. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's, yeah, I don't know. He's the hero we didn't need. <laughs> so, so, um... Uh, yeah, which is, uh, I guess this lives up to the thing I was saying earlier, which is like, I don't think we're going to get an answer for why the sudden departure happened, but 
there's definitely the possibility that a character will give an explanation mm-hmm. and we can accept it or not as we as we like. I think it's interesting that he chooses to take credit for it when he doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, he, but he does have to. He can't say anything is not within his control if he claims to be God. Well, but he's, I mean, he, he didn't take credit for the Holocaust. He didn't take credit for, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's a bad thing, though. Well, wasn't the sudden departure a bad thing? Uh, depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, but the sudden departure is like... It's not a you bad know, thing he, in the same he's way. Taking, he, you know, he, he's sort of taking credit for evolution and, you know... Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, it, it made sense to me that he would do that. I just think he doesn't have to, but uh, but but I mean, I get that you know because I because Matt could ask him like, where did the departed go? You know, is he going to say I yeah. don't know? Yeah. Now that 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 is a question I would like to hear an answer to, even though mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think he has a real answer to give. But I'd be curious to see what he would say because yeah. I mean, there's this idea in the show that they all got beamed somewhere. So, like, where mm-hmm. was it? Oh, and by the way, I guess he maybe doesn't even know about this, but does that machine work? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, when you have yeah, God around, he... the possibilities are huge. Yeah, I think he knows about the machine. <laughs> Is the hotel real? God damn it. He doesn't know, <laughs> he doesn't know about that either, unfortunately. I mean, he knows about the hotel, but but he doesn't know that he has anything to do with the hotel. Although, I guess he knows enough to ask about it. He, oh, Kevin. Is Kevin really special? I mean, he could ask about that. Mm-hmm. Kevin you know? who? Kevin who? God. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and that was interesting in this scene when Matt's like, uh, you know, I have your attention. And David Burns like, yeah, you don't have my attention yet. I'm like, what does that mean? What does attention mean if not what you're doing by talking to him, mm-hmm. <laughs> giving him your attention? I didn't really get that part. It was weird. Um, besides making it seem, him seem ominous. And then when the lion roars, I couldn't quite tell who he was talking to when he's like, shush, you're – he's like – well, he says shush. He's talking to the lion. But then he says he says you're, you're agitating him. But he's kind of looking at the lion – so I'm like, is he saying the lion is agitating Matt? Oh. Or is he saying Matt is agitating the lion? Oh God! Yeah, it was a Seems little like I could go couldn't way. quite tell. That's a weird one. Um, and it's more David Burden, I think, if he's talking to the lion, telling the lion not to agitate Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So I'm trying to look at this scene, this 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 line here about Jesus, and it, it's weird that he doesn't take credit for Jesus. Like he doesn't. So he doesn't even say, yeah, Jesus was the son of God. I mean, I'm God now, but Jesus, you know, but I wasn't God always, I I guess. I don't know. Maybe God is a flash sideways thing and it takes place outside of time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it only has time when we deal with our world or something. Yeah. But, uh, but, but But yeah, I didn't understand how he's like, he didn't take credit for that. So not only did Jesus have a twin brother, so he didn't really die, he, he ride in the cave, but he, he didn't even have the virgin birth or, yeah. I guess, immaculate conception, Yeah, which is, that's Mary's birth, right? Well, yeah, officially Catholic doctrine, yeah, that, that, uh, yeah it's just the, just the virgin birth, I guess. The virgin birth is Jesus. Virgin birth is Jesus, yeah. But immaculate conception 
is Mary. Supposedly she was born without sin. Born without sin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but so it's so basically, I mean, is he saying that too? Like she, there was no man. She was sinful. Like, well, know. he didn't specifically address that. I guess uh, it seems like that's implied, I would say. Yeah. And then so and this is the thing he could have said and didn't. I mean, he's denying all of Christianity pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he is. And I'm, you know, it's interesting they didn't bring up the flood. You know, that would have been an interesting mm-hmm. thing I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, um, talk about. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was. Um, Oh, yeah, because that's Kevin Senior's thing. Yeah, that's his whole thing. Is there going to be a flood in seven days? I know someone who thinks that's going to happen. Just curious. Yikes. Yeah, right? You could have asked that. Yeah. Uh, And, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, you're right. Is he, is he, did he, he's not denying all of Christianity. He's denying some of it, and he's altering other parts. Well, uh, I mean, he's denying the fundamental thing about Christianity, which is Jesus's divinity. Mm-hmm. Well, know? there's all. Well, you're yeah, but then, but then he Adam and Eve apparently real. Well, that's the thing. I mean, but that's not. I mean, that's all. That's all from the Hebrew Bible, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Christianity is built on top of that stuff, but the thing that makes it Christianity and not Judaism yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is Jesus's divinity. You know, yeah, so that, that's right. why I say he's denying Christianity. He's denying specifically the Christian part of the, mm-hmm. you know, of the story, not the uh, not the Old Testament. So I guess Judaism is is largely true. Christianity yeah. seems to be seems to be false. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Interesting. Um, Could ask about Muhammad. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, could he ask have about, asked the, about the hotel. Yeah. Have you been to the hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to know. He doesn't have to know that we saw him in the hotel to ask mm-hmm. him about the hotel because he knows about the hotel. Yeah. Like, what happens when you die? Do you go to a hotel? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, anything about the book, you know, is the book important? Will the book, you know, I don't know, inspire people? Can I recover the book? Where is the book? You know, can I, can it be saved? I mean, anything. There's so many questions he could ask, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it just, it seems like, I mean, but this is, uh, you know, I had this frustration on Lost too, you know, every time you get this sit down where, you know, you can ask any question you want, um, you know, it always seems like it always seems like they ask like you know some pertinent questions, but a ton of stuff gets left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this line about Matt saying, you know, so you don't take any responsibility for having your only son die for the sins of humanity and all this stuff, and then David Burton says that seems like a lot to ask somebody, which is a nice quippy line, but is it? People sacrifice themselves for a lot less than the sins of humanity. Um, you know what I mean? For the for the greater good of other people. I mean, firefighters run into a building to save less than all of humanity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're immortal souls. Uh, it's, I, I mean, I like the line as like a, a quippy David Burton line. But mm-hmm. just in terms of what the line means, I'm like, I don't think that's a lot to ask somebody, actually. Uh, in the in the context of what they're giving up, you know what they're um, uh, what what's being gained by that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he means the suffering, uh, the the sort of taking of all the sins upon himself. 
You know, I mean, maybe that's mm-hmm. that's supposed to be what the heart, not just the dying. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing where it, it's it, it's technically a lot to ask. Just by the the enormity of it is a lot to ask. But in terms of you know, uh, is it is it a, is it fair to ask that of somebody? Which is kind of what I was saying. I don't think I don't think that necessarily works. But but in terms right. of the enormity of the ask, that is definitely true. It is an enormous ask. Yeah 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 yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. So he says, "What do you take responsibility for?" He says, uh, "I was hoping he would take responsibility for dinosaurs, and he didn't." Um, <laughs> oh right. Um, so yeah, he takes credit for sudden departure. Uh, and, and that line, like, why? And he's like, "Because I could." And it's because I might my, my next line. If I was mad, I'd be like, "We'll do it again." Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I don't believe you at all. Yeah. That you just made two percent of the world's population disappear just because you could. Yeah. Like, honestly, that you know, it's funny. That makes him like the uh, the Old Testament God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, which he this, seems to which say he, that's what he is. Yeah, interesting. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's what they're going for too. Is in terms of comparing David Burton to Kevin. Kevin is the New Testament Jesus, mm-hmm. and David Burton is the Old Testament God. Yeah. Yeah. But you know how that worked in the end. Jesus killed God, didn't he? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, not really. No, and they're kind of the same, but not exactly. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a question you should have asked. Like, okay, what about the Holy Trinity here? Yeah, can how does you that work? That? I mean, I guess he just denies that whole thing, so he doesn't really mm-hmm. have to. He's like, it. he's like, it's a holy duo. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's a holy duet. Actually, there's only two. <laughs> Um, or it's like a, it's like a, the, the holy quartet. (laughs) That just sounds like a jazz group. Like, (laughs) yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) The holy quartet is a, is a Christian jazz band. I'm sure somewhere (laughs) that that's a thing. I actually have to research that. Holy (laughs) quartet. Let's see what that is. Oh, that has to be, well, there's a lot. Holy City Quartet. Uh, yeah, that's got to be okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. He would totally just yeah. Any any anything he doesn't like, he'll just say it's a little bit different than what you think it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then we get. Uh, did, did you did you get to that part in the recap where basically we have the Ben and Jacob moment? Where he's like, I suffered all of this. Yeah, yeah, that's the next part. So okay. he's, he's not he's not satisfied that uh, that there was no reason beyond because I could for the sudden departure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I did everything for a reason. I did it for you, you know, for God, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then David Burton's like, No. Uh, you did it because I thought I was watching, and and ultimately it is. you did it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like, yeah, I mean, and and you know that that's interesting. Uh, that makes me wonder if if that is if that is what Jacob would say if he mm-hmm. said anything to I did all this stuff for you, you know? Yeah, like not really. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's true. And I think What About You almost gets in there, almost almost gets to that idea um, that what Ben, the relationship Ben thought he had wasn't actually true, you know? So it's kind of, it kind of half steps there. Yeah. Um, Cause it kind of says, yeah, well you thought you were doing all this stuff for me. And he's like, but I wasn't caring about you. You know, I, what Ben, he said, you know, what about, I wasn't watching. I wasn't paying attention to you. Was this what David Burden is saying here? Like, yeah, you know, I wasn't, you, you did all this cause you thought I was watching. Um, which, which is a strange position to be in because if you don't know someone isn't watching, if you think they're watching and you do all these things, I mean, what choice do you have? You still are going to do those things, right? I mean, you don't know he's not watching. Um, and so just because they, he reveals later that he wasn't watching doesn't mean that that wasn't why he was doing it. You know, does that make sense? Like, um, um, I'm trying to come up with an analogy, like, um, it's almost like saying, you know, you're a race car driver and you're trying to win a race and you, you know, you want to, um, you're dedicating it to, you know, your, uh, you know, your, your, your family in the stands, you know, I'm going to win this race for my family. And then you win the race and you find out your family wasn't in the stands, does that mean you didn't you did it for yourself? Right. You know what I mean, right, it's a right, weird. Right, it's right. I mean, it, the lines work in terms of what's happening in the scene, and you know, and I think it kind of makes sense. You know, that whole kind of idea, but um, but just in terms of like what he's saying, I'm like, I don't quite get it. I don't quite like buy that. That just because there was information Matt didn't have, or he was incorrect about that that changed his motive, that, that his motivation now is, is changed, you know, retrospectively, because that's not why Matt thought he was doing it. Right. You know, um, and the, the Bible tells you to do this stuff, you know, and it, you know what I'm saying? So it's right. kind of like, that's the roadmap for getting in heaven is what the Bible well, says. Bible's to wrong, do. you know, on certain points. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't but uh, yeah but again it's the same situation but why does that change matt's motivation even if you said the bible was wrong you know if, if you do unto others as you should do unto yourself or, or whatever or the golden rule or whatever commandment or whatever your rule or is in there you know if you say after the fact after matt has done all this stuff and lived his life by these rules if you say after the fact that rule wasn't true i don't i just don't see how that means matt didn't do it for that reason yeah. Because he didn't know that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, anyway. it seems like Matt accepts that it's true, though. No, I agree. And that's what I'm saying. For the scene, it makes sense. For what they're saying about Matt's character and the character that, like, the lines work. It makes sense. I'm just kind of picking apart the meaning of the lines. Oh, and, okay. And, like, the logic there. I just, I don't think the logic necessarily holds up. I, I think agree, I agree. The meaning makes sense, you know, and what they're saying about, you know, sort of religious people in general or something or people of faith or, or sort of anybody who kind of, like, you know, even students in a in a in you know in school or something like that. You know, any kind of authoritarian authority figure, you know, and their subordinates kind of relationship. I think sort of applies to this thing. Yeah. 
Um, you know, because it's like that's like saying, um, you know, the like laws or something. Like, do you follow the law? For, because let's see, do you follow the law because you think the police are watching or you're going to get caught or something? You're going to get punished if you don't? Or do you follow the law because for like a selfish reason? I don't know, man, that analogy's not really working out because they're both selfish reasons. You don't want to get caught. Yeah, and I, I guess I thought that's what he meant. Like the idea of doing it because you think he's watching like means you're doing it for selfish reasons. You're, you're, you're doing it because you, you know, you want to be. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's both. And right. I mean, you're, you're doing it because that's the way you're told you're supposed to honor your God or whatever. Yeah. But, but that's, that is for you too. It's for both of you (laughs) because you do get something out of it. Right. You know? Um, Yeah. Nobody's like, not doing it for themselves, right? I mean, isn't that the game? Don't people, I mean, you're doing it so you go to heaven, right? That's why you, or whatever afterlife you believe in or whatever, like, that's why you're doing it. Like, so that's, so there's a selfish reason on the surface of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's offering a scathing critique of religion. Yeah, well, I think he is. <laughs> he keeps dead at the whole episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that, that whole concept is ultimately selfish. I mean, you can definitely look at it that way. I mean, I think some people want to spin it that it's not really like that. Um, but, um, and you know, for individuals, it doesn't have to be like that, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I do think, yeah, fundamentally that's, uh, that's one of those weird issues for religious morality. Just like, because I don't think there's anything amoral about being selfish in your survival of eternity. You know, that's, that's, why is that selfish? (laughs) Well, I guess, I guess, um, uh, you know, if, if the only reason you do certain good things is because you want your afterlife to be a certain way. And if, you know what I mean? If you didn't, Mm -hmm. if you didn't think it mattered, then you wouldn't do those things then I, I guess that, you know, that seems a bit a bit morally weaker, um, you know, than doing the good things just because they're good things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But it's, I don't know, it's kind of a both-and thing, I think. It's, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's interesting. You've never done anything for me at all for you. You know, that's what he says. <laughs> Is that why you're killing me? Oh, geez. Yeah, so that's Matt's follow-up. Uh, he clearly buys into that uh, concept. So, sorry. At some point, Matt starts to believe this guy's God, or at least talks to him like he's God. Yeah. And it's weird how it's a subtle transition. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's because David Burton just doesn't relent. Like, he doesn't let up, and... And Matt is just kind of drawn in into into his game of like believing he's God because he's not he's not backing down on the claim, you know, by what he's saying, and he's got an answer for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Sorry, what are you saying? Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I was just going to continue the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um... 
Uh, right. He says when he was sick as a boy, that was the thing we were talking about earlier. Um, he prayed to be cured and he was cured. Uh, so he asked, why is it back? Uh, David Burton does not answer, but he offers to save him again if he will, uh, untie him. Mm-hmm. So Matt unties him and then David Burton snaps his fingers and says, ta-da, you're saved. Not unlike uh, Holy Wayne and his final wish to Kevin, uh, you know, like wish granted. Right, like, right. I love that. Um, but don't forget in this in this line here when he says uh, David Burton says um, I can save you again. Matt immediately says No, you can't. Which which just caught me off guard because because like I said we just got to this point where Matt seems to believe he's got or at least is talking to like you know he's having the conversation in the context that this guy is God, whether he sort of really believes it or not. But in that moment, he's like, no, you can't. So what is it? What do you, what do you take that to mean? That like this whole time, Matt didn't, was not really thinking he's God. And like at that point that he says, like, I can save you. He's, he's sort of doubling down. Okay. This guy's not God. Uh, yeah. Uh, it seems to me like he snapped out of it. Um, and I, I guess I, I forgot about that line. I got the impression, I mean, maybe it was just, it, it, it was already heading in that direction. Um, I don't know, maybe he indulged the God thing for a while and then came out of it. Maybe he felt himself starting to believe it and then pulled back. But, but it all happens within like a, literally a second. I mean, the line before was, you know, you saved me before. Why is it back? Why are you right. punishing me? And in the and then the, and then David Burton says, "I can save you again." And immediately, so in that second of him saying, "I can save you again," which is what Matt wants to hear, Matt snaps out of it. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> like how and what? That's like, what it like, sounds like. What made him snap out of it? Although when I originally saw it, I thought the thing that made him snap out of it was the "Ta-da, you're saved." Thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. that he, because he does untie him, which it ma- which makes it seem like he has has at least some, um, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe some idea that uh, there's a possibility there uh, that it'll work. Well, I figured he untied him because he didn't have any reason to keep him tied up. Yeah, yeah. Or it was God's will, because he said it before. You're going to untie me when you get he what you want. He did say that. He did say that. Maybe yeah. that's what God's attention is. Maybe maybe God's attention is is this like supernatural attention. You know, like you know, God talking to you is not a big deal. But if God's going to heal you, like that's yeah. really God's attention or something. Right, right, right. Like I'm going to actually really do something for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. So at some um, yeah, point in the end here, that. Matt doesn't believe in him anymore. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think he believes from the beginning. He didn't believe him in the beginning, clearly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I don't. He, I think he. I think just conversationally, he just starts to refer to him as God. But 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 then it does get really deep where he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, as a kid, you it know, it seems to me like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could take it that. You know, these are things he wants to ask God. He's got someone <laughs> saying he's God, and it's sort of it's cathartic for him to ask the questions, even if he doesn't yeah, necessarily and, believe the answers or believe that he's actually asking God. And and I think this seems to be weird 
would probably play strangely if 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 Matt refused to refer to him as God and was saying and speaking of God in third person and saying like God did this, God did that. I think David Burden would have to be like, well, I'm God, you know. So it, it would it would make the scene probably weird because I don't think David Burden would have a conversation where Matt is not thinking he's God. You know what I mean? Like right. that makes any sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you mean. So he'd have to sort of like correct him, or it would always be—you can't really get deep the, to the deep place they got. I think without sort of suspension of disbelief that this guy's God. I think that's kind of the idea, maybe. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, you'd just be—you know—you're not God. Yes, I am. You're not God. Yes, you know, you'd be right. stuck at first gear. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the ta-da, like, um, just, just weird. Um, did he did he touch him? He touches his face. Is that what happened? Does or, he? Or, I thought he didn't uh, touch him. I thought no, he just he snapped touch. his fingers. Yeah, he snapped his fingers. That's what it was. I, I was hoping it was a Jacob thing. Right, like right, he right. Touched, <laughs> gives the thing. Um, so he snaps his fingers. Matt's kind of just like stunned. Um, and then they, they go to doc. So we, yeah. Okay. Sorry. You're going to talk about this part. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the, the, the last bit there. So the next morning, <clears throat> the, uh, <clears throat> the ferry is, uh, docked and, uh, the captain tells Matt that a fishing boat found the bot, found a body matching the description of the, uh, man that, uh, David Burton supposedly pushed, um, into the water and mm-hmm. so the authorities have been called and they're gonna arrest god when uh, whoa sure so that'll Trial be interesting. Of the century. um yeah i know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy so uh then um um matt uh joins uh john michael and laurie uh she asks if he's okay he says actually laurie i'm dying um <laughs> <laughs> actually real quick before we get to that part there's there's the whole line here the most important line next to like what did what did matt say in the previous scene uh oh no, no you can't heal me so in this scene uh when the captain says you know i need to come down to the police station unless you have pressing business in melbourne well we all think he does because he's trying to get back to miracle before right. the seventh and anniversary he he but then he says that. no yeah. so I, I i i take that to mean not that he disbelieves that Kevin is for is whatever he thinks Kevin is, but that he has resigned to not making it back to miracle and, and more sort of generally maybe letting go of control of the situation. Yeah. Is that how you took it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like although although actually I did I did think that maybe he mm-hmm. maybe he was having his doubts about Kevin as well. Like maybe like if sis David Burton is a sham, so yeah. maybe Kevin is a sham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he's just he's deluding himself about that, and it's just, he's just you know interpreting. I mean, Dave, the David Burton story is similar to Kevin's. Yeah, you know. So yeah, if he if he doubts David Burton, maybe he should doubt Kevin as well. I mm-hmm. I, I thought that that was possible. It's not clear. It could go either way. It is clear that yeah. he's resigned to yeah something. <laughs> something. He's definitely resigned yeah. to something. Yeah, you don't stand on a boat like uh, you know uh, in this in this like calm way without being resigned. 
So, the, I mean, the saying he's dying reveals that he doesn't believe that David Burton healed him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think I think that's... He really healed him. What? Which means he really healed him. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Lost way, man. What's the character thinks something's true? The opposite's true, right? Yeah. It does let's see if he has any more, Hey, let's see if he has any more symptoms. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out. That's interesting. I I assumed that it was going to happen. I guess just because I'm used to this kind of plot happening at the end of shows, and I just it feels like something they're going to stick with. But uh, they could definitely do that if they wanted. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to like throw a little wrench yeah, on the uh, I mean, David Burton is a fraud theory. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think I don't really think he killed him. Um, and also, maybe he maybe he also says he doesn't have anything pressing because he's dying. So maybe he's like, you know. I'm out of time anyway. Although you may, yeah, actually, it should be pressing if you're dying. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, that's it's a weird one. This this whole ending was weird. Yeah, this whole ending was super weird. It was like one weird thing after another. Yeah, just rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of the ending of the last episode, like when he comes out of the building and like the the fire trucks are all there, and then oh, there was an explosion, yeah, yeah. and the uh-huh. planes are grounded, and and your dad's here, and it's like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, um, uh, right. So he says he's dying, and then uh, the. Uh, the, the good lioness, I guess, uh, releases the lion. Um, and uh, the lion attacks David Burton. And mm-hmm. almost specifically, very specifically, it, it seemed like he ran away specifically. Um, he did, David did run, which not something God should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. It, like he was separate. He separated himself from the crowd, mm-hmm. um, which made it seem like it drew it. You know, drew attention to him. Like if he had just stayed yeah. in the crowd, he would have been less likely to be attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bad move. Um, anyway, yeah. So the lion basically like kills him, seemingly, um, and then uh, Matt says, "That's the guy I was telling you about." <laughs> the end. So. I don't get that line. <laughs> I don't know why that's the last line. It's such a weird ending. Yeah, I don't really get why that's the last line. I, like, I, that's the guy I was telling you about. Like, therefore, he wasn't real because he just got killed. I think that's part of it, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, know, that's the guy who was supposed to be God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, what an episode. <laughs> it's quite an episode. I, you know, there's a lot to talk about. There's really a lot of interesting things that happen, you know. Um, Having done the podcast in the episode, I think I like it more than my initial reaction. But I still think, uh, compared, I still think it goes on the bottom of the list for episodes in general. Um, I still think it's my least favorite Matt episode. Um, The other ones were good. Um, 
but yeah, overall, you know, not horrible, not horrible. You know, there's some definitely some interesting things. And if the, you know the plot wasn't great, but the character stuff is always great on this show. So that, right. that worked. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, in general, I, I enjoyed the David Byrne material, even though it was disappointing. Being disappointed with like mythology based stuff is like that's that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me the way it used to. I mean, I, I, I've just kind of accepted that's, you know, that's, that's just the way the show's going to be. So, um, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that stuff for what it was. It was, it was interesting and like, you know, um, great fodder for talking about stuff, obviously. I yeah. think the, I think the Lion Sex Cruise thing was the least interesting thing about the episode. For sure. Um, I I um, uh, I don't know. I feel like they could have come up with something better. Um, yeah, and a boat cruise. I don't cruise. know. It's a strange or orgy and a on a boat. Not even a cruise. Just like a ferry. Because they they're just going from point A to point. I guess they're just gonna go orgy some more. Probably right. They're, that's just part of the first leg. Yeah. 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 Presumably. All right. It's a yeah. It's like a. Yeah, and then they all. Well, I Travel guess maybe. Party. Yeah, maybe they maybe they orgied down to Tasmania and back. Yeah, maybe that was the thing. Could be, could be. Yeah, twenty-two hour orgy. It's a lot. It's a lot of orgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something I wanted to mention, and I'm going to try to remember what it was. Oh, um. So back to Reddit. Uh, there's a post that that's talking about was was that the was that actually the island from Lost? So talking about the the <laughs> nuclear missile. Of course there uh, is. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, first of all, one thing I want to say is it, that that shot of the TV, you know, I guess in um, the scene where Matt is talking to the 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 pilot, or uh, you know, trying to get him to go fly. You know, they're talking about the. The, the bombing, uh, the missile explosion. They they had like they had like a an image like footage of the missile launching, which I mm-hmm. thought was impossible because it's a submarine and nobody knew it was going off. Right now, I guess you could say maybe it's just B-roll of some other missile or something. But I right. feel like the way it came off, we we're supposed to think that was a shot of it, the actual missile launching. Right. But I just think that was impossible. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this this thing here. Um, and I guess maybe people translated the French. I'm I'm not sure. He says in the French mon- opening monologue, which I don't n- maybe I don't know what he's referring. If he's referring to the song, I don't I don't know why. Yeah, there's, a there's, opening. there's no there's no dialogue. Yeah, the, the guy doesn't say anything. So yeah. I don't know if he's if he's referring to this the song that's in the title sequence of the show. Yeah. Or if he's referring to the song that's playing when the guy is running naked through the submarine. Right. But right. anyway. The lyrics, according to this post, uh, is God made this missile fly straight and find the nest in the volcano and hope this egg wouldn't have hatched yet and let it destroy it before it destroys the world. So that's a really lost thing. Uh, an island with a volcano and an island you know, that could destroy the world kind of a thing. Uh, right, that was interesting. so I, I think the thing over the title sequence was some kind of prayer, so um, something I, from the Bible, I believe. Uh, so uh, that seems like that's where that came from, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because the, uh, the thing that plays over, over his thing is, like, uh, um, I, I think more of a, like, pop song. I don't, oh, I don't you, think it's I talking forgot, about God. You speak French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't catch every word, especially in the first part, because it was all, like, whispered. But uh, the the song over the submarine is you know I, I can't go home again and it it, it was uh, yeah, I, I don't think there was anything about God in there so yeah. I, I, it must have been the first one nice I, I didn't hear all the stuff about the missile and this <laughs> any of that stuff I don't yeah. remember I don't remember catching that stuff although I imagine that's um, loosely if if that's actually stuff from the Bible I, I imagine it's loosely translated I mean I, I don't think they necessarily have the concept of a missile but maybe it's projectile or I don't know some kind of era like sword or something translation yeah exactly yeah yeah that would be my guess okay yeah interesting about yeah i wanted to bring that up that seemed uh relevant um let's see uh what does this say it is um they call it the carnival caligula cruise all right. Um, three C's. Yeah. <laughs> three C's. Uh, three C's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this this I was I'm looking at the translation I guess from the prayer or whatever it is. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm curious where it's from because there's a lot of yeah. I mean, there's a lot of words here like you're saying that don't seem like they would be in the Bible like technology. Nuclear bomb, I don't think is in the Bible. Whoa. Yeah, maybe they're translating another thing. Uh, The thing I'm talking about from the beginning is called that, I don't know how to pronounce this, Ashrei, A-S-H-R-E-I. Uh-huh. I believe that's the thing. Okay. Uh, So you're saying that's what is in the title sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. That's what I read. I mean, I didn't recognize it. You know, I, I'm not familiar with it, really. Uh, I guess it's mostly Psalm 145, but it's got some other stuff in it. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the translation matches up, because yeah, there's a lot of strange uh, words there. But... um. Let's see. That's something else I was going to mention real quick. If I can find my notes. Um, I talked about that. And what else? All right. I think that's it. I think that's all I had on my notes here. Um, and, oh, actually, I did have some general notes, unless you have anything more about the episode specifically. I had some general notes about the show. Uh, no, no, sure. Go ahead. Uh, let me see. Let me pull that up. And I'm going to click this button. Okay. And I'm going to click this button. <laughs> Just clicking buttons over here. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's see. So, um, just lost my place. Uh, back in season one, I'm going back here. Um, that, that, uh, scene when, uh, I guess it's, I think it's the Garbies at their best. 
Um, when Kevin's out running, I guess he's. I guess the scene is he's he was running, but then he's like smoking a cigarette, and that car pulls up uh, with the women inside that ask him, "Are you ready?" Oh Remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I'm not sure what that was about, but it's also four women in a car, like the four women on a horse. Right. So right. maybe that was the first four women of the apocalypse. Uh, and then like the, the manhole cover blows up, which is cinematic language for like something bad's about to happen. Things are bubbling under the surface. Right, right, right. Um, uh, have you ever talked about this idea that Nora wished her family away, and that's why she's so guilty? She feels so guilty and bad about it because like the moment no. that she was like super upset with her family. Yeah, yeah. like, it wasn't a normal. It, I mean, it was a normal day at the office for her but it was like you know really chaotic and crazy and she was clearly frustrated and then and you see like this look on her face like she's kind of like god i just wish i could get away or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they vanish yeah. so i'm wondering if that it's not just that she lost her family but it's kind of like a home alone situation uh yeah 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 i away. think they i think they address that okay uh to some extent um, maybe I just did in my head, but yeah. I, I, I thought that, I thought they talked about the idea that it was like, not just that they disappeared, but yeah, that, that they, they disappeared at this particular moment. Mm-hmm. Like kind of um, an unpleasant moment. Did I talk about how in at the beginning of season two, you know, with the government kind of, um, cordoning off Miracle and making it a state park and all that stuff. Um, the idea that they might have been profiting from it. Have we talked about that? No. You know, so maybe that's why they wanted to control it, because maybe they're profiting on it somehow. Um, I don't know, I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, oh, I also wanted to say the guy who, the hand guy, this hand psychic guy from mm-hmm. season two, um, he's the guy who played Eddie Winslow on Family Matters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And- Family Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's crazy. Isaac, Isaac. I believe. He was. Isaac, yeah. yeah. Another biblical name. Of course. Um, let's see. Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, uh, and... Yeah, I talked about that. Kevin feeling trapped in life. He can't die, so he so he envies Evie, escaping her family, escaping life. Um, and yeah, I guess that's all the notes I had. He's got Evie envy. More. Evie envy. Yeah, don't say that ten times fast. Uh, cool, cool, cool. I think that was yeah. I just thought I had more notes than that left over from before, but. Uh, Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, another another thing from uh, one hundred seven Cairo or Cairo, whatever the episode's called. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I made a note about that whole the whole thing about the kid who was locked in the refrigerator. You know, when Jill gets stuck in there, but like the kid departed. I guess. I think that's what they said happened. Oh, is that what happened? It's, it's happened. <laughs> I wrote that down, and now I'm like, is that actually what they said happened? 
Because there's like this like inscription on the refrigerator that commemorates what happened. No, I thought it was just it was just the kid stayed in there the longest time. It was just like a record. I don't know. Now I'm confused why I wrote that down. I, I didn't think the kid departed. It's been a while though. I don't I don't exactly remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um did, what which episode was that? That's Cairo. Okay. Uh, it's Cairo. Wait, really? Well, that's what I wrote down. Okay. It's uh, the one where the dad, Kevin Sr., escapes. Uh, oh, it looks like maybe that's the one before that. Let's see. Solace for Tired Feet? Yeah. Yeah, I did write 107, which is Solace for Tired Feet. Yeah. Uh, which have you seen the list of all the National Geographic connections to the show? No, like, as for tired feet is like in that book. Like it's like a line. It's like an article or something, or I don't know. It's in there somewhere. I saw a screen capture. Oh really? Wow. Mm hmm. Thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, let me see real quick about this scene. I don't know, because some, something made me think the kid who was in there departed, which would have been a weird, like, detail. So what does this say? This says, uh, on October, yeah, October 14, 2011, Paul Glowski was forced inside uh, this conveyance against his will and a childish prank and was never seen or heard. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now we, now I honor the, it's hard to read, now I honor the something, the mystery of his something by repeating his suffering and embracing great darkness. Interesting about the suffering angle. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, there it is. You're right. <laughs> was, You're right. I was uh, thinking. He's departed. Of, it makes it makes more sense that it would be that. I just I totally forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. But you were right. It was like they were. Yeah, they were repeating it. But uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was a detail when I was rewatching that that he departed from the blocked fridge, um, which I thought was an interesting, random thing that Definitely. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting close to the end of the season. Um, any, any predictions? Any theories you want to pitch? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, beyond the spoilers that we talked about last time, which isn't really a prediction. Um, uh, I mean, we got to get to that flash forward, you know? Yeah. Um, Do you know what the episode title is of the final episode? No. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> it's it's it doesn't. I don't think you know, it gives away something, obviously, um, but I think it's a hint at something, obviously. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Minor, minor, minor spoiler. If you don't want to hear it, skip like three seconds. Uh, it's called the Book of Nora. Oh. Yeah. So take that with as you will. Oh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Oh, indeed. That could mean a lot of things, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it could mean that... Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so th there will definitely be some Nora stuff. Uh, I mean, I figured we'd be going there because we got to get to that point. We got to understand what happened. Do, you know, is she going to, yeah, what's going to happen between her and Kevin, you know, b between the last episode that we saw and, and that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, well, okay, yeah, I guess the thing I predicted, so something with twins, uh, twin for David Burton. Um, the DBT. His twin shows up uh, somewhere. I feel like he needs to he needs to have a conversation with Kevin, and maybe his twin brother uh, will provide that on some level. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe we can get like someone else to talk about that goddamn hotel. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll go back to the hotel. I don't know. Um, I think we'll see the hotel again. I think yeah. um, uh, just so we see it a third time. Uh, yeah, I so I think the next episode will probably be back to Kevin and Nora, right? Yeah, most likely. Because um, there's not like another thing to go to. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll probably we'll probably follow either either like we'll just follow Kevin or something or or maybe just follow Nora. But um uh, or they cut back and forth like they did in the last episode. Mm -hmm. um, it depends on what the story is exactly, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, maybe maybe Nora is gonna meet up with um, this this crew coming in from Tasmania, and then they're well, gonna have to go find Kevin. Call, you know, hopefully Matt will call his sister when they. I get would there. hope so. Now they that he remembers he has his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing to remember. Uh, you know, I meant to mention too. There was that that part where Lori changes her mind and she tells Matt, "You know what, Matt? You know, you you mentioned that in the recap, but I, I wanted to comment. Like, it was interesting that she just like changed her mind. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's probably better that you do tell him all the crap you're gonna tell him. Your story's better anyway. Mm-hmm. Thought that was interesting that she decided to, cause like they didn't need that scene. No, they didn't need no. It at all, unless they're setting up something for the next episode when they do encounter Kevin and I guess maybe they'll all go along with it. And it's better that way versus like just them bickering over. Yes. He's special. No, he's not. Right. Lori's standing by you're, you're indulging his delusions and yeah. don't listen to them, Kevin. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to necessarily go down that road. Mm -hmm. But, uh, cool. Well, I was disappointed. My, my crackpot theory about the machine didn't pan oh, out. Oh, right, the machine explosion. I thought that was the... I think from the information that we knew, that was the most reasonable explanation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean... Also radiation, too. That would have been very similar to the nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um... But yeah, I am very curious to see. I mean, just just a couple episodes left, man. It's crazy. I know. I know. It's, I know. it's rapidly coming to a conclusion, and uh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, I I agree. I I second that. Good. Um. Cool. Well. Uh. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. I think that's, that's it for it. this one.
Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this is probably a long one. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> one of my least favorite episodes is when we talk about the most. Yep, um, yep. So that makes sense somehow. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see more Lost connections. Um, not just what they do coming up, but the stuff we haven't really caught on to from the previous episodes. Because yeah. uh, I'm sure there's some other lost Easter eggs, but um, but this whole thing about the island uh, explode, like the bomb, South Pacific Island, is is I just he probably just couldn't resist. You oh know? yeah, oh yeah, just doing the whole thing. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's yeah like of... it's interesting. What were you gonna say? No, no, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say it's interesting. You know, on Lost, you know, spoiler for the ending. Um, <laughs> You know, the whole point is the the um, you know the afterlife is a place you make with you know your your loved ones or the people who you know mm-hmm. you went through crazy times with or something and yeah. uh, you kind of form a place and you move on together. Um, it seems like um, you know, so I'm wondering like, is that going to apply to this show? You know, are they going to try to say something? Yeah, I mean, they might not even say anything about the afterlife. But uh, but I'm just curious, like in terms of like uh, the mythology of the shows, how they overlap, you know. Um, well, the hotel is sort of the afterlife. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the afterlife. It, yeah, I mean, I guess they're. Huh. I mean, it's more like the Flash Sideways. It's more like the Flash Sideways. It's 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 a purgatory type place. Yeah. Um. Than, than the actual afterlife. But yeah, you're right. But they, it's afterlife in some sense, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like you're going to be in that hotel forever, right? Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah, where yeah. you stay for eternity. True. That'd be... You, know, you can check in, but you can't check out. Right, right. Hotel Kevin. <laughs> cool. well, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next time with... Uh, the next episode of this crazy show sounds good until then all right see you later